Gentlemen, yeah, I was lost over there for a second. You're listening to the sports loudmouth. I'm your host, Errol Marks, my co-host, Speedy Petey. 631-672-3108 is the number to call. People are probably saying, what the hell was that? I don't know. I, I don't know what, ladies and gentlemen. I, I have no idea. Go to our website at www.worldwidesportsradio.com. Check out all our shows throughout the week, including The Loudmouth with me, Speedy Petey, and Sean Smith. All you have to do to tune in every single week is go to our website at www.worldwidesportsradio.com. Speedy, what's up? I feel like I've entered the matrix today between all these random words that I've been searching all day and the last half hour where you're trying to throw me in all these random lion, tiger, and bear scenarios. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you this, and I know people probably think I'm a little bit of crazy, and I say a little bit of crazy because if I'm very crazy or crazy, you would probably not listen to the show, or maybe you would. But there is certain scenarios I like to throw speedy during uh, offset or even onset, and I know a lot of people think that I'm probably out of my mind. But I love to have fun with speedy, and speedy, I know you love to have fun with me. Yes, Snug, that is pretty accurate. I uh, do feel like I have a squirrel brain right now. <laughs> well, we all have squirrel brains. We all do. Including Snug. I, I mean, he's got a bunch of cats. and I was going to say, Snug has more of a cat brain. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. Cats are smart, and I don't think Snug is that smart. <laughs> but That's Snug, just my but Snug would do a comparison just, of cat I, intelligence level to him. Well, I, I will say this. Snug has his own personality. And, and when he posts up things or he likes to throw curveballs at us during the show or just try to throw us under the bus because he doesn't like our takes or he just wants to make fun of our takes. Uh, you know, he, he does his uh, own little weird scenarios, uh, you know, offset. So it, it, congratulations to Snug. Where's Jeff? I mean, I haven't seen Jeff in the last couple of weeks. He called Josh or so, but he hasn't called ours in a while. Oh, that's fine. That's <laughs> fine. I, I don't need Jeff calling his show. I don't need him driving me off the wall, all right? I, I had Sean Smith yesterday. That was enough for me. So no Jeff is better than having Jeff. I'm just kidding. I love Jeff. <laughs> we have a great show lined up for you. Reports say that the 49ers are going to have trouble paying Brandon Ayuk. We've been saying this, and I believe he is going to be the first wide receiver off the board in free agency. So I do believe that. Reports say that the Browns could cut Nick Chubb on his final year of his deal. Nick Chubb, who had a, a horrendous knee injury during the season. I had him on my fantasy team and almost killed me. And I, by the way, I did win this year with that fantasy team. But losing Nick Chubb absolutely killed him. He was my number one draft pick. And uh, I, he, I think I lost him in the week three. I think week it was two, yeah. week two. And it was a horrendous knee injury. And I, and I will say this. Nick Chubb will come back. 
he will. I don't know how good he will be, but uh, he's he's going to be making a lot of money this offseason. I mean, going into the season next year. And maybe the Browns are going to try to cut him to try to save money. Maybe bring in uh, Derrick Henry of some of, that, of, some of either him or maybe, uh, I don't know, one of these wide running backs that are going to be available. So, we will see moving forward. Nick Chubb is, is coming off a big, bad injury, so there's a lot of questions to his health. Uh, Bart Scott says that the Giants are treating Saquon Barkley like a side piece. Wow. Uh, is he sleeping with them? <laughs> are they sleeping with Saquon Barkley? I mean, side piece. I don't know if I would have used those terms, but interesting uh, take uh, for our friend Bart Scott, so we'll get into that. Nick Saban says he still wants to be a voice of change in college football, even though he has retired. Oh, well, it looks like Nick Saban isn't retiring. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm willing to bet anybody that in a year's time, Nick Saban will take on a job. I, I absolutely believe it. There's no way a guy that's been a lifer when it comes to football is going to walk away from college football or NFL football. I believe one way or another he will get a job or he will take a job. Hey, maybe him and Bill Belichick on the sidelines. That would be fun. That would be interesting. It would. It would be absolutely amazing to see a guy like Bill Belichick and, and maybe his defensive coordinator, Nick Saban, on the other side. They've worked together before with the Browns, so interesting. Uh, Pirates signed ace pitcher Mitch Keller to a five-year, $77 million contract. The Mets shut down uh, Kodai Senga with a right shoulder strain, likely will miss the first month of the season. So, very interesting. So, why don't we get into it? Reports, yes, reports say that the 49ers are going to have trouble paying Brandon Ayuk. Bleacher Reports' Jordan Schultz says he is not convinced that the 49ers will be able to pay Brandon Ayuk this offseason. He added that Ayuk is expected to get number one wide receiver money from other teams that he likely wouldn't get from the 49ers. ESPN's Dan Graziano reports that Trading Ayuk is the most likely scenario for the 49ers. Ayuk is going into his fifth-year option worth $14.2 million. Ayuk had 75 catches for 1,342 yards and seven touchdowns last season. Brandon Ayuk is a sensational player. Brandon Ayuk in the Super Bowl completely disappeared. Now, I do not believe... Brandon Ayuk is going to get Debo Samuel money. Now, everybody thinks that he is, and everybody thinks he could be a number one. I don't know if Brandon Ayuk is a number one guy. I don't. Now, Brandon Ayuk this year, in certain games, really did show up. He had games that he had 150 yards. He had games that he had 115 yards. And he had games that he had 40 yards, 50 yards. And when you look at 75 catches for 1,342 yards and seven touchdowns, you would say he had a pretty good year. Maybe because Debo Samuel couldn't stay healthy. And that's why he was the number one wide receiver. That's why he had number one targets. Maybe because Christian McCaffrey was just a beast at the line of scrimmage and he was running through people, which opened up the lanes for Brandon Ayuk throughout this season. But... Brandon Ayuk is a sensational player. There's no question that he is. And there's no question, does he, does he deserve the money? Absolutely does. 
And you can't complain and you can't argue that he isn't a special offensive talent. You go into the offseason, you don't even know who your starting quarterback's going to be. And everybody says, what are, you, what are you talking about? They have Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy, in the Super Bowl, did not show up. And I'm going to say this very, very nicely. This could be Kyle Shanahan's last year as the head coach of the 49ers. Brandon, to me, Brandon Ayuk is a very important piece to this season. Now, if they franchise him, which they probably will, they have to get something for him. You cannot just let Brandon Ayuk go to free agency, and they won't. I don't think they're getting a first-round draft pick for him. You could probably get a second round. He's not Devontae Adams at the top of his game. He isn't the number one wide receiver in the league. He's not even number two, number three, number four, even five. But he's a good player. He is. Top ten wide receiver this year? Absolutely. And maybe if he had, I don't know, a better quarterback throwing him the ball, a Patrick Mahomes, a Justin Herbert, where that's a place that I think could very much be a place that he would like to go. Jim Harbaugh, a guy that coached the 49ers, a guy that loves to throw the ball and loves to use these interesting top-end wide receivers that you can use in the backfield, you can use in the open field. You can do everything with Brandon Ayuk because of his speed and his ability inside and out. But the 49ers right now, Going into the offseason, they have other important pieces they need to fill in. They're secondary. Ward is a free agent this year. Now, Ward probably goes to free agency. Now, like you said, Speedy, they have an all-pro safety who is coming off a major injury, who they missed all season long. I think he got hurt in the fifth or sixth week this year. And they missed him. They missed him in the playoffs and they missed him in the Super Bowl. If they had him in the Super Bowl, maybe they win the Super Bowl because there were a lot of interesting plays that a strong safety or even a free safety could have been used to stop some of the catches in the wide receiving plays like, I mean, Nicole Hardman at the end of the game in the overtime. I mean, if you had a strong safety or you had a free safety like that, I mean, because I say strong safety and free safety because... He's the type of player that can play both. And linebacker Greenlaw, who they lost in the first, what, first quarter of the game by tripping on his own foot or the turf, and he tears his Achilles. Now, Greenlaw might not play next year. And if he does play, it won't be till the end of the season or the middle of the season. This is a, a huge injury, an Achilles injury for a guy that plays linebacker who has a big, you know, obviously a big press body. I mean, what is he, 210 pounds, 220 pounds? I, and again, these, these injuries are significant. You look at the 49ers going into the offseason. There are a ton of players that they could lose. A ton. And Kyle Shanahan right now is not going to be in the driver's seat this offseason. As a matter of fact, he might need to use the brakes. Because, like I said, John Lynch, John Lynch going into this season has to make a decision. He, the, the, the team might need to make a decision on John Lynch, too. I mean, he's going into, what, his fifth year 
of his contract. I think he signed a six-year deal with the San Francisco 49ers. Do they trust that John Lynch is the guy that's going to take this team to the promised land? They haven't won a Super Bowl in 30 years. That's a long time. Everybody wants to make fun of the New York Jets because they they haven't won a Super Bowl in 54 or 53 years. The 49ers have been a good team, a good squad, great teams in the past, good quarterbacks, great coaches, and haven't won. Haven't won. And that says a lot about this team and this organization. They can't win the big game. And now you're going into, again, going into the offseason, you're trying to figure out what they're going to do with Brandon Ayuk, what they're going to do with Hafunga. Greenlaw, I think, is a player that you... You don't have to extend him on a big contract because he's coming off an Achilles injury. You're not going to have to overpay him. Now, if he was coming off a great season like he was this year and he didn't tear his Achilles, you probably have to pay him. But an Achilles injury for a guy that's, what, 26 years old and a linebacker, that could be significant moving forward. We've seen uh, Terrell Suggs. He came back from an Achilles injury. I think he was 29 when he tore his Achilles. Now, he's obviously, Greenlaw is three years younger than Suggs, but Terrell Suggs came back. He was still good, but he was a shell of himself. And I don't know what Greenlaw is going to be. I don't. So I think you could get Greenlaw, I wouldn't say on the cheap, but you could save a lot of money. You're not going to have to pay him probably the 16, 17 million he's probably or was probably going to ask in the offseason. I would think probably now 12, 13 million dollars would probably get the deal done. And again, that's why I think Ayuk is a polarizing thing because they have had linebackers go alongside Fred Warner that have done well in the scheme. And when you have somebody that good next to you, it's helped them be able to replenish guys well. Same kind of thing on the defensive line. How many defensive linemen have they rotated around because of Nick Bosa? I don't think you have that kind of thing with the wide receivers. Ayuk is a very different skill set than everything else they've had over the years. And that includes a lot of wide receiver draft busts in the Kyle Shanahan era with Jalen Hurd, with Dante Pettis. A lot of these guys that just didn't work in the scheme. And I think a lot of that has to do with the way his scheme works because it's a very yards after the catch type scheme, which is why Debo Samuel strives. Debo Samuel wasn't drafted by the 49ers. I don't know if he would strive the same way. No, he's a better fit. Yes. He's a better fit for the 49ers. Brandon right. Ayuk, he, he's a good fit wherever he goes. Correct. But Brandon Ayuk, he, he's a speed demon. That's what he's used for. And there's a lot of speed demons coming out of this year's draft. You can get guys like Brandon Ayuk in this year's draft. In the second round, you could find a guy like Brandon Ayuk. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe not as good as Brandon Ayuk. And, and it took Brandon Ayuk, what, two, three years to really develop? He yeah, was he was not. injured a lot as rookie. Year. He wasn't mm-hmm. as good as he is now. Now, it, it takes usually three to four years to develop. And he has developed. But again, do you pay a wide receiver that kind of money? He he's looking for number one wide receiver money. That you're you're speaking about uh, probably twenty five, twenty six million. Are right. you willing to pay him after paying Debo Samuel? 25, 26 million two years ago. Right. You mentioned the development of Ayuk, too, because he had injury issues his rookie year, a lot of nagging hamstring and ankle injuries. And the second year, in the, it, Debo Samuel had that very hot start. But the 49ers, as a team, started that season really slow. They were 2-5 and five at one point because Debo Samuel was the only guy that was being targeted. When Ayuk wasn't used, the team offense wasn't as good. And that has to do with Kyle Shanahan and the play calling. And 
they turned it around the second half. They went to the NFC Championship game when they actually got other guys more involved in the offense. And that's the, that's the reason I don't know if you can have that kind of value lost with somebody like Ayuk, especially when Debo Samuel's also been very injury prone as well. He missed the entire 20, uh, 20, most of the 2020 season, injuring himself on the MetLife turf. He missed a good amount of this year as well. He got hurt in the playoffs. And they didn't have those other replacements in years past that they do now with Ayuk and even with Juwan Jennings, who played well in the Super Bowl when Debo was hurt. So I think that would be a big mistake if they do let him go because I don't think they have another receiver like that. In How are they going to pay him? That, How that, are they going to pay him? That's what's going to be difficult. You're right. And the, the big contracts that they have on the defense right now, they're going to have to rely on other supporting casts to, re- to work with that. And I think that's the philosophy they have to have. Even changing defensive coordinators, I don't know why they fired Steve Wilkes as it was. That's a big mistake in itself. But paying Bosa, paying Armstead, and paying Warner, those three guys, the contracts that they have, they have to try to fill that in. Because I think they've done that well in the past where they haven't really done that on the offense. The only thing that stood out to me to Brandon Ayuk throughout the playoffs was that Lions cap. That 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 unbelievable catch off the helmet. That was the only thing that stood out to me throughout the playoffs for Brandon Ayuk. Now, are you going to pay a guy in the big game who can't show up in the big game and make the plays and score? That's what you. That's what you're paying a number one wide receiver. Now, Debo Samuel, you paid him. You decided to pay Debo Samuel that kind of money, and you did. You paid him that money. He's making that money, but he can't stay healthy. Right. Now you have a guy like Brandon Ayuk who wants the same amount of money as Debo Samuel, maybe even more than Debo Samuel, because the price has gone up for wide receivers. And and I'm going to tell you this right now: Carolina will pay him. There are a ton of teams. I I don't have the list in front of me right now. Chicago, Washington, Tennessee. There's a lot. There's a lot of those these teams. teams yeah. Are going to pay him $30, $32 million a year if he's the best wide receiver available. And Tennessee just hired somebody from the 49ers front office. So if he becomes available, watch out for that. Well, he is going to become available. Now, they'll probably franchise him because to me, I, I just think that it makes more sense to sign Greenlaw because you're not going to have to overpay him. You're not. And the other, now you're going probably, you're probably going to lose Ward. And there are a lot of teams that are going to move move players and lose players. I, I mean, Snead is probably going to leave the Chiefs after mm-hmm. the season that he had. There are go- good players that are going to be available throughout the league. So it's not just going to be the 49ers, but I think the 49ers have like five, six starters right now that are probably going to be available in free agency. They're not going to be able to keep them. They can't pay everybody. And by the way, I, I sit here today and I, I, I mentioned Brock Purdy. If they have any chance of getting Kirk Cousins... They're probably going to make a move on that more than bringing Brandon Ayuk back because they'd rather pay Kirk Cousins a quarterback that can get him over the hump than a Brandon Ayuk that doesn't show up in the playoffs. Uh, Snug says Debo Samuel to the Jets. Well, they had a chance to trade for Debo Samuel, but then they wouldn't have gotten Garrett Wilson at number 10 overall in the draft if they traded for him that year. So That's it's a, true. That would be a net loss, actually. All right, who do we have on the phone? We got Jeff. Oh, finally, he's back, ladies and gentlemen. Ah, uh, good evening, Earl. Let's go Knicks tonight. They're playing um, uh, a crappy team. Right? Love the Knicks. 76ers are not a crappy team. <laughs> yeah, they are. No, they definitely are uh, without Joel Embiid. They are not very good without Joel Embiid. And since he is out for an extended period of time, they are playing a crappy team. I still think the 76ers are a pretty good team. I mean, where are they ranked right now? What are they? Fifth. fifth? They're fifth seed. And since Joel Embiid's been out, what is their record? Five and 12, I believe. All right. So, it, so they're a crappy team. I, I first of all, the Knicks haven't played well since the injury, all no, the injuries they've no, they had. Not. And who do they have back? The Knicks are great. Just give the give who do the they have back? Randall's not back. Let him shoot. 
I mean, DiVincenzo's they back. They don't need Randall. Isaiah Hartenstein plugging up the middle. What's up? Mm. All right. Jeff, what are you calling for? You you realize the 49ers can just, like, bring, just bring him back for, like, and have no impact on their salary cap situation. How like, do you none. figure? How do you figure? Because the salary cap just went up $26 million. They okay. can just give him the $26 million it went up. But why would they the do that when they have all these guys that are right now going to be free agents? They, they need to keep and they, need to, they obviously fill in their roster. You're going to give that $26 million to Brandon Ayuk and the other guys. What are you going to do well, with their star well, safety? All, what are they going to do with Greenlaw? All, what are they going to do with Ward? Well, Greenlaw's old. You can let him walk. What they need to do, honestly, is restructure Debo's uh, contract. That's what they need to do. Mm -hmm. That should be priority one. Give him more money up front and lower his salary cap number and get it down that way. 49ers currently have $12.6 million salary cap. Mm -hmm. They don't because if the salary cap – I mean, look, every team gets it, but if they have 12, it just went to 38. And just so you know – Dre Greenlaw is 26 years old. He's not old. He's in the prime of his career as a linebacker, and he's one he of the best. Be a great and jet. he's one He'd of the and jet. he's one of the best linebackers in the league. So to say that he's old and he's washed up and he's not good, he'd he, be a great Jet. Stop Come with the Jets. The Jets don't need linebackers. The Jets are not yes, going to bring in Dre Greenlaw. Let's get Mosley out of there and bring in Dre Greenlaw. Yeah, yeah right. C.J. <laughs> Mosley was a borderline <laughs> All-Pro player again this year. Yeah, that's great. Good move by the Jets. Uh, that's Thanks. something the Jets would do. And they should bring in Ayuk. How great would Ayuk be running around they, in the slot, right, as a slot receiver? Because we're getting Devontae Adams and have Garrett Wilson. Why are we bringing side. up the Jets? We're, we're talking about the 49 everything comes back to the Jets. I haven't, I haven't brought up the Jets at all. No, 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 but it's coming, so we should. No, I did not bring up the Jets. We spoke about the Jets yesterday, and I'm not speaking about the Jets today. Okay. No, we're talking about where Ayuk could go. Oh, Ayuk is not I going think. to the Jets. He's not. I, he should. Mike Evans has he a better did. chance of going to the Jets than Brandon Ayuk. No, Evans is going to stay in Tampa. Trust Brandon me. Ayuk is another Garrett Wilson. They're not going to bring in another guy like Garrett Wilson. That's not true. Yes, Garrett Wilson runs on the outside. Ayuk is kind of like a he's like a tweener guy. So no, those guys can do both. No, they're they're. No, they're not. Right. They're they're the speed demons, and they can run routes. They're both good name route a, runners. Name name a better wide receiving core than Devontae Adams, Garrett Wilson, Brandon Ayuk. They can't afford all those guys. They can't. They could. They're going to pay Devontae Adams money, which, where he's making close to thirty million, and you're going to pay Ayuk, who's going to want thirty million too. At sixty million in wide receivers, what are you nuts? We'll just get the great Aaron Rodgers to restructure his contract again. He no probably will. He probably will. But maybe, it maybe he will, so the Jets get a better backup quarterback. He's not going they to restructure it where he's they going to cut it they down. Don't, they don't need a backup, Speedy. Aaron Rodgers will at least last twice as long as he did this year. Okay, so he's going to play eight games, or he's going to play two games, Jeff? Is that where you're going? Eight plays, two games? Um, look, Aaron Rodgers is going to be great. Don't worry about Aaron Rodgers. We're going to we're winning the Super Bowl. He's going to be great. Jeff, and I think Brandon Ayuk would be great as you're a Jet. You're such a smart ass, man. You really Not are. a smart ass. Hopeful. I'm hopeful. It's not going to happen. I'm a Jet fan. Brandon it's not Ayuk going to happen. Why are we speaking about the Jets? We're, we're speaking about the 49ers. And the 49ers, great. they have to make a choice. 
Who do they want to bring back? Yes, they're going to have $26 million, like you said, because the cap went up. But are they going to throw all that money into a wide receiver or split it up and pay a star safety and a star linebacker? Honestly, they're known for their defense more than their offense. The other thing they also need is offensive line, too. They should maybe, if they're going to let go of Ayuk, invest in some free agent offensive linemen or trade for offensive linemen. First of all, no one's salary cap number is their actual salary cap number because of course. there's going to be a lot of Cuts. because there's going to be a lot there's going right there's going to be a ton of people that yes. get cut to free up space. People are going to make decisions. Is this guy too old? Jeff. Is this guy getting paid too much? It's not like just let it go for a little while. Jeff, how many players, if you were the 49ers, would you cut right now on that roster? How many I players? No, I don't. I don't know because I can't, I don't have all their salaries in front of me and their ages. Well, Chase are Young they trending up? Are they trending down? I don't have all that information. I'm not terribly versed in the 49ers. My team's the Jets, and that's who I focus. No, on. stop. Your team isn't the Jets. You're a Patriots fan. We all know. Where not you're at from. all. Yeah. Okay. Not, not at, at all. all. Yeah. Just like you're a Nick fan. Yeah. Uh, I'm lost. One hundred percent. You're crazy. I love Isaiah Hartenstein. Yeah, I'm I sure you do. Dude, Dante sure DiVincenzo just can't stop making threes. Pair him with Bogdanovich. Love the Knicks. Yeah, I'm sure you do. <laughs> the 49ers Jaylen have 10 Brunson. contracts above 10 million or more next year, There's, including Ayuk. There is no way in hell they're bringing back Brandon Ayuk. They, if I were them, I would franchise him and trade him. You can get a second-round draft pick for him. You're not getting a first-round draft pick. I know a lot of people think, hey, he's good enough to get a first-round draft pick for him. He's not Devontae Adams. Yeah, they would have last year. Devontae Adams is, at the time where he was going to become available, he was like 28 years old. He was the best wide receiver in football. He was the best wide receiver in football. So there's no way in hell, there's no way in hell that's going to happen. And by the way, I think... The Green Bay Packers got a first-round draft pick for him, didn't they? No. They didn't get that. Oh, yeah, they did. They, they got did. one and a three. Yeah, yeah right. they got a first-round draft pick for Devontae Adams. And Devontae Adams was 28. Ayuk, I think, is 26 or 25. Right. So he's younger, but he is not as – I don't think he's a game-changer like a Devontae Adams. He's a great player. There's no question that he is. But Brandon Ayuk, if you have Brandon Ayuk on the field, you can shut Brandon Ayuk on, uh, on the field. You you could shut him down. We've I, seen him being I, shut down at least three times this year. Devontae I mean, I Adams, good luck. You can't shut him down. I mean, I, I think that you're underestimating the stupidity of some teams. Like, to mm-hmm. say that he's definitely not worth a first-round draft pick, I think horribly underestimates that teams are – Super wide receiver needy, and they overpay for things. No question. So he could get he could get a first round draft pick. Like, uh, uh, look, there's an ask for every champ, right? Like, that's just what it is. Would it be too crazy to say that Jerry Jones would trade a first round draft pick for Brandon Ayuk? How is he I going to Brandon pay Ayuk him? How is he going to pay him? They, they, Jerry Jones has been over the salary cap for how many years? Yeah, they always keep figuring something out. And by the way, the salary cap isn't even really real. You can always manipulate. Of course you can, so but I, like, the, the Cowboys have always been in salary hell. They're paying Dak Prescott sixty million this year. Yeah, do well, you really well, trust right. Jerry Jones' eighty-one-year-old brain to manipulate it? <laughs> I mean, look, there's plenty of places I could name that he would fit in nicely to pair on the other side of something. You don't think? Of uh, Buffalo's losing Gabe Davis. They have a lot of cap issues. It's going to be really hard for them. Right. But they're like 51 plenty, under, over. <laughs> right, but there's plenty of situations that you could name. Plenty of them. Green Bay. You don't think you could go to Green Bay? I don't Probably think they need like him. They, they the have enough receivers. Of- I think they have enough receivers no. there. They don't. Their receiving core stinks. 
No, they were pretty <laughs> who good. Do like, who do you like on that court? Speedy Dontavian Wicks? Is that the big I like the big Christian guy Watson. I and like Christian Watson. Right, tight. Right, I played well, too. Right, and Tayden Reed. Right, who never plays. You love Christian Watson, who never plays because he's hurt. No, he was hurt this year. But the, the year before that, he was he was one of the best uh, second-half wide receivers in the league. Plus Dobbs and Jaden Reed, who both played well this year as well. So I think they, they're yeah. fine. They're fine. They need to work on defense. They're fine on offense right now. I think so, There's too. There's plenty of places that are, that are wide receivers. That trash up the in Lions. Tomorrow, the Lions are a team. I mean, they don't need them, but the Lions could be a team. They have a lot of money. I think they, they have $58 million. I could see the Lions, if they want to really be a, get a game-changing wide receiver. That would be dangerous. That would be really imagine, dangerous. <laughs> it would be scary. how dangerous that would be because Jamison Williams is coming into his own. Add Ayuk with, with uh, St. Brown. Saint Brown. And Laporta, that could be really dangerous. Yes, the, so the Lions are definitely there. a team. Yes, the Lions are definitely a team that, if they want to make a splash this offseason, they can make that. Absolutely. I'll give can. you. A, I'll give you another one. You might. You're going to call me crazy and say, "Oh, they. You know, they don't need it." I can give the you another Chiefs. one. The Chiefs they have to I, figure it out. I don't know if they have well. the money to do that. They're like five million right now. It's now they're. That, well, hold on one second. They, Sneed is probably going to go somewhere else, so that could open up cap room. So yeah, it could happen. I I mean, but I don't. Well, I don't. If say, the I don't have a need. They can figure out the money. Yeah, but I I don't think the Chiefs are going to get a Brandon Ayuk. I think the Chiefs will go after like the second tier wide receivers if they become available. If they get waived or dropped uh, this offseason. the top ones, the three or four that are going to be available, the Mike Evans, the Brandon Ayuks, and uh, the T Higgins, is not available. Trust me, Evans is not available. I don't know because Baker Mayfield uh, might not be going back to the Buccaneers, and if he is not Trust going back, me, he is. Well, how do you know? Um, hold on. Let me pull it up. He's got his sources. Is he sources? Sources? I was at the hockey game with him. Okay. Okay. You I might say you're wrong, Jeff. I just say I, I you were, you have your Tampa you, sources. You were hanging out with Bake. Yeah. We. So, do you know what Gasparilla is? No. I've heard, I, I've oh, heard no. of it. I, I don't know what it is exactly. What is it? Yeah. Gasparilla is like. Uh, it's it's dumb. Tampa celebrates everything, right? Like mm-hmm. we just do everything. I know he was at the crazy. Tampa Bay Lightning game. I I did see that. Him and his girl, his wife, were there, right? Right, mm-hmm. right. We sat right in front of them. Hold mm-hmm. on, hold on. You can wait for it. Me and my friend Nikki here. <laughs> do, 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 do. So what did he I'll say? What did he say? He's not leaving. They've already worked out the contract, dude. He's not leaving. the The, the whole plan is to. Work it out with Mike Evans first to get him a contract so they can figure out what they can then pay Baker. He's not leaving. All right, so maybe he's not leaving. All right, so you still have Ayuk. You still have T. Higgins. You still have Calvin Ridley. I I mean, and by the way, the Jaguars could, they have salary room. They could add a a guy like Ayuk. Right. Because Calvin Ridley is going to be available. Yeah, and it wouldn't be worth for them to bring Ridley back because then they have to send the Falcons a second round pick. Right. So Ridley is going to be available as well. Was it a second? I thought it got upgraded to a first. It was a second. I thought it got upgraded to a first. No, he didn't play well enough for it to be a first, but it's a second. So uh, there's definitely, he's definitely not going back to the Jaguars. So. I mean, Brandon, you could go to the Jaguars. I, there are a couple yes. of teams. There are a couple of teams. Miami could find a way to add Brandon Ayuk. I, I know him and um, uh, what's his name again? Uh, Hill love each other. They have like some kind of fetish with each other. He, he's been on Tyreek Hill's podcast. So I maybe he goes to Miami. 
So, and, and could you imagine Brandon Ayuk on Miami with that offense that they have, that speed that they have over there? How about the $61 million in salary cap space, Houston Texans? That too. I mean, but why would they want to bring in a Brandon Ayuk? They're, they have Collins. They have uh, Dell. They have a good young, you know, a good young uh, wide receiving core. They could bring in a veteran, but they don't need to bring in a star veteran because I think Collins and Dell are becoming those kind of guys. So I, I don't want to – you don't want to keep the ball away from me. You don't want to take the ball away from those guys. You can go to Chicago. Chicago too. Yeah. Play, play on the other side of DJ Moore. True. He, he, yeah, absolutely. But I think Chicago's going to draft a wide receiver in a top ten. I think they're going after T. Higgins. They wanted to last year. No, I, I think a lot of teams are going to go after T. Higgins. I, I do believe the Giants will go after T. Higgins, too. But the question is, what is it going to cost these teams to make a move for T. Higgins? T. Higgins didn't have a good year, so right. he might... He might get a little bit less than what he would have been worth if he had the season that but, he had the year but, before. But you, don't, yep. but you don't even – like they've franchised him, haven't they? Or haven't they said they're, they're about to. They're going, going to franchise him. So they're going to trade him. They're, they're not going to be able to keep him because they're going to you probably – play on the franchise tag. Yes, but they're not going – he's not going to do that. He, he's definitely not going to do that. He wants his big contract, and I think that they're going to be negotiating a deal with uh, Jamar Chase this offseason because yep. there were stories coming out uh, in Cincinnati that that's their number one priority is giving Jamar Chase that, that big contract. So it's not T. Higgins, so T. Higgins is probably going to be traded. Now, what are they going to get for T. Higgins? They're not getting a first-round draft pick. They'll probably, for, because of this year and the injuries that he had, Probably, if they're lucky, a second-round draft pick, more than likely a third-round draft pick for a T. Higgins because everybody knows he is going to be available. They're going to use him as trade bait. And, and again, we don't know, and, and, and like you said, Jeff, wide receivers, good wide receivers are hard to come by. So if you can get a guy like T. Higgins, you can get a guy like Brandon Ayuk, or if you can get a guy like even Calvin Ridley. I think Calvin Ridley had a pretty good season last year. He did. For a guy that missed almost two years of football, what did he have? Over, he was really good. He was really good. He, his numbers were good. And he is going to be available. And he's not going to get that kind of money like Brandon Ayuk or, or a T. Higgins because of his age. He's at that 28, 29. So he's still at the, you know, he's still in the prime of his career. But how many years does he have left? Three years? So I, I do believe a guy, a guy like Calvin Ridley is going to be a hot commodity this offseason because he's he's right there in that second-tier wide receivers. He's not in the first tier anymore, but at one point he was when he was playing for Atlanta. So uh, that's interesting. I think Calvin Ridley is the hottest commodity for wide receivers this offseason because I think he could be a game-changer for teams, and I could see many, many different teams making a run for him because you're not going to have to overpay him. You're not going to have to pay him $20 million. No. You could probably get him for $14, 15000000 million for three years. And that's if I was a team right now, that's that's the route I go. Not with Brandon Ayuk, where I have to pay him twenty eight, thirty million, or T. Higgins, who's probably going to ask for twenty to twenty five million. Jeff, you were describing the Buffalo Bills before. Like if they're trying to make, manipulate all the other salary cap, they could make Calvin Ridley work as a second receiver for fifteen million or something like that. That would be the better move for them rather than going twenty five for Ayuk. I mean, like, you know, you know, it's funny. You guys have named a bunch of wide receivers, and I don't even think that they, any of them are the best wide receiver that's available. No. It's crazy to me. Why? You, you don't think Brandon Ayuk or T. Higgins is the best wide receiver available? I mean, Mike Evans no. would be. You just said he's not going no. to be available. Who? who? No. Devontae Adams? I, if he is no, available. 
No, I well, he's under contract, so yeah, but he he could be available to be traded. So no, I I if if it's me, I'm going after Michael Pittman. I'm fine with that too. I don't think he's better than IU. Here's no. the problem with Michael, Michael Pittman. Pittman's great. Dude. He has no, he is. I like great. Pittman. Too. He's great, and I think that he would be a great fit for the New York Giants. I, I absolutely I, agree. I, I've been saying that really all season long. If if the Giants were going to go after somebody, I would go after Michael Pittman. Mm-hmm. Here's the problem: Michael Pittman has concussion problems. He's in two years. He's had how many concussions? Two, three concussions? That would scare me if you're going to pay a Michael Pittman. Now, Michael Pittman is going to get somewhere between yeah, 18 and $22 million. Put, Absolutely. But, but, the, but there's always language you can put in contracts to get out of that. Like, there's always – and if he gets hurt and he's out, you, you know, like, you can always void the contract. No, you know, I like – You can put yeah. injury clauses in there for that kind of stuff. Like, you can do that, dude. I, so, like, I, I, I like Michael Pittman, I think too. He's the best – I think he's the best one available. I think he's the best route runner. I think he's really fast. I think he's got size and can go up and get the ball and things like that. Like, I don't see a lot of that. And, like, dude, say what you want. And I know T. Higgins is really good. And I'm a T. Higgins guy. I liked him at Clemson. I was telling you about him when he yeah, was Yeah, you Clemson. did. I know. You did. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. I don't see T. Higgins have that dog in him. He doesn't, and, and and that's the thing about Jamar Chase. That's why everybody loves Jamar Chase, because he has the dog. He, he's a six-foot guy that likes to speak. He likes to talk. T. Higgins doesn't really talk. He goes out there, he plays the game, and, and that's the type of player he is. So when Jamar, when, Jamar, when Jamar Chase went out, who was the guy that stepped up on that team? When Jamar Tyler Chase went Boyd. Tyler Boyd, yes. And that, not T. Higgins. Well, T. Higgins like, wasn't not- healthy either this year. He, how many he, games did he play? He, ten he games? Was, he was out in the middle of the season. Yeah, he played ten he, games. He, he was healthy when Chase was hurt, though. Yeah. Right, that's what I'm saying. So when He, he when wasn't Chase healthy down, when Chase. He was playing. Yeah, Boyd was the guy. Yes. Boyd uh, was the dude. Yeah, he was. I don't, think, I don't think Higgins has that dog in him. I'm, like, you can call me crazy in that. Like, you wouldn't necessarily be wrong, but, like... I don't see him have do Michael Pittman. He he's going to fight for that extra yard. Jeff, Jeff, let me tell you something. The reason why T. Higgins didn't have a good year and a lot of these wide receivers didn't have a good year is because Joe Burrow wasn't healthy. That's why they had the kid Browning. And I'm not saying Browning was bad, but if you had Joe Burrow, don't you think that T. Higgins would have over a thousand yards? Don't you think he has ten or eleven touchdowns? And by the way, T. Higgins was better than Boyd. He was better than Boyd this year. He was. I I mean, if you look at the numbers and the yards per catch, he was oh. better than Tyler Boyd. Tyler right, Boyd right, had right. how many touchdowns? Tyler two? Boyd's a short route guy. He, he had two touchdowns not, the whole season. He's a short route guy at this point. Right? I think right, he right. had Tyler his first. Boyd. Hmm? T- Tyler Boyd's the one that really stepped his game up, though, when, when Chase went down. When no, that's fine, Jeff. I'm just saying, like in terms of an overall skill set, he's a traditional slot receiver that isn't really a big deep threat. Higgins still has more upside in that regard, even though, like, I think, Jeff, you were right. I think the inconsistency has been a problem for Higgins at certain points in his career, especially this year, even when he was healthy. Even when he was before he got hurt at the beginning of the year, he wasn't great either. But still, I think he's still an upgrade over Boyd. But that'll make him a downgrade over Ayuk when it comes to free agency. T. Higgins is so much better than Tyler Boyd. So much better. I would offer offer this thought to you, though. Mm -hmm. T. Higgins is entirely replaceable in the draft. You could dra- you could take a wide receiver in the first round, but I don't know where the Bengals are picking. The Bengals have leeway. Sure. They're they're middle of the pack. I think eighteen or something like right. that. Yeah, they have leeway right. to but do they, that. I understand. Right, but they could they could draft a Keon Coleman. Or, sure. Like they're not going to get a Dunze or a Harrison or anything like that. But they right. could draft a Keon a Keon Coleman who's really good. That's a good consolation prize. <laughs> and probably replace Higgins without having to pay any of the money. No, and I and this is a wide receiving draft where if you decide you want to part ways, it's like it's like six guys. Yeah, There's six six really good guys, game-changing guys. 
But we we yeah. spoke about this. You, Jeff, you said it during the season that this is going to be a good wide receiving draft, and there are it's six right. really it's good not, ones. It's not great. It's it's all right. It's not great. It's it's top heavy, and then it gets thin quick. But, because I'm not super high on guys like Jalen Polk. There, there are a lot of there are a lot of teams that need quarterbacks and offensive linemen. So I think there'll be at least two, maybe even three wide receivers that could be available at eighteen or seventeen to to land one of these guys. I I, I think Coleman will be available, and, and Coleman goes before that. Cincinnati could get a good offensive lineman, so they need that as well. Absolutely. The, I'm looking at. It, I, I just pulled up a list. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at mm-hmm. five guys that you would want. Another one that is a, a like a could be really good, and then it's a bunch of really common guys, like really common guys, like Adonai Mitchell. Not sold on Adonai Mitchell. You can keep them, you know. But like Harrison Jr., Odunze, Neighbors, Coleman, and Brian Thomas. Okay, I'm all in. Troy Franklin, maybe. And then and then what? Adonai Mitchell, Xavier Worthy. Like it, it's it's not that deep. It's not that deep. You're not. Like you, like last year, the year before, you'd be going into like the second round and still be taking really good wide receivers. You know, like uh, the Christian Watson draft. Oh, what yeah. Christian Watson was what twenty fifth, twenty sixth. They ain't lasting that long this year. The because ad- once a couple of guys go, the premium is going to be on them. There's going to be a run at the position because of that. The the athletic reports that the Browns could consider cutting Nick Chubb in his final year of his contract. Chubb has a salary cap hit of sixteen million. The Browns would have to pay him a dead cap hit of four million if they cut him. Chubb tore his PCL, MCL, and other knee ligaments week two versus the Steelers. The Browns would also consider restructuring Chubb's contract, making his base salary into a signing bonus. Chubb is averaging five point three yards per carry in his career, which is seventh best in NFL history. Chubb is 28 years old, had four Pro Bowl appearances, and has rushed for 6,341 yards and 48 touchdowns in five NFL seasons. I- I'm going to say this. I-, I don't know if I'm taking a chance with Nick Chubb. I love Nick Chubb. I think he, before this knee injury, he's one of the top five running backs in all of football. There's no question he is, and he he's a workhorse, and that, that's what he was for Cleveland. He was everything to Cleveland, but now if you look what Cleveland did this year without him, I think with Ford and, and all the other guys that they had this year, they don't really need Nick Chubb. Now, Nick Chubb's still available. There are teams out there looking for uh, veteran running backs. There are a couple of really good veteran running backs that are going to be available this offseason, Saquon Barkley being one of, one of them, uh, Derrick Henry being another. There's Jacobs, a ton of them. Yeah. yeah, there are a ton of them. And, and Nick Chubb's just another veteran that's going to be out there. But coming off a knee injury of this significance, I mean, if you're sitting here today, are you the Cleveland Browns? And if you're running the Cleveland Browns right now, if you're the Cleveland Browns right now, are you taking a chance going into an offseason where there could be maybe three better options or even options in in the draft where you don't have to pay a Nick Chubb? Now, Nick Chubb can get healthy this year. And and we've seen this guy. He come back. He comes back from injuries. He's had knee injuries in his career. So we've seen him come, and and we've seen him really turn into the player that he's become as an NFL superstar. And by the way, he was a second round draft pick. He fell out of the first round. His his teammate, who was drafted by the New England Patriots, and everybody was going back and forth. Who's better? 
Chubb and, and uh, Sony Michelle. Sony Michelle. And all of them were saying it. Oh, Sony Michelle looked better than Nick Chubb at the end of the season and, and throughout those ball games. And everybody's, oh, I, I'm going with Sonny Michelle. Sonny Michelle was, was not the same player in the NFL as he was in college. Nick Chubb became that game-changing running back for the Cleveland Browns. And they drafted him in the second round. Let's not forget the Seahawks also drafted Rashad Penny before I, both of them. I couldn't believe that either. <laughs> Rashad Penny, who's what? He played for the Eagles this year? And he's he barely third played. String, <laughs> and he barely was played. a third-string running back who barely touched the ball. So, And that's something Seattle likes to do, draft these running backs in the early rounds makes no sense. And then again, I, going back to Nick Chubb, I, I sit here today and if I was a team right now, like the Giants, if, if you lose Saquon Barkley, I would look at Nick Chubb. You're not going to have to overpay him. You give Nick Chubb a $10 million contract, probably what you gave to Saquon this year. He probably takes it. Now, is Nick Chubb Saquon Barkley? And Saquon Barkley did come back from a knee injury. And it was an ACL, but it wasn't the PCL and the MCL and all the pretty much all the knee ligaments. If anybody didn't see the video when he when he went down, it was horrible. It was disgusting. I think his his yeah, leg. Show it. It's gross. it was horrible. It was absolutely horrible. I don't even want to see it. No. So, but I, I don't know what he is going to be when he comes back. And 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 if I were the Browns and the Browns need to win this coming year, they have a guy. I mean, is he even going to play this year? That's the bigger question. Is even, they he say hurt, he what, is. Week 12? They Didn't say he, he is. Week 12 or something? No, no, no. It was early in the season. Yeah. Week two. He got Week hurt. two. And they're saying he's going to play this year. Yeah. Against the Steelers. Mm-hmm. And they're saying he is going to play this year. He believes that he is. And he was on Twitter a couple of weeks ago saying that he's doing his rehab and he believes he'll be back this year. So I'll if, believe it when I see same it. Same here. I, I, I don't know. But if there's anybody that, if you could believe that he's going to come back from an injury like this, this, it's Nick Chubb. It really is, because we've seen this guy come back from two knee injuries. Not as bad as this I one, mean, but two knee injuries. I mean, I hear, I hear what you're saying, and I would believe it if it was, like, one of the ligaments. Like, if he tore his AC, I'd be like, yeah, he's going to be fine. Like, don't worry about it. It was, like, all of them. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's a problem. It was his PCL, too. I mean, how many times? How, you know how I hard it, was, it is? No, I thought it was all three. I thought it was ACL, PSCL, MCL, and, and I think three others. Like, yes. It was locked. I mean, it's very. Right. That's, what, that's why I'm saying, like, I'm just, you know, like, look, I'm not saying no. I'm just skeptical. That's all. Like, Here, Here's okay. the thing. The common knee injury for running backs is the ACL and MCL. Those are the common, you know, injuries for a running back. When you tear your PCL, which is very uncommon, then you know it's they're, they're, it's bad. It, you know it's a really bad injury. And Deshaun Watson, going into this coming upcoming season, you need to see what you have with Deshaun Watson. You're overpaying him. This is guaranteed money. You're giving him guaranteed money. Again, he missed practically the whole season. And, and, and that's a problem for the Browns because this could set the team back. They should have kept Baker Mayfield. I said that when they decided to part ways, when the fans were trying to run him and his wife out of town. And look at what Baker Tampa Mayfield. Them now. Yeah. I, I mean, seriously, you sit here now and Deshaun Watson missing two years playing and doing whatever he does off the field. It, it hasn't worked. And now you're going into a season. Are you going to bring Joe Flacco back as your backup? Are you going to trust that Joe, uh, old man Joe, is going to be ready to do what he did this year, the comeback player of the year? I don't know. And Deshaun Watson, let's, let's be really honest about this. I don't know if Deshaun Watson is ever going to be the same quarterback he once was. Also coming off a shoulder injury, too. That was week 12, Jeff. That was in the Ravens game. That was later in the season. So he might not be as good as he expected to be. I, and even I so, mean, he had like so two good games going, this year. 
there was so much stuff going on. I, I, I forgot when, when he got hurt. I, I thought it was later, but yeah, I guess week two, I guess. I mean, if I, if I were the Browns right now, I wouldn't be worried about Nick Chubb. I'd be worried about Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Because that money that they offered him is guaranteed. It's not like, hey, you know what? We can cut him here and we can, they have to pay him. So he, that's guaranteed $230 million. He's, right. I wouldn't worry about Deshaun Watson. He's going to be healthy, he's got a good masseuse. I'm sure he does. Yeah. Well, what does that mean for the rest of the players? That's another question. <laughs> right, but I, look, I'm not worried about the Browns. They're going to figure it out. Like, they played really well with all of those injuries and still made the playoffs as, like, a, what were they, a 3 five seed, seed or something? 5C. They were five the first seed. wild card. Right. So, like, think about that. That's really good. Like, the rest of that team is really good to do that. I, or, or maybe not. I don't know. Maybe the rest of the AFC sucks and couldn't pass the Browns or something. But I, I think they did pretty well to fight all of that oh, adversity. Their defense is fantastic. So, they they had a fantastic defense, but they didn't show up best, against the Texans. Best, yeah, it was like the best defense in the league. Oh, it was by far the best defense in the league. It, by far. And that's crazy when you talk about San Francisco and all the other great Ravens, teams. Yeah. The Ravens, the, the Jets. Jets. Yeah, all of yeah, them. The all, all, of, all of the defenses that we, we spoke about all season long, the... the the Browns had the best defense, and that's why their coach was coach of the year. That's why Joe Flacco was comeback player of the year. But what a, Jeff, stay on. When we come back, uh, we will get into the Bart Scott story because it seems like Bart Scott is on every single story in tabloids for the last couple of days. So he, every single thing, he's taking shots at Micah Parsons. Now he's taking shots at the Giants and Saquon Barkley and Joe Shane. It's 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 crazy right now. Bart Scott's been a lead star, but when we come back, we'll get into that. But first, our Sports Minute with Tommy Scoops. This is the Sports Loudmouth Sports Minute. So you ready to get loud? With Tommy Scoops. That is right, ladies and gentlemen. I am back after missing yesterday. No need to fear, though. I am back to give you guys all the rundown for the Loudmouth Sports Minute. I am your man, Tommy Scoops. And for today's scoop, in NFL news, the Cincinnati Bengals have announced that they will be switching their fields, their playing field, to currently field turf, which is actually the same field turf as the Giants and Jets Stadium in MetLife Stadium. In other NFL news, the Seattle Seahawks have worked reworked Geno Smith's contract, clearing up space for 2024 season, effectively announcing that they will be keeping Smith for next season. Switching over into the NBA, the Pistons center, Isaiah Stewart, has been banned for three games after altercation with Eubanks, the center of the, the Phoenix Suns, and all the charges have been dismissed on the case currently going. And in other news, Quinn Snyder, the Hawks' head coach, announced that center Onyeka Okongawu is actually going to be out for the foreseeable future with a toe injury. In other sports news, men's college basketball hoops in LSU Tigers have been fined the $100,000 after the fans stormed the court after the team beat Kentucky, number 17 Kentucky, 75-74 to in the final seconds on a buzzer beater. Now to go into scoops and scores, where I'm going to give you a quick rundown of the current games happening right now. And in the NBA, Detroit is squaring off right now with Indiana. Indiana currently has a 55 to 20 to 37 lead, and Orlando is currently squaring up with Cleveland, 49 to 37 Magic lead, and New York is playing the 76ers right now. New York currently has a 54 to 39 lead with Tyrese Maxey having 17 points. And Toronto squaring off with the Brooklyn Nets. The Raptors currently have a lead, 44-41. to 41. And 
Phoenix is currently leading 29-19 against the Mavericks. That is currently all the time that I have for you guys right now. I'm going to be back later on in the show for an update. Send it back to the boys for a continuation of the Sports Loudmouth. This is the Sports Loudmouth. Six three one, six seven two thirty one oh eight is the number to call. You're listening to the Sports Loudmouth. I'm your host, Errol Marks. My co-host, Speedy P. Remember, you can go to our website at www.worldwidesportsradio.com. Check out all our shows throughout the week, including the Loudmouth with me, Speedy P. And Sean Smith every Wednesdays and Thursdays at seven p.m. Obviously, Sean is not on tonight. He has his girls' basketball game, but he will be on every single Wednesday night. With us, all you have to do to tune in is go to our website at www.worldwidesportsradio.com. Oh, I mean, we have Jeff still on the line, right? We have Jeff there. Yep. So I do want to get into this story. And Jeff, I want to know your opinion on this because Bart Scott is, he seems like he's drawing a lot of, you know, confliction on some of the things that he has been saying throughout the, uh, the, his show and throughout the press. Bart Scott said that Joe Shane and the Giants are treating Saquon Barkley like a, pe- a side piece. He also added that Joe Shane should just tell Saquon that we're not that into you and move on. The reports Tuesday said that the Giants are very unlikely to use the franchise tag on Saquon Barkley and more likely will use it on safety Xavier McKinney. Saquon previously rejected deals of $12.5 million and $14 million from the Giants. The New York Post reports that the Giants wanted to give him $23.5 million guaranteed over two years or a two-year deal, but Saquon rejected that too. The deadline to franchise tag a player is March 5th, and the deadline to sign a player to a long-term deal is March 13th. And I, I, I do want to bring I want to bring in our guy right here, Fish. Uh, Fish, you can come in because I know you're a Giant fan. I, I definitely want to know your opinion to this. But before we we get Fish's opinion and Jeff's opinion and even Speedy's opinion, I have a few things to say about this. I understand Bart Scott's on a, a radio show and he's on television and he, he right now is the face or one of the faces of ESPN Radio. Congratulations! I I think he has a great personality, but he's a New York Jet guy. That's what he is. He works for the Jets. He speaks for the Jets. He's everything to the Jets. Why the hell is he speaking for the Giants? What does he know? Is he inside? Does he have an inside source right now? Is he hanging out with Joe Shane? Is he hanging out with Dable? Is he hanging out with Saquon? I doubt it. Okay? I doubt it. Now, obviously, he has a love fest for Saquon Barkley because all season long for with the Jets. I don't know if anybody was watching the Jets games. At the end of the game, he was bringing up Saquon Barkley. Oh, this would be a dynamic duo. if we Next year, we have Bruce Hall and Saquon Barkley in the backfield, being that Saquon Barkley grew up a Jet fan. It's not going to happen. The Jets are not paying him $14 million. And the reason why the Giants aren't paying him makes no sense. You're going to pay Xavier McKinney. Yes, Xavier McKinney. A guy that was a second-round safety who, let's be honest, is not even a second-tier, a third-tier safety right now who is not worth the money he's probably going to get paid in the offseason. He's not worth $14 or $15 million. And I know what Jeff's going to say. You're not, it's not worth paying a running back. You can find running backs in the later rounds of the draft or undrafted running backs. But Saquon Barkley was 60% of their offense, and he's been the Giants' offense over the last two years, three years. And he, 
And when he is in the lineup, he is 68% of the Giants' offense. So if you're sitting here right now today, if you're a Giant fan, do you want to see Saquon Barkley go to the Cowboys? Do you want to see Saquon Barkley go to Washington? Do you want to see Saquon Barkley, which there are rumors that he might go there, to the Eagles? I, I mean, I, NFC if, spinning war. If, if you really sit here today and you see Saquon Barkley in an Eagles uniform, you won't be happy. If you're a Giant fan, you do not want to see your, the second pick a couple of years ago. Was it four or five years ago? Who finally has stayed healthy for the last two seasons? He really has. He's been healthy for the last two seasons. He's put up the numbers. He's done what he's supposed to do. He's asked the Giants to give him a three-year deal. He wants to be paid Christian McCaffrey money. Now, is he Christian McCaffrey? Has he done what Christian McCaffrey's done over the last two years? No, he has not. And there's no fa- there, there's facts to those numbers. But here's the thing. Saquon Barkley, when you look at Christian McCaffrey, was Christian McCaffrey 68% of the 49ers offense this year? Was he? The answer is, no, he was not. They have George Kittle. You have Debo Samuel. You have Brandon Ayuk. You have all these offensive weapons right there. So, honestly, you sit here today and you, you kind of – Compare it and you contrast this right now. The, the Giants need Saquon Barkley. They absolutely need him. And if they go into the offseason and they're going to take chances with a Nick Chubb or Derrick Henry, how do you know they're going to fit that offense moving forward? Yeah, and you look at the market for the running backs now getting stiffer with potentially the Browns cutting Nick Chubb as well. And that's why this kind of toying with Saquon Barkley as it is makes the Giants look bad. So I don't think Bark Stock's necessarily wrong in that statement. Yeah, you're right. He's more of an expertise on the A Jets. side piece? Yeah. I, yeah that's what, a, are they sleeping with him? Maybe, but regardless, the, the Giants have definitely done this wrong from the start, where I think maybe the overperforming of them in the 2022 first half of the season kind of changed the original plan they were going to have. I think they were going to trade Saquon at that trade deadline anyway, but the Giants started so hot that they couldn't do it, and they had no wide receivers whatsoever. They had to break out Daniel Bellinger for the first half of that season, and that was their entire offense and Brian Dable he won coach of the year good for him but still it wasn't something that was sustainable and you saw that in year two and now they're stuck with him either going to lose him for less value if they do trade him and franchise him or they're going to lose him for nothing what do you do if you're the Giants right now do you sign Saquon Barkley or you let him go Again, the, the, the Giants... Just stop beating around the bush. Do you sign him or you let him go? I'm worried they're going to have to sign him for more than he's, he's going to want. Do you sign him or do you let him go? I think they're at, point, at this point they're going to have so to So you're going to just let him go? You're going you're gonna to no let choice. go of a player that was doomed. 68% of your offense? Their relationship's doomed at this point. But you can just give him the money. Give him the $14 million. Give him the $14, 14 million for three years. You're not going to have to pay him for all three of those years. Give him that third-year player uh, uh, team option. Give him a two-year deal. Pay him the $28 million. Guarantee him $28 million. And, and that third-year option is a team option. If he has a good two years, then you give him the team option. I'm fine with that. Let's hope he takes it, though. <laughs> he would take that. I guarantee you if he's making $14 million a year. No incentives. Guarantee him $28 million. I guarantee you he takes that. All right. That's the move, Errol. You know, like, there's so, there's so many deals that, you know, you see it on surface value, three for 36. Well, how much is guaranteed? And a lot of it is perception. It's the, the market. If you give him somewhere around 25 of whatever that number end up, ends up being guaranteed, He'll take it. Now, they might have to play games because that's how it is right now with the running back market. You know, he might have to let him test free agency, kind of, sort of, wink, wink, you know, uh, with the idea that, you know, we'll match it within reason. But where is he getting money from? He was under 1,000 yards in 14 games, missed three games again. He's going to be 27. 
where's the money coming from? He may end up under 30 million from whoever is offering it to him. So the Giants might get lucky here. And again, it's a dangerous game with a guy. God forbid he goes to Dallas, man. He's going to. He's going to the NFC East team. Guarantee it. Guarantee it. Just go to the AFC or something. He's not. He is going to stick it to the Giants. He's going to make sure he sticks it to the Giants. Because I've heard the Eagles and I heard the Cowboys. Those are the two teams that are absolutely going to make a run for him if he becomes available. It's an NFC East tradition, Fish. The commanders do it all the time. Washington loves Could you imagine him behind that offensive line? Could you imagine Could you imagine Saquon Barkley behind the Eagles offensive line? Could you imagine how drafting with fantasy second overall? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you want to talk you you were speaking that Saquon Barkley didn't he didn't have he didn't break 1000 yards under behind that offensive line, he's going to have 1400 yards. Oh, easily. 1,400 yards. Mm-hmm. And, and and they love to run the ball in the red zone. Who do you think is going to be fed that ball? Mm-hmm. Who do you think? They love to run the ball in the red zone. They're going to – what do they call it? The tush push? Yep. They don't even need to do that if they have Saquon they have an Barkley. an even better counter to the tush push. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Saquon Barkley is going to be a beast over there with the Eagles. And I'm telling you right now, that's what's going to happen. And the Giants are going to regret not giving him that contract. You don't have to overpay him. Just give him what he wants. He wanted $14 million. That's what he wanted. Give him a guaranteed $28 million, three-year with a third-year player option. I mean, team option. Give him that, and he will be happy with that. He will take that and maybe add a couple incentives. He would be absolutely ecstatic about that. You're talking about $2 million of incentives. If he breaks 1,200 yards, he has over 10 touchdowns, and he touches the ball uh, 200 times, you give him that extra $2 million. I would do that. That's $16 million. He's worth every penny of it. As he's been the Giants' offense, he's been the Giants' second-tier offense, he's been the Giants' third-tier offense. They don't have anything. What are they going to go with? What, what, they're going to they're gonna give Xavier McKinney the money? What I are they nuts? I think they'll franchise tag him and trade him, too. I what are they nuts? I don't think Joe Shane wants to keep him. It Xavier wasn't his Xavier McKinney. This is the same. This is the same guy the Beef wanted over C.D. Lamb. Good, we can trade him to the Cowboys. Oh, I know. I know Jeff <laughs> loves that. I know Jeff loves that. McKinney's yeah, also look, been on social I mean, media. Like you can't mention McKinney over C.D. Lamb and, and the Beef. Like that dude knows less about football than anything else on the planet. You know what I'm saying? Like just bringing that up is just hilarious. And McKinney had a great year, too. I'm not bashing what McKinney did, but he's not. CD Lamb might have had, He might have had the best year for a wide receiver this year. Dude, McKinney's not even a top 10 safety oh, I know. in a I'm league. I'm not disputing that. Great year? That's not a great year. You've got to be a McKinney top 10. Had a good second half of the year. If you look back, he was god awful the whole first half of the season. Like, he was almost unplayable to the point they almost benched him. And something happened. There was. He, he came out and said something that maybe had to do with the wink crap that was going on, but. He played better second half because I think he started hearing the contract bells like, oh, man, I got I to gotta start playing, you know. But I, I don't – who wants that guy? And he's injury prone, too. Yeah. Fought through everything, you know, says the right stuff, says he wants to be a giant for life. He said that as recent as like two weeks ago. Saquon I mean, said that. Saquon said yeah, he wants to be a giant did. for life. Say, Xavier, have you heard that from Xavier McKinney? Xavier McKinney – First of all, and we all know where Xavier McKinney came from, okay? We all know what college he played for. and uh, Your favorite school, Jeff. Yes, your favorite school. Okay? Uh, that's false. <laughs> I don't have a favorite school. <laughs> but 
we, we know where he comes from, and we know his personality. And we've seen how many how many Giants have we seen come from that school and decide to flee the Giants and then go back to the Giants after they fell? How many times have we seen that? So, it, it, and that's what Xavier McKinney is. He is to me, he is not the game changing safety. He's not one of those guys. He's not an All Pro safety. Saquon Barkley is a game changing player. He changes the game. He, when, when a team is trying to, you know, plan to, to play the Giants, who are they trying to stop? Are they trying to stop all those terrible wide receivers the Giants have? Come on. Who stands out on that road, uh, rotation right, but, of wide right, receivers? But gonna, right, but you're basing everything off of the past, and that's going to change in the future. Like, more than likely, the Giants are drafting a wide receiver mm-hmm. in the first round. Like, Malik, right? So, like, their offense is going to shift. They're going to add some players, like, if it's if you were to rank positions on the team, what's the most important position to the least important position? Right now, what, what, right now the least would say that the running back is the least important position. Right. So you can always get guys. There's other guys out there that are really good free agents that could still come in and do the job while you draft some guys and train them. Like, are you gonna honestly tell me that if you let and I and I don't know what the numbers would be or whatever, but we can probably guess that Saquon Barkley is going to get more money than Derrick Henry. Yes. Are you yes. telling me? Are you are you telling me that the Giants wouldn't be just as good with Derrick Henry next year? But I don't know how he. But I Derrick know, Henry and what else? I, I, but here's the thing: I don't know how Derrick Henry fits in that offense. I mean, he's learning a new offense. That Dable, Henry's been the best running back in football for the yeah. Past he's a power back. He, he's a power back that comes from a team that really depended on him for everything. With, with and you're going to say and that about Saquon. I know that's and, what you're going to say. But and, Saquon. and you've seen how replaceable running backs are. Nick Chubb, all oh, one of the best running backs in the game. They got a, they traded for a six round Patriots bum running back and brought back Kareem Hunt, who no team in the NFL wanted. Every team had a chance to sign him. He was sitting on the couch at home and still came in and ran the ball well for Cleveland. Uh, Running backs are replaceable. Don't pay them the money. I I disagree. And we've argued about this, Jeff. And, and, And again, when I look at Christian McCaffrey, and everybody keeps saying how great Christian McCaffrey is, I could say that about Saquon Barkley. Did he win the Super Bowl? No, he did. But 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 great great in the Super Bowl. He played great. (laughs) And and they won the Super Bowl. How about this? 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 The Chiefs won the Super Bowl, but it wasn't Christian McCaffrey's fault the Niners lost. If Kyle Shanahan actually ran the ball in the second half of the game, the game probably would have ended a lot quicker than it did. Right, and and look at the teams that have won the Super Bowl. It's all been running back by committee teams, which it was again this year with CEH and Pacheco and Jarek McKinnon. Hilaire barely did anything this year. He played. He played really well when Pacheco was down hurt. Running back by committee. That's what happens if Barkley gets hurt. Who's behind him? Matt Breida. Oh yeah. Right, that's why I'm saying, don't pay him the money, pay a bunch more guys, draft some guys, do it by... Jeff, Matt Breida hasn't been good for, in four years. For, for, for that $14 million, you could sign three other running backs, and then you you know you would also have depth. I'm going to tell you this right now. If Saquon Barkley was on that Kansas City Chiefs team, <laughs> they would be even better at the running game. Could you imagine Saquon Barkley behind that offensive line? Could you imagine that? And think about I, that, too. Oh man. Pacheco's pretty studly, dude. Pacheco is not Saquon Barkley. Jeff, Stop it. Jeff, Jeff. also you think all the examples not. you brought up so far. You know far, that's not true. Including the Browns that didn't win the Super Bowl. But you mentioned every other team that won the Super Bowl. They have light years ahead of an offensive line better than the Giants. Honestly, do. right now, and I'm, I'm not speaking of, of, of this because I'm not a Giant fan. I think Saquon Barkley's still a top five running back. Yeah. And if, if you if you would ask me right now, if, when you look at Christian McCaffrey, if Saquon Barkley right now was on the San Francisco 49 
49ers, he'd have almost identical numbers as Christian McCaffrey. That's just my opinion. And I, I love must, I must, love Christian ties McCaffrey. Up too much money, man. Ties up too much money. Let him go. Do your thing. Pay McKinney because it's a more important position. I'm not saying McKinney's a better player. Like, that's not at all what I'm saying. But it is a more important position. Draft better, reconfigure your offense so he isn't 57% or whatever stat you're throwing out with that he's a percentage of the offense. And maybe that's why the Giants think. Maybe they're just a one-trick pony and, and every team knows what they're doing. Maybe that's why they blow. But Jeff, you want to use that logic. Besides the Buccaneers who had good safeties, did any team really win a Super Bowl recently with good safeties either? Like the Rams safeties, who were they? They had a bunch of backups playing and Jordan Fuller Patriots was pretty did. good. Patriots did pretty well. Patriots, all right, fine. Patriots did well, but besides that, besides right. the Patriots that and Buccaneers, that, that wasn't that long ago. Okay, fine. All right, the Patriots and the and the Buccaneers. Uh, that's and the Rams. The Rams, the Rams did not have great secondary. safeties that year. Yeah, they, they, they had, had good corners. Good. They had good defensive line. And, but the but the Super Bowl point, moreover, Speedy, is that teams that do running back by committee are the teams that win the Super Bowl. Go go and look at go pull up. Fine, the last the one. All right, winners. the last one was probably the Seahawks. Okay, fine, I can understand that. But I, I think it also is could say with it's other like positions one, too. It's like it's like one out of the last like fifteen years, dude. Well, you all say committee, Super Bowl winners, but you say you, you say committee. running running backs by committee. It was Pacheco throughout the Super Bowl and throughout the playoffs. It's been Pacheco. It was right, nobody else. Also, you see H and McKinnon. Oh, certainly very very little. Very little. Few snaps, man. Yeah, like, very little. Jeff, Jeff not, this is Fish. Nice to talk to you, Jeff. Listen, I, I get something that bothers me. Like, you didn't mention one three-down running back to compare Saquon to. There's two different types of running backs. You're talking about the committee stuff, but there's only a handful, and Chubb was one of them, of three, before he got hurt, of three-down running backs. And that's so valuable to a team, captain of the team. There's so many intangibles. It's, it doesn't have to come off the field. You don't have to make substitutions. You can go hurry up. You don't have to worry about the problem. Like that. That's exactly the, what you're describing is exactly the problem. Oh, we're going to bring this guy bring down. So then when he gets hurt, we have nobody else. Well, I mean, draft better, obviously. You know. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's another problem. I mean, look, the Giants stink. <laughs> yeah. But they had eight-man boxes on him because everyone else on the team was terrible. And that's why. And you're going to blame him for everyone else being terrible, not getting open, being washed up, having awesome. bad quarterback play. Awesome. Great point. Maybe you they should draft better first-round receivers, yeah. Jeff, and not draft the great Kadarius awesome. Tony. Awesome. awesome. Great <laughs> point. Eight-man boxes. You know who doesn't give a fuck about an eight-man box? Derrick Henry. <laughs> he also doesn't catch the ball, and Saquon does. And he's also yeah, third. Derrick, Derrick Henry catches the ball just fine. And by the way, that's exactly the point. The Chiefs, all these other teams that have won, they all have a third down pass catching running back. If you don't invest fourteen million into one guy, like I just said, you could pay they three guys five million league. a year. Maybe Probably they should so. draft a better team around them too. Maybe the Chiefs are actually a well built roster. The Giants to, aren't. They're, they're going to. You're going to draft Malik Neighbors and be fine, dude. I, mean, I hope so. Here's the I thing. So. Here's the thing. And Malik Neighbors, he's going. He's going to be a great player in this league. We saw him in LSU, and we've seen LSU. Let's hope so. Wide receivers come out in Ohio State, LSU, and, and and I believe LSU, Alabama, and Ohio State have the best wide receivers. They they always do. Every every ten years, if you look at the best wide receivers in the league, they come from those three schools. And, and and I do believe Malik Neighbors is going to be fantastic, but it, it might take a year. It might take two years for him to develop. Is Daniel Jones the guy? And are you going to trust if if you're going into the right. season with that's Daniel Jones? Pro- that's more the problem than who the running back is. But you, but that, that hides the deficiencies of the wide the the quarterback. It does when you have yeah, you a guys, running back that good. You, all, 
all you're doing is explaining the Dallas Cowboys to me. I've been complaining for years, and this is no shot at the Cowboys. I'm not doing that. I'm <laughs> yeah, not taking any shots at the at, at the at the squirrel. I'm not doing any of that sort of stuff. Dude, what's been the Cowboys' problem? Oh, we're going to give Zeke Elliott all this money so that we can't pay anyone else. So when he gets hurt, what do they have? Dog shit. Don't do it. Don't be the Cowboys. Nick's... The... God. I was going to say, the Cowboys are still a much better built roster than the Giants. Nick said... Right, they have... right but that's my point. They have other problems. So save that money and... Can we cut else. it with this? We all know. It's... We'll find out what's going to happen before the draft. Wherever Saquon decides to go or wherever the Giants decide to part ways with him or bring him back, we will find out before Roll the draft. Roll into a cannon and shoot him to the moon. And you can't worry about where Saquon Barkley oh, is going to go to the Eagles. He's gonna go... You can't worry about where he's going to go. You need to worry about making your own team better. That's it, point blank, period. If you become a better team because he's not there, do it. Well, good luck, because I, I don't oh. think the Giants are going to be any better. What do you need good better. luck? It happened in Houston. They Houston. got rid of Deshaun Watson. Like They're a better team without him there. Uh, first of all, they got rid of Deshaun Watson because of all the craziness that happened off the field. And, and they became a better team because they were going to be... They got lucky! They got lucky! They got it's lucky with C.J. Stroud. Of, they did. It's happened a ton of times. It's happened a ton of times with a ton of players. How'd J.C. Jackson work out when he left the Patriots and went to the Chargers, signed that huge contract? Jeff, How'd that work out? Jeff, let me ask you a question. I, I, let me ask you a question. How many teams over the years get two franchise quarterbacks like the Texans have? How many? How many? How many teams have I, we seen that, that from one year they lose one and then they get another one two years later? How many teams have we seen that happen? I mean, because I could tell you one team over here in New York that still can't find one. So right, but I can but uh, but I could also name another team that's had a se- very much a seamless transition because he's hey, he had a good year last year. But like, look, the transition from Favre to Rogers and now Rogers to Jordan Love has been seamless. Right now, so it looks good. Figure, right now, it looks right, good. No, no, no. I, I, I said right now. I'm not arguing that it was right now and it could all blow up. I'm not arguing that mm-hmm. point. But they've had three seamless trans or two seamless transitions between three quarterbacks now. Like there are teams that figure it out, dude. Yeah, but those there are, are. The, there are organizations that are, are, I guess, quarterback smart. But there are other organizations that are not very smart when it comes to that position. And I don't want right, to get into. And that. that's I don't right, want to get into. That's where Joe Shane and those guys need to figure out how to build that roster. And it starts by not overpaying for a running back. I don't think because you're overpaying. You do, I don't think you're overpaying a guy that touches the ball sixty eight percent of the time, and he's everything to your he offense. He only touches the ball sixty eight percent of the time because he's been the only one on the team. If they're drafting Malik Neighbors, I'm imagining they're going to throw him the ball a couple of times. I, I, listen, I so, hope. So then, all of a sudden, I hope Barkley he becomes a great player. Man, percent of the offense does he? Who was the last wide receiver the Giants have drafted that turned into anything good? Odell uh, Beckham. I, Odell I, Beckham. And how long ago was that? I mean, 2014. I, mean, I, mean, right, but, I rest but my that, case. Ten right, years is ago. Is that even the case? Because he had a couple of good years, and he's been dog shit since. I yeah, but he, like, the, the injuries. His career was good. Mm. Right. So mm. they got rid of him just in time. I wouldn't consider Odell this great receiver that's gone everywhere and been successful. No. He hasn't been. No, he failed in, uh, with the Browns. He, f- he failed in Cleveland. And, and he actually played well for the Rams when he went there. And he, he could. Right, he probably, that little bit of time. Yes, and he yes. failed with Baltimore. Yes, yes he did. And, and right, so it's it's been a disaster. Hey, he, he was hanging couple, out with a Kardashian. He had a couple of why. good years, and he's living off the reputation of a, a strong rookie season. That's all he's doing. Nick Saban told ESPN's Reese Davis that even though he's retired from coaching, <laughs> he still wants to be a voice of change in college football. Saban says he still wants to do his part to bring reform, uh, uniformity, and common sense into 
college football. He said, what we have now is not college football, not college football as we know it. You hear somebody use the word student athlete, that doesn't exist. Adam Scheffner uh, reports that many college co- uh, coaches have decided to join NFL teams because they are tired of the NIL deals and transfer portals. So far, 23 college coaches have left their teams to take NFL jobs, including Jim Harbaugh as head coach of the Chargers. Oh, I took it. I'm going to say this. Nick Saban is not retired. He retired for a year. He wanted to step down. He wanted to step away. Whatever. He wants to spend some time with his family, his grandchildren. This guy's a lifer. I do believe that. And, and something tells me that we're going to see Nick Saban have another job or take another job in the very near future. And right now, I don't know if it's going to be with college football. I, I could see maybe the NFL. I don't know if he's going to be a coach in the NFL, but I'm going to tell you this right now. If Bill Belichick gets an offer, if he takes a job, I could see Nick Saban being part of that coaching staff. I could. He loves the game. He loves the game so much. And, and right now, he wants to be a voice for college football. For him to make, for him to say that he wants to be a reform and and unify the game of football and try to change, try to bring back what football and college football was, it's not going to change. It, it's not going to change for where it is. If anything, there's going to be more money, more NIL deals, and more opportunities for these kids to make money. That's the way it is, and that's the transition now. It's been going on for years, but under the table. Now that the money is out there, now that there's organizations and, and endorsements and advertisers willing to put money on the line for these players. Look, Caleb Williams, do you know how much money he made this year as a college football player? He made $6 million. $6 million. If if Caleb wanted to play one more year in the NCAA, he probably would have made ten or $12 million. He doesn't even need to play NFL football. If you weren't really asking me right now, if Caleb Williams never wants to play football again, his family and him are probably safe. They're fine for the rest of their lives. So, again... With this, with the NIL deals and even these portals, transfer transfer portals, and you heard Deion Sanders many, many times come out and say he will never coach an NFL football team. Never. I'm going to tell you this right now. His son is going to the NFL next year. So is uh, Hunter. Those are Travis Hunter. I'm going to tell you this right now. Give it two years. Give it two years. Deion Sanders, Sanders will be a head coach in, in, in the NFL. Guarantee it. Book it, seal it, whatever you want to do with it. It's going to happen. And I do not believe Nick Saban is done. And I think he's done with college football. And he will say whatever he wants. You're going to see him on college day, college game day. He'll be on ESPN. He'll do everything. He'll be there for the, the, the Rose Bowl, whatever. He's going to be on television because that's what he does. He doesn't want to be away from it. But he's not Rex Ryan. He's not going to step away for five, six, seven years. The guy is what? 70-something years old? 73, 75? I don't know how old he is. But I do believe he has a lot left in the tank. He decided he's to step. What, I, I'm telling you he's, right now. I'm telling you, he's not done. I'm telling you. He's, 72. Yeah, he, he, he's, he's pretty done. He's going to be a, a consultant at Alabama. Uh, he For just a bought a beautiful house in Jupiter, mm-hmm. right? He's relaxing with the family. He's playing a bunch of golf. Good for him. My favorite part of the whole scenario is that uh, Davo Swinney did not get the job at Alabama. <laughs> that makes me entirely too ha- happy because Davo Swinney suffers from the incurable condition 
of being a little bitch. <laughs> yeah, they hired a, a, I don't know if there's any other like Alabama ties that are like even deeper back, but they hired somebody that wasn't even on his tree. Everyone thought it was going to be somebody at least from this tree. <laughs> he loves crime. He really does. Uh, Dabo Sweeney uh, with this NIL deal. He's been Dabo. this guy. This guy's making well, how much money? Ten million a year? Nine million a year? And he's crying that some of his players are taking oh. uh, jumping at the transfer portal and leaving Clemson because they don't want to be there because they don't want to hear his crap on the sidelines. I mean, this guy and I. I I used to like Dabo Sweeney, but when I've heard stories about him off the field, the guy's the biggest crybaby. We've heard. Oh, it's terrible. He's it's a honestly big crybaby. He, he he's tied for the league lead with the beef and whining. It's unbelievable <laughs> how bad this dude is a bitch. <coughs> maybe, maybe the Giants I was choked on my water. Maybe the Giants should trade Xavier McKinney to Clemson. <laughs> maybe the beef will be happy all around if he—that's his role model of a coach. Uh, could you imagine him go and coach the Cowboys? <laughs> Oh, CD Lamb will be traded for a third but, round pick. But the beef doesn't watch college football, so he doesn't even know who Dabo Sweeney is. He'd probably be happy. He probably, oh my God, we got Dabo Sweeney. The reason Beav doesn't work watch college football is because he's too dumb to even figure out how to turn the TV on. <laughs> Uh, Keith in the comments section has a has a little bet for you. You'll, I will bet you on Deion Sanders not going to the NFL. Oh, that's good. That's that's. I'll make a bet. I would agree with that. He's got too many health issues. He's about to get his foot cut off. Well, he was. But just so you know, Keith, uh, there were two teams that reached out to him, and one of them actually interviewed for him. Uh, interviewed him for a job uh, this offseason. So. For you to think, if the the right job comes along, if his son gets drafted next year in the first round, and it, it's a team that is looking this for a head coach, going in the first round, uh, definitely going in the first round. Absolutely, go, go and look at go and look at next year's quarterbacks. There's only two quarterbacks in that entire. No, I, I'm saying that, but if he goes Terrible. to it, and if you look at it, if and I, it's not going to be Chicago because Chicago's not going to draft another quarterback if it's Caleb Williams or whoever they decide right. to go after. But whoever is going to be that number one, number two, or even number three pick, it, they're probably going to be looking for a coach. They probably are, and I'm going to tell you this right now. Deion Sanders will go wherever his son goes. He wants to coach his son. And if it's a team that's looking for a coach, I'm telling you right now, it's going to be Deion Sanders if they're looking for a quarterback as well. I'm telling you. What makes you, th- what makes you think he can even coach? I don't think he can. I don't think he can. He had an abysmal year in college. He got his ass kicked. In I don't. I, listen, I, I'll, I'll be the first person to tell you and, and 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 throw him under the bus that I don't think he could coach a Division One team, like a top end Division One team. And Colorado's not even in a bit in a big division in a big conference. They're not in the. They're not in the SEC. They're not in, in any, any of those big divisions. So I, I, I agree with you. I, I don't think he's any good. Here, here's a fun hot take for you. Not that he's not a good coach. I think that his ego got the better of him, that he thought he was just going to go to a, a, a large program. Not that Colorado is like a big time program, but no. like they're, you know, bigger, right? And I think that he believed the kids were just going to transfer to him and it didn't happen. And, and he didn't put in the work to actually do the recruiting. I'm going to tell you this. He's going to have a better season than he did last year. And I think False. there'll be... I'm, I'm okay. It's false. I I do believe they're going to have a good season. This is the final year for his kid or his they kids. They haven't gotten anyone. They haven't gotten better. Right now they I haven't. The school's right gotten now, better. Right right now they haven't. But they they still have a pretty good team. They have probably the number one pick in the draft next year, and Travis Hunter. That guy's the the number one pick next year. He can play wide right. receiver and corner. That guy right. and he's and, a game and changer. Also, he- Game and changer. also, he got hurt, and when he got hurt, there was nothing else. Concussion. There. He had concussion problems. 
He didn't, it wasn't. He didn't. It wasn't that he got hit. It was the sternum hit again in the Colorado. State yes, game. and then he had a concussion after that, and then he had a concussion after that, and he's had two concussions in two years, Travis Hunter, and that's the problem. Yeah, it's not, yeah, a team with one guy isn't going to be a good team. They're going to get their asses kicked again this year. Watch. I, I'm telling you right now. Mark my words. You could book it and seal it. He's the number one pick next year's draft. I, I guarantee it. And and that guy. How, how many players do we know in NFL history that could play multiple positions? This guy could be a punt a high returner. Level, yeah. This guy could be a punt returner. This guy could be a top corner in the league, a number one number one corner in the league, and a number one wide receiver in the league. And I don't know if teams are going to use him as that. And where does he go sure. into the draft? Does he go? Does he go in as a wide receiver? Does he go in as a corner? Does he go in something else? I don't know. I don't so, think it really matters. He's a corner. He's a corner. You think so? He's probably yeah, better he's as a corner. corner, but he definitely still could go in as both and still be fine. No, uh, well, look, will they have packages where they run plays for him on offense? I'm sure they probably will to some extent. He's a corner. It, it's so interesting. It also depends on where he goes too, like how much they'll need him to play wide receiver, whatever team that ends up being. Because again, dude, it's very dude, it's guy, difficult to tell. Speedy, I love you, but guys can't stay healthy playing one side of the ball. You're not I'm not saying oh, oh, like a lot of reps. Either. Yeah, and if you're an organization and you're 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 spending a first round number one draft pick on a player, you don't want him to play multiple positions. Now he, like Jeff said, they'll use him in some offensive packages if they need right. if they need him to do that. Especially it's, if they lose a wide receiver or running back, they need that offense. They're going to go to they're going to go through him. But I, I I agree with Jeff. You're not going to invest that number one pick for a guy that's going to play multiple positions. Well, again, you also it's depends on the game scenario. Too. A, it's probably why they're not going to use him as a kick returner either, because that's a super right position. now that that I will give you, Jeff. He's a good kick returner too, man. He, he really is. Because I mean, that's great. That's great, but yeah. you like. Like that would be like suggesting just this year. Oh, Marvin Harrison Jr. is really great. Let's let him. No, I agree with you, Jeff. I mean, Darrell Revis was a good punt returner and kick returner when he came into the NFL. The Jets did not want him to be a punt returner or kick returner. They only wanted him to play corner and and, because they wanted to protect him. And and he had a great career. That job is honestly for the psychopathic people. Like, that's why Pac-Man was so great. He's probably <laughs> one of the top psychopaths the league's ever seen, and that's why he was a good punt returner. Well, Vince Young was pretty psychopathic, too, man. <laughs> that's why they were teammates together. <laughs> they love yeah, going I, to those strip bars. <laughs> throw that and money, Jim baby. Harbaugh didn't throw go to that the money. <laughs> and Jim Harbaugh didn't go to the NFL because, oh, that was, like, the best thing. No, he he's, he's running. He's running and hiding from – from all the punishment he was going to get in the NCAA. That's still called. Serial cheater. That's still called. <laughs> I was thinking there was going to be even more that comes out in the next eight months. No. Yes, and- dude. Yeah, do, you know, do you know that when he was negotiating his contract uh, with Michigan, while all of this was going on, he was negotiating another deal. And in that deal, it said, uh, you can't fire me for all of the punishment that I'm going to get. Yep. All oh. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You said that when we had you on the show a couple of months ago. I sent you the thing. Yep. You said that. And, and again, Jim Harbaugh, we've, he did a Pete Carroll. That's what Pete Carroll did. He knew there were going to be sanctions on USC, so he fleed. He went so to Seattle. Ran. Yep, he went to Seattle. He did win a Super Bowl. Maybe Jim Harbaugh finally wins a Super Bowl. He won a national championship, just like just like Pete right. Carroll. And then he fleed, and maybe he wins an, uh, he wins an NFL right. Super Bowl over there with right. the Chargers. Those, those three yellow stripes on the Michigan helmet, they run all the way down Jim Harbaugh's back. Coward. <laughs> and now I guess go to a team with a similar color scheme. He's better in the NFL anyways. I, I think his scheme yeah, fits I mean, more in the NFL. Yes, he is. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's going to be terrible. 
Uh, I don't think so. I think he's going to make Justin Herbert even better than he is. Last, the last year, I'm sorry. After seeing Kellen Moore as the offensive coordinator over there, he has regressed. You're talking about one of the best. I do believe Justin Herbert is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. He regressed. He did not look good this year. He did not. I don't know, I don't know if it's a regression because Mike Williams got hurt. Keenan Allen got hurt. And it's also his. Keenan Allen was on the field. He was healthy. He only got hurt right at the end of the year. Yeah. Keenan Allen was healthy. And Mike, Mike Williams was hurt the entire year. They just gave him a big contract. He was hurt the entire year. Like uh, Eckler was hurt for a good part of the year as well. Like I don't think the regression is Justin Herbert so much as. It's just all like learning new offenses is tough. No, it's not Justin Herbert. It's the great Kellen Moore. It was Kellen Moore, and now he's going to the Eagles. So I, I question that move. I don't understand that move. They brought off to save his career if he goes I, over there. Well, Sirianni's going to be fired at the end of that year, at, end of next year, anyways. It doesn't matter if they don't go to the Super Bowl next year. He is going to be fired. Doug There's Peterson, no back doubt. to the Eagles. I don't know about Doug Peterson, but I'm going to tell you this. The Jaguars, too, is probably going to look for another coach at the end of the season and the next season as well. Because if Doug Peterson fails again to get this team in the playoffs and make a run with the talent that he has over there, uh, he will be gone as well. I, I think there are uh, quite a few. Robert Sala will be gone next year if they don't get into the playoffs. Never. Best coach. Uh, <laughs> Robert Sala will be gone. Uh, Dable will be gone next year if they don't get into the playoffs. There are a lot of uh, – there are going to be a lot of coaching jobs next year. Year. And that's why if I was Mike Rabel, I'm licking my lips. I'm licking my lips because I'm going to have the pick of the litter. So is Bill Belichick. Oh, and yeah. by the way, Bill Belichick is not retiring. And I don't care what anybody says. It's, oh, he's not getting another job. I think it's already a done deal. I think Belichick's already the next coach of the Cowboys. I think he's the next coach of the New York Giants. I don't care what anybody says or what he said, that the Giants are not the team to go to. He's always wanted to coach the Giants. Always. It's an organization he always wanted to coach for. And I'm telling you, that's where he's heading. I'm, I'm, you could seal it. I, I, and McCarthy's gone next year, by the way, too. McCarthy, if they don't that's get to— That's what I said. That's yeah. what I said. Cowboys. No, I, 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 again, Jerry Jones. But I don't know if they're going to work. And is Jerry Jones going to give Bill, Bill Belichick uh, the GM position? Because he doesn't want to give it to anybody. And Bill Belichick <laughs> is not taking a job where he has no say on the personnel. You know that, Jeff. He's always been that's, that way. Uh, right, but right, then he's taking no job because every other job has a GM. Like, no job is just going to hire him. The, the Giants, Giants might not have a GM. Him. The Giants will. The Giants will do that. They will. Yeah, I mean, maybe, but I think I think so. Will the Jaguars? Fit. So will the Jaguars? I think, I think it's a better fit because I think that you'd you'd be. But here's my theory. You can call me crazy when I'm done here. Uh, I think Jerry Jones is getting ready to hand it to Stephen Jones, and who better to help bring him along with Jerry than Bill Belichick to kind of go this? Because Bill Belichick, if he comes back, what's he got left? Two years, three years? How much longer? He's is he is he going to coach into his eighties? I mean, come on. Mm. Right? I, so I don't think he's. I don't, I don't think he's long for that. Job. He wants the Don. Shul he wants to break the Don Shula record. Right. I think he'll probably right. coach for three years and maybe like Bruce yeah. Arians did, kind of translation in a front office role after that. Yes. Maybe. That's why I thought he was going to stay with the Patriots. I, I did. I. I did not think. But again, there were stories coming out, and Jeff, you were saying it too. Five, five weeks, six weeks into the season, that even though they gave him an extension that nobody knew about in the off season that he was probably on his way out. Him and Robert Kraft were not seeing eye to eye. And there were stories coming out that 
Robert Kraft and his son weren't seeing eye to eye with Bill Belichick. And Robert Kraft is giving the reins to his son very soon that he's going to be running the organization too. too, too he's another too he's another Jerry Jones dude. They're both old and like wobbling around. Like eventually they're going to just have to pass it off. By the way, I've been watching the Dynasty, uh, the New England Patriots. It's fantastic. Terrific. It is a fantastic documentary. I, I still have to watch th- uh, the third and fourth. Yeah, the, I haven't the, seen it. The episodes haven't aired. Yeah, I've watched the whole thing. But the oh, did you? Haven't aired. Yeah, the episodes haven't aired yet, but wait until they get to the Aaron Hernandez part. Woof. Oh, I, I can't wait. I, I'm looking forward to it. And, I, and I'm telling you right now, I watched the Dynasty of the Lakers, and now I'm watching they made this dynasty uh, with the New England Patriots, and I think the next dynasty will probably be the, the Kansas City Chiefs, the next one that they make. But uh, maybe maybe, uh, maybe somebody else, but it, maybe the Yankees. I, I haven't seen any of that c- come up, but th- th- we've seen this before. So this, this is the trend now, but I, I love it. I've watched the first two episodes. Fantastic. Some of the things I didn't even know. Some of the things I did not even know about the first, uh, the first Patriots Super Bowl. So it, it's, it's very interesting. It really is. I haven't seen anything. I haven't watched uh, episode three or four yet. It is out. I'm looking forward to seeing it, but uh, it looks good. And, but guys, I'm telling you, I'm not a New England Patriot fan. Definitely go Nobody watch is. that. Go watch that Terrible documentary. It there. is a it is a fantastic documentary. It really is, and I, that's coming from me who can't stand the New England Patriots. So two Jets, two Jets fans <laughs> reuniting on documentary. He's not a Jet fan. Get out of here. I 100. percent You've converted me. All Get out of here. What drugs are you are on? Awesome. I don't believe that. Right, all right, so hold on. Let me let me ask this question then. Who, who's uh, more of a fan of their team? Mikey C being a Patriots fan or Jets? Jeff being a, Je- a Jets fan. Uh, Mikey oh, C. Easy as Mikey me C. being a Jets fan. Mikey C. Mikey C. I'm a huge Jets fan. <laughs> Mikey C. Because Mikey C. Mikey C. is a front runner. Okay, I'm 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 going to sell you guys. And Mikey, you could be listening to this. You can cut this speedy, and you could post this up as a short. You too, fish. I love Mikey. Mikey's my boy. I mean, we're part. We were partners for five years. Love the guy, and we we, we st- we're in touch. We're we're best friends. We're great friends. Mikey C. Okay, for years, and I'll say this, he loved to get under my skin about the Celtics. I can't stand the Boston Celtics. Can't stand them. Out of all the teams in professional sports, I can't stand the Boston Celtics. He's a big Boston Celtics fan. But he, when he wore that Patriot shirt and he's wore Patriot jerseys in the studio to try to sell me that he just transferred into a Patriot fan because the Giants sucked and they couldn't get over the hump for the three or four years after, you know, the Eli Manning decided to retire or, you know, they, they were Tom Coughlin. They decided to part ways. I'm going to tell you this right now. He is the biggest front runner I've ever seen in my entire life. He would wear the jersey. He would wear the shirt just to piss me off, floss it, for, you know, shake it up in front of my 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 cameras and everything like that. I can't stand when he did that. I couldn't stand it. And by the way, I hate the beef because he. I lost the bet, and I had to Everybody wear that. Does. I, <laughs> I I I had to wear a Tom Brady jersey during the show. A Tom Brady jersey. And he took a picture of it. And he actually, to this day, loves to share it with me when he wants to piss me off. Jeff, who would ever do such a thing? Would torture somebody wearing a Tom Brady jersey? Only the beef, right? I mean, I don't even want to get into, like, that kid. Because he's just... Dude, like, he makes Dabo Swinney look like amateur hour when it comes to crying. We're talking the biggest crier on the planet, that kid. (laughs) 
You just hate the you just hate the beef. That's, you hate the Jets Jets too, by the way. I know you do. You, you're going to no, sit I here. Don't, you don't, hate the Jets. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it, Jeff. And it's not that I hate the beef, but like if you like, hate him, like here's the like here's the problem with the beef. If he had a tennis match with common sense, common sense would win in straight sets. Hold on, Jeff. Uh, when we come back, uh, we'll get into uh, Buster Olney reporting that the Pirates have signed Mitch Keller uh, to a five-year, $77 million contract. We'll get into that. And the Mets, uh, Senge, it could be out a significant amount of time, first month of the season. So where do the, the, where do the Mets go? Maybe in free agency, a Blake Snell. I mean, we've been saying that. But first, Tommy Scoops with our Sports Minute. This is the Sports Minute. Are you ready to get loud? With Tommy Scoops. Here I am, as promised for an update. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Tommy Scoops with the Sports Loudmouth Minute Report. And for today's report, in NFL news, Steelers legend Terry Bradshaw actually said that he likes Kenny Pickett and that the team should actually build around him for the future to come. In other news, in the NFL, Titans wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins is actually shutting down any sort of trade rumors or anything else saying that he plans on fully staying with the Titans for the rest of his two-year contract. Shifting over into the NBA, LeBron James is actually out tonight against the Warriors resting an ankle injury. LeBron actually mentioned that he hoped it would get better during the All-Star break, but his future for the game is going to be in question. Switching over to the Wizards, the Wizards announced that they will be benching starting point guard Jordan Poole against the Nuggets. The team head coach, Brian Keefe, actually mentioned the move was about helping the group improve as a whole. So now, time to get into some scoops and scores. I'm going to give you a rundown right now of the current NBA games going on. Right now, Orlando has a two-point lead against the Cavs, 75-73. to Detroit is actually trailing against the Pacers, 73-90 to right now. With New York Knicks actually leading 81-63 against the 76ers. The Toronto Raptors are actually leading 75-63 right now, going closer into the third quarter. And at halftime right now, the Phoenix Suns have a 3.63-60 lead over the Dallas Mavericks. Going toward into the halftime right now, the Boston Celtics have a 33-31 lead over Chicago right now with Houston having a 38-37 to 37 lead over the Pelicans right now. That is currently all the time that I have for you guys right now. I'm going to send it back over to the boys for the Sports Loudmouth. This is the Sports Loudmouth. Loud 631-672-3108 is the number to call. You're listening to the Sports Loudmouth. I'm your host, Errol Marks, my co-host, Speedy. Petey, go to our website at www.worldwidesportsradio.com. Check out all our shows throughout the week, including The Loudmouth with me, Speedy Petey, and Sean Smith every Wednesdays and Thursdays at 7 p.m. Sean Smith every Wednesdays as he's right now at his daughter's basketball game. Shout out to Sean. Uh, definitely go to our website at www.worldwidesportsradio.com. ESPN Buster Olney reports that the Pirates have signed Mitch Keller to a five-year, $77 million deal. The contract is backloaded, received just a 7.5 million this year, but then over 15 million each 
of the next four seasons. Keller, Keller was trade, uh, was a trade target this offseason linked to teams like the Yankees, the Braves, the Dodgers. In his last three years as a starter, Keller, Keller had a 4.41 ERA, a 1.41 whip, and 440 strikeouts. Keller is 26 years old made his first All-Star game and had a 4.21 ERA, a 1.24 whip, and 210 strikeouts last season. Keller is a great young pitcher. The Yankees, of course, were in on him because the Yankees like go after they love going after Pirates young pitching. And 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 this is and and by the way, the Pirates and the Yankees make a lot of trades. So I I, I wasn't surprised when you heard the Yankees being involved with this. Uh, the Braves and the Dodgers, we know they're going to be involved with it because they have farm systems are loaded. And and right now, the Braves need to keep up with the Dodgers. And right now, if you look at the offseason the Dodgers have with Yamamoto and Otani, everybody thinks that the Dodgers are the favorites. But I disagree. I think that the Braves have the most talent. Their lineup, I think, is as good as any lineup in baseball from, from one, to, uh, 1 to 7, 1 to 8. Uh, they're as good as anybody. The middle of their lineup is, is some of the best uh, best hitters in baseball. So I, I, love what the, I, I love what the Braves look like, but I think they need some pitching help. I do. And, and right now, Blake Snell is sitting there. Now, I don't think... Blake Blake Snell is worth $270 million. I don't think he's worth that. But if if you can get somewhere close to $200 million or even $190 million, I think Blake takes that. I really do. But, again, bust only reporting that Mitch Keller signs. How long do you think the Pirates are going to hold on to this kid? Mm-hmm. How, many, how long do you – because they usually extend these guys. They did it with Garrett Cole. And what do they do? Eventually they move them. So if, if he has a great year and the Pirates fall out – they fall out of the playoffs once again, which more than likely they will because they're in a division that is top-heavy, and they're not going to win that division. I can see him on the trade block at the trade deadline. A Mitch Keller, a young pitcher who has a tremendous amount of talent, a strikeout pitcher, a power pitcher, and you know the Yankees like going after them. And by the way, the Braves are a team that has a tremendous amount of young prospects that are not ready for the big leagues, and they don't really need to bring them up. And these are position players, so and they've brought up their good pitching. I think they have one good pitcher right now in their top 10 of their uh, of their farm system. So the Braves could be a very very much a team that could be going after a, a Mitch Keller. The Dodgers, they're always going to be a team that's in the grind in the you know in the mix with good young pitching and good young players because they have the defer money and they have the ability to make trades because of their farm system. Right, and again, this is a pitcher that they knew, teams knew that they were going to be affordable because if the Pirates were going to pay him like they did with Brian Reynolds last year, mm-hmm. they weren't going to get this massive contract as it was. Now, the Pirates have given out money to Brian Hayes as well, and they're, I think they're taking on the model that we see a lot of these smaller market teams do. The Rays obviously tried to do that with Wander Franco, and it backfired, but the Pirates, they won 75 games last year. Maybe they think they're progression, but it's also tradable enough where if it's that, last year was just a fluke and they're still going to be a really bad team, they could still trade it again. And there's enough suitors right now, like like we've been saying, based on his upside. And a lot of our guests that we've had on our show have mentioned Mitch Keller as a guy that is on the uptick in comparison to the other pitchers that are available in these trades. Dylan Cease, who had a bad year last year, Shane Bieber, and a lot of these other guys. Are I'd more beware on the of bringing in Dylan Cease. Yeah. I'd beware. Because there's one year he's good, and then there's another year he's absolutely horrendous. Right. I And, and I've heard Dylan Cease's name being brought up with the Yankees. Stay away from 
Dylan sees. He would not work very well in Yankee Stadium. It wouldn't work. Right. He's a guy I actually was looking at for the Mets just because of the value of being so low, but I wouldn't trust him to be an ace at this point. In city fields, he'd be pretty good. Yeah. I, I, I like his strikeout stuff, but again, he's very inconsistent. He had a really he had a really tough time adjusting to the new rules last year. He his, In the first half of the season, he was horrendous, and he finally found something in the second half, but Mitch Keller was a guy who adjusted to the new rules very well. I know his ERA is 4.21, but it he's was a power pitcher. It was kind of misleading. It was it was low threes most it's of the year. It's on the Pirates. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't expect him to be a good... I don't expect his ERA to be that good when he's playing for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Mm-hmm. Now, if he was playing for the Yankees or he's playing for a good defensive team like, uh, I don't know, the Braves or even the Dodgers, his his ERA is going to go down probably at least one, maybe even two. He could be... He's that good. And he's got he's got the stuff. He's got four pitches. I've I've looked I've looked at this this kid's pitches. His slider's unbelievable. His curveball is ridiculous, and his four seam fastball is as good as any any fastball in baseball. I mean, he throws ninety eight, ninety seven. So the kid has a tremendous ability, and, and to give him a five year, seventy seven million dollars uh, that the the Pittsburgh Pirates gave him, I mean, that's a steal. He's a young player. How old is he? Twenty five. Mm-hmm. He's twenty five year, twenty seven years old, okay. uh, and and he has he has he has a chance to be really really good, and you can get a lot back for him. Now, if he has another good year this year and he has a little bit over uh, 200 strikeouts, if you don't trade him at the trade deadline, maybe you trade him uh, in the offseason. You can get a lot back for this kid. Pitching is so very important, and the guy's got a tremendous ability of striking out players uh, and pitcher as far as power is concerned. And the Yankees have always looked for those power pitchers. Blake, Blake Snell is not a power pitcher. He's a finesse pitcher. That's what he is. And that's why I don't know if Blake Snell would fit in Yankee Stadium. It kind of worries me. And, and Blake Snell can't stay healthy. But he has pitched well in, in the American League East. Mitch Keller's never pitched in the American League East. And, and here's another. Beware of the Orioles, who has a very good farm system. Yep. You've seen what they've done. They have new ownership over there. If Mitch Keller becomes available at the trade deadline, I could see them making a swing at him, too. Mm-hmm. And uh, Fishkin brings up a good point in our uh, chat as well. The advanced metrics have been good for Keller, even though his traditional stats don't look as good on paper. And a lot of it was fluky because of a couple bad starts after the All-Star break, which is 100% true, Fish. Because the numbers at the, in the first <clears throat> half of the season, I believe his ERA was 3.26, and his traditional stats still look good in addition to having the good advanced stats. And that kind of thing can be deceiving when you look at a couple starts just rigging that kind of ERA. Look at somebody like Spencer Strider, too. Spencer Strider had the highest strikeout rate we've ever seen in, I think, since Nolan Ryan or something like that. It was some crazy stat, yet his ERA was right near 4 because he had a bad last month of the season and had a couple of rocky starts. That kind of thing can be deceptive for how good a pitcher could be. You want to look at percentage for walk rate and percentage for strikeout rate, which Keller had a very good one this year. And like you were saying, on a pretty bad team that did not give him run support and made him kind of work longer in the games. I mean, and, and again, with, with there's so many teams looking for pitching, looking for star pitching and, and power pitching, they're, they're so very important. To, they're very hard to find and so very important to look for when it comes to free agency and even at the trade deadline. I don't know if Mitch Keller will be available at the trade deadline, but if he does become available, uh, look what Corbin Burns, what type of player Corbin Burns is. Look what the Orioles had to give up for him. Nothing, really. Right. And, and I, I think Mitch Keller, and we've seen this before, and by the way, you mentioned Reynolds. Market, you can set it, you can sell it right now. Reynolds will be traded this year. 
He will be traded this year. They gave him an extension. He will be traded this year. And the Pirates are not going to be any good. So I could see Mitch Keller being traded at the trade deadline. They have a tremendous amount of good young talent. And their farm system's pretty damn good yes. because they're always bad. Right. So look at Cincinnati. Look how long it took Cincinnati to become the team that they are now. They have some good young players. Cincinnati could be a playoff team this year. I think year. they could win the division. <laughs> yeah, they could be a playoff team this year with the talent that they have. They have a tremendous outfield right now. And, and, and they're, they have all these young guys coming up. Their shortstop is one of the best young shortstops in baseball. So I expect Cincinnati to be up there. And, and right now, Pittsburgh... They, they want to start. They want to start moving players. They want to start moving pieces right now and try to add some future talent to this farm. This farm system, which is already loaded, mm-hmm. at peak value, they're going to try to develop like the Reds because they've had a lot of these younger players. They've made some trades that, but again, they haven't. They haven't worked out as well as some of these other teams have. These other younger teams because they've made so many bad trades as well, and that's where I think has set them back a little more. But they have a kid in Henry Davis, who I believe is a top ten prospect in baseball. I think at one point got to the number two prospect who. He's going to come up this year. They drafted a kid, and Jeff, you watch a lot of college baseball. You remember how good mm-hmm. Dylan Cruz was this year for LSU. Like they just drafted him right now, and he's going to come up. I don't know if he'll come up this year, but he could come up next year. So they have a foundation. But again, if they don't do it right away in a weak division, if the Cubs are mediocre at best, the Reds might have the upstart. But the Brewers are trading everybody, and the Cardinals are old. So like it's not a division that's like necessarily a great competition wise. But if they're still bad, they could still look at that maybe being a sign of concern. Yeah, and, and I mean, I think yeah. I think the Pirates could be. Better than like are are they going to win the division? Probably not. But I think the Pirates can be a lot better than than you probably think. You're mentioning guys they they drafted Paul Skeens. Yes. Paul Skeens, oh, that's right. I forgot about could, him. Yeah. Yeah. Paul Skeens could come right in, and they could have a formidable rotation. Is it going to be like a world beater? Maybe not. But I think they're going to win more games than you think because they have some talent on that team. Uh, Cabrian Hayes is a pretty good player. Yeah. O'Neill Cruz is a very good player. Uh, like they have some dudes there. Like, is it perfect? No, but like, I think they'll be better than, than I, I don't think they're a last place team in that division. No, I don't either. The Brewers will probably be last. Cause they're going to sell everything off pretty much. Yeah. yeah maybe. I, I mean, how good are the Cubs going to be without, without Bellinger in the lineup? And so they're going to take a hit. The Cardinals aren't all that great either. I don't no, think it's, I don't think they're it's a team of old to... men. <laughs> they're like, the, right, they're like the bets last year. <laughs> I don't think it'll take a whole lot to compete in that division. Oh, who's ahead of them? The Reds? I mean, come on. Right now, the Pittsburgh Pirates have one, two, three, four tier one players that should be coming up to the majors in the next two years. And, uh, and a couple of them we've heard of. Uh, Tamar Johnson, uh, the shortstop that everybody likes. Uh, Jared Jones is another one, the right-handed pitcher that everybody keeps talking. And they have a, a bunch of pitchers that are going to become be calling. And as a matter of fact, they have one out of all the four tier one, t- tier one players that they have coming up, one, two, three, three out of the four are pitchers. Three out of four. So Mitch Keller and is a guy. And what wins baseball games? Pitching. Pitching, absolutely. Right. That's, mm-hmm. that's why I'm saying, like, I, I don't think they're going to be this doormat that everyone thinks that they're going to be. No, I don't think they are. But no, they, they won 75 games last year. <laughs> they well, but there there are other teams in their division that are pretty damn good, and and they're also they're also coming from the National League that is really top heavy, really good. I mean, Philadelphia. I mean, who's, in the, who's in their division that you think is good? Right now, Cincinnati. Cincinnati. The Cubs are kind of the same as what they are. I don't think they really. I don't think. I, I don't think the Cubs, the Cubs got the Cubs got worse. No Bellinger. The Cubs got worse. Yeah, well, Bellinger. Really... Did, where did Bellinger sign? Nowhere. Yeah, he's still a free agent. 
Okay. Because, like, Snell, he's a he's a major, like, up-and-down potential regression candidate. Right, but the Cubs have already said they're not bringing him back because he costs too much for them. They've sure. already invested money in other places, so yeah. he's not going And they need a here, lot so of pitching. They need a lot of pitching because right now, besides Justin Steele, there's really nothing trustworthy in that rotation. Losing right. Stroman. And... Right, so, right, so think, think about that. They're not going to score as many runs, and they don't have pitching. What's that going to equal? More losses. Yes, and, and Jeff, I, I I would agree with you. But again, uh, you're gonna you're gonna bet that the Pirates are gonna be a team to beat right now in their division. No, no, but I think that they can finish third in that division. Yeah. Yes, but I, we're 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 speaking about making the playoffs. That's that's where we're we're looking at it. And and well, again, the problem like the, they maybe they can because the bar has been lowered for the playoffs. What does everyone make it in now? Six teams. Six teams make it. Yeah. Right, so may, it may not be that hard because some of those other divisions, if, if you look at the West, uh, how many t- – like, just being realistic here, how, ma- how many teams have beaten the Dodgers this year? Nobody? The Padres got worse. They were already bad last year. The Braves will. I think the Braves are going to be dangerous. But that's the East. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's the East. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Right? So, like, in the West, everyone's going to get run over by the Dodgers. Like everyone's going to get run, they're going to have a ton of losses in that division. I do not believe. I do not believe St. Louis is going to be as bad as they were last year. Okay, I don't. I think they have. They're they have a very good farm system. Where and did I, they improve? They didn't improve. But here's the thing: Goldschmidt wasn't 100 percent healthy last year, and and Nolan Arenado. I I think. One way or another, they're going to try to move from that contract. One, I think there'll be a team out there, if he has a good season, if he can stay healthy, that they're going to move on from him and they're going to and trade that him. that probably won't make – and if you're right about that, that won't make him any better. No, but again, we, we don't know what they get for Nolan Arenado. Now, if probably Arenado, prospects. Yeah, probably. And and, and that's that, that more than likely could happen. But Milwaukee, again, is another team that we don't know what they're going to be. They did lose Corbin, Corbin Burns. They did lose their coach. Uh, I, 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 and they're and- – in the heart of their team, they lost Rowdy Telez. Yes. He went to the Pirates. Yes. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I think this is That's... this is Cincinnati's division. If Cincinnati could start off strong, and they have a very good pitching staff, a good young pitching staff, I, I, I could see Cincinnati winning this division this year. And I don't know about the Cubs. I, I'm still wondering uh, what they're trying to do. They tried to they tried to make some big moves after they bring in a new manager. They overpaid nine million dollars too. Uh, they didn't really add any any big names to that roster. There were some talks that they were going after Otani. Uh, they were going to go after Juan Soto. There were stories coming out, but uh, they they struck out on those plays, and they have nothing. They're going into the season practically with the same roster. They lose Marcus Stroman. He goes to the Yankees. So again, this is this is a division that is up for grabs. But do you really are you really going to bet that the Pittsburgh Pirates are going to win the division? I, I, I'll tell you why I probably would bet it, probably because the number would be... I know, value, would, I guess. For yes, the number. Valid, right? yes. I like betting things for the number. Yes. Because here's, here's the other part of that. You're, every team that you've mentioned has gotten worse. Yeah. The Cubs have gotten worse. Yes. The Cardinals probably getting worse and trading stuff off. Right? The Brewers have got worse. So what? They have to try to finish ahead of the Reds? No problem. I won't go no problem, but yeah, that's uh, that would be the team that's the main competition because they're also getting the, pitchers back yeah. as well. I would I would tell you this with the prospects they have, I would be willing to bet that those guys could come up and surprise some people. And with the way the rest of that division shakes out, I don't think it's a crazy bet to go. Pittsburgh wins the division. Their three their three pitching prospects are in the top twenty right now in baseball. That's what I'm saying, dude. Three. I bet you Paul is Paul Skeen's one of them. 
Yes, he's yeah. the number one. He's their number one guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Paul Skeens, he's doing damage, and his girlfriend's a smoke show, Olivia Dunn. <laughs> She'll be at the games. She'll be right there, right behind the catcher. <laughs> and, and, and she, she might be the catcher. And it'll be a try to, and it'll be a try to make it like Taylor Swift, except your place for the Pirates, so it's not going to make a difference. But this is I wouldn't mind her they, behind the mound. But this, but this is what I'm saying, though, is is they have some good pitching prospects that if they come up and pitch well, and I realize that's asking a lot for, for from young pitchers. Like, I get that part of it. But if that happens, they could sneakily win a bunch of games. <laughs> and don't don't call back to this in, like, six months and go, oh, the Pirates stink. I'm not saying the Pirates are going to be good. I'm just saying I think it could be worth the bet because I, I'm looking around that division, and I don't think anyone else has gotten better. MLB.com's Anthony Tacoma reports that the Mets will shut down Kadai Sanga for the rest of the spring training with a strain in his pitching shoulder. The Mets have announced a timetable for his return, but he is likely to be on the injured list for the first month of the regular season. Sanga injured his shoulder this morning after sitting out workouts yesterday with arm fatigue. We've seen this before. Uh, David Stern says he doesn't expect Sanga's injury to cause them to trade or sign any other starting pitchers. Sango was projected to be the ace of the Mets rotation this season after trading Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander at the trade deadline. Sango had a 2.98 ERA, a 1.22 whip, 77 walks, a 202 strikeouts, and 166 innings pitched last season. I wanted to see what Sango was going to do his second year, his sophomore year, because I said it to you, Speedy, I believe Sango was going going into the season last year, I thought he was going to be the best pitcher for the Mets. I did, because the way he pitches, the way he deceives uh, and hides the ball, uh, I, I thought teams and, and a lot of play, you know, a lot of hitters were going to have problems seeing him and, and seeing the ball. And now you're going into your second year. That's when we see these Japanese pitchers either fall off. Look at Tanaka. Masahiro Tanaka was a good major league pitcher for the Yankees. But his first year, he was dominant. His second year, his sophomore year, wasn't as good. And maybe because of the the partial tear in his UCL, he never got the surgery. Maybe it was that. But teams started to see him more and more. They had video. They had footage of him. And they can watch the way he, he deceives and he throws the ball. Now, Jacob DeGrom, now obviously he's not a Japanese pitcher. Jacob DeGrom pitched the same way he did for years. And people couldn't, couldn't read his pitches, couldn't, couldn't find his curveball, couldn't find his, uh, his changeup, which he, was probably, he had probably the most dominant changeup I've ever seen. So, and, and, and something what Sanger is good at, his number one pitch is his changeup. And it's very, it's very deceiving. But I wanted to see him in his sophomore year. Now you're missing him for a year. I mean, I'm sorry, for a month, maybe a month and a half, two months, uh, with the shoulder fatigue. That usually, we've heard this, believe it or not, there's a Yankee pitcher that's on this Mets rotation in Savarino. We heard shoulder fatigue, and then we heard, or we heard shoulder surgery. Then he came back, and then he had a UCL tear, and he was out a significant amount of time. This is not a good sign for the New York Mets. And fatigue is the other thing that dealt with Noah Syndergaard for a while with yep. his shoulder. And, I mean, he's a bigger, bigger, different body type. He's a lot bigger than Sanga, so it's not ideal for that, especially this season. He decided to randomly work out and show off his muscles, and then mm. he gets hurt again. But, nevertheless, 
that's definitely not a good sign with when it when it comes to somebody like Senga. The the Mets did well in certain instances of not pitching him as many innings, but still they're going to have to do it more because they don't have a lot of other trustworthy options in this rotation. If you're going to take another step as a major league pitcher, especially Senga, who's older too, uh, I think he's 30 years old, and again he's not coming in with a lot. He's coming in with a lot of miles on his arm from Japan. That's not going to help. Lots of yeah. miles. That's not going to help his cause long term for what the Mets need him to be, which they need him to be an ace realistically. Just think about this, Yama. Yamamoto, he came in Japan. He became a professional at the age of 15 years old. 15 years old, he was a professional mm. pitcher in Japan. Yep. How old is Yamamoto right now? He's 25 years old. Right. He's 25. Look at how much stress he has on that shoulder, on that elbow, on that arm. Okay? Now, we've seen this with Otani. Otani, he's a fantastic pitcher, fantastic hitter. And even if Otani never pitches again, he's a fantastic power hitter. He's a two-dimensional type of player. So you don't need to see him pitch. He can still dominate the game by the way he hits the ball. With power, with, with, with his, his batting average, with everything that he does in the game. When you look at these guys, when you look at Yamamoto, you look at Senga, and all these other guys that are coming up from Japan, they're pitchers. That's all they are. And when you look at the, the torque they have on their arms and the way they throw the ball, I've never seen J- – Japanese pitchers are so dece- – the way they throw the ball is so deceiving. Okay, they they hide the ball so much by the way they throw their changeups and their curveballs. That's why they're so good in the major leagues. That's why they dominate the World Baseball Classic because none of these hitters get a chance to see these guys all year long. And then they come into the major leagues, they see them one year, and then the second and third years, they they figure them out. They start seeing them better and they start hitting the ball all over the field. I'm not saying that's going to happen with Sanga. I don't know if that's going to happen with Yamamoto. And look at Otani. Otani pitched better this year than he did the last two years. So maybe Otani's starting to figure out how to pitch against these hitters in the major leagues. But <clears throat> Otani's also a professional. You know what I mean? So these guys are coming into the league. I, I, look, Sanga came into the league at the age of 27, 28 years old. Yeah. At the, and, and, and with the torque that he had, he became a professional Japanese pitcher at 17 years old, Sanga. So that's 10 years of torque on his arm significantly. So that's what, if I was a Met fan, I I would worry about this. Right, especially when you have to rely on it being a major focal point of your team because the Mets were supposed to be rumored for so many different other pitchers this offseason, and obviously they're going to be in a rumor for all the big names because Uncle Stevie could pay everybody too. And what did they end up getting? Not much of anything because they had to trade for Adrian Hauser, who I I, I like as a backup. I still believe Corbin Burns could be a Met. Okay. No, I I do. I don't care what anybody says. The Orioles have new ownership, and they're going to pay Corbin Burns. I don't believe that. Because Uncle Stevie will open up his pockets, and if he wants Corbin Burns, he'll get Corbin Burns. If fair, he fair wants, enough. if he wants uh, Freed, he'll get Freed. He could get whoever he wants, and I believe the Mets next year are going to open up their pockets wide open. I, I believe they're going to go after two pitchers. I think they're going to go after Juan Soto, and they might even go after another hitter. Yeah. So I could see them spending probably around seven or eight. Hundred million dollars just off of Juan Soto. I'm t- you're talking about maybe two billion dollars next year yeah. that I could see uh, Uncle Stevie spending 
in the offseason. Well, they have to figure it out with pitching, though, because the pitching is not very good in the farm system as it is. Most of the Mets' prospects that they traded for from the two deals, the Scherzer deal and the Verlander deal, were all top hitters. Acuna's a shortstop. The, the Two outfielders from the Astros. Those aren't pitchers. That was the main thing I had an issue with the deadline. Even though the Mets got good value for these old guys that didn't pitch well. They pitched like third starters, as much as Snug wants to admit that Max Scherzer pitched well last year. He didn't. Uh, they yeah. got good value, but they didn't get any pitching. <laughs> He did not pitch well last year. I understand maybe they they got a lot back for him. They did for what he was pitching last year. They got a lot back for him. And they got a lot back for Justin Verlander, who, by the way, wasn't the same pitcher. So, And I said that. When they brought in Max Scherzer, I, I'm not going to go back to the analyst that we've had on the show, and she was fighting with me and arguing with me oh, that yeah. Max Scherzer was going to be special. I, I, I did not believe that, and I didn't believe Justin Verlander. Justin Verlander was better than Max Scherzer. He was better than Max Scherzer was for the Mets, but but what they got, what the Mets got for Max Scherzer, I mean for Justin Verlander was fantastic. So and we'll see what these these prospects turn out to be. Sometimes they don't turn out to be anything, even sure. though they're on the list of the team's top list of their top ten players and top ten prospects. I don't know what. Uh, you know, I know what Justin Verlander is going to be this year. I know what Max Scherzer is going to be. I think they're they're both guys at the tail end of their career. They're Hall of Famers. They're tail end. Right. Uh, Senga was going to be a very important piece to this Mets rotation. Very, very important. When you look at their rotation, and I know uh, Fish had it up there, their rotation is garbage. They have nothing. What scares you? <laughs> I mean, Katana? I mean, Katana pitched well last year. He's fine as a second He's guy. He's an old but, man. He's 37 yeah. years old. You're going to depend on a 37-year-old to be your number one guy? Lu- Luis Saverino? <sighs> I mean, I hope Luis has a good year. I, I don't care if he's not a Yankee. I want to see Luis Savarino have a good year. Maybe he steps up and he helps out. Uh, they bring in Sean Manea. I mean, we, he hasn't been a good pitcher since Oakland. Right. I mean. Well, I wanted for the Mets at the time when he entered free agency, but not anymore. Adrian Hauser? Back end Tyler guy. McGill? Yeah. I mean, come on, guys. And then there's David Peterson's a wild card. If he I like the, David Peterson. He, if, if he pitches well like he did in the I second like half, that's a good help. But I, I like David Peterson. I like him a lot. But that's the point. Your game got so many wild cards. McGill is the same kind of thing. He pitches well for like three starts and then he disappears. And Hauser's all right as a, as a fourth guy, but like that's what you're trusting I mean, right you now. were banking on Senga. You were yeah. banking on him to be your number one guy this year. And now I don't care what David Stern says. You have to look at another pitcher. You have to. You can't go into the season with this rotation unless you're trying to lose. Is that what they're trying to do? I don't know. Because if I was a Met fan, I'm not going to the game. I'm not paying. I'm not I'm not buying hot dogs or hamburgers or whatever the hell you're selling. Out of it. But by the way, Speedy will definitely buy the sausages there, right? Speedy? I'll buy sausages at most Major League stadiums. Uh, there yes. you go. So you like the sausage. Dark I sausages. I will buy so, sausages at most Major League stadiums. Yes. Dark sausages. No of that tail white, right, Speedy? I will judge accordingly when I go to baseball games. So you'll take the dry uh, sausage? I will judge accordingly Speedy, when I go to baseball games. Speedy, don't fall for this. He's saying that you that you stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it, Jeff. Jeff, I'm not beating around any bush. I'm not listen, listen. I'm not beating around any bush. First of all, and the only bush you're beating around is the bush that you know you can't get into. Oh, you're claiming it's a bush in his pool. <laughs> Jeff, do you have a bush in your pool that we don't know about? But this is, but this is what he's doing to you, Speedy. You're not picking up on it. Oh, uh, here he goes. All the time. Don't listen to him. This is what he don't does. listen to him. Don't listen to him. Speedy, don't you listen ask to him. anyone. He's saying don't listen. Ask anyone don't listen what he's him. doing. That's what he's doing. No, that's not true. 
It's not true, Jeff. And I'm countering with the very little response that I'm ordering. I, if I'm in the mood for a sausage, whatever, <laughs> at a baseball game, I will go get it. I, every park will cook it differently. That's fine. I mean, dude, honestly, the sausage and peppers at every stadium. I love them. I love sausage and peppers, as a matter of fact. I, I, every, every time I go to a Yankee game, I get sausage and peppers. I love them. They're I love elite. them. Yeah, they're elite. Yeah, but I, you know what? The, I, the elite I, baseball food. I will say this. City Field has much better food than Yankee Stadium. I'm, I'm just speaking the truth here. I, and, and I'm, I've been to both stadiums. Last year I was at Yankee Stadium three times. I was at City Field about four. I love the food at City Field. And by the way, the ice cream's better at City Field. Um, the chicken fingers over there are better at, at City Field. So I know if I'm a Yankee fan, I'm not trying to throw the Yankees under the bus. I just don't like their food over there. I, I, the Mets have much, much better food, and it's more family oriented. Oh, there. definitely. So I, I just I like City Field more than Yankee. Of course, City. it is. You can't go into the city. New Yorkers are the worst people on the planet, dude. You like. Speedy, did you see the video? I thought you were all in New York. I thought you were all a New all New York fan. There you go. Throwing them out to throw them out to dry, baby. Throw them out to dry. But but it doesn't mean their fans aren't. Speedy, let me guess. A Knicks fan beat up a Net fan. Is that what it was? Oh no, a Ranger fan choked out a Ranger fan choked out a Devil fan. Yeah, just like the one that knocked out the Tampa Bay fan. I know, Jeff. No, walked up, walked up behind him and grabbed him from behind because you know New Yorkers, they're the best people. Uh, but you root for all their teams, Jeff. You're one of them now. I yeah. do. I'm a Mets fan. I'm a huge Mets fan, but uh, won't goes. go into the Bronx. Terrible people. Yeah. <laughs> and you're also the same person that says the Major League Baseball season doesn't start until a Mets injury happens. Hey, Which it has happened, happened now. Hey, right. It's already happened. Right? Yeah. It's already, you've already gotten it out of the way. You can start sucking now. I, I need to run myself here in a second, but mm. I just wanted to circle back around the Super Bowl. Let's hear hey, it. Errol, how about, how about that Usher songs? I know you won your money. I know you won your money. My way wasn't number one, by the way. It was. It was. Go back and watch it. They started with my way. Wait, what was the bet, Jeff? I had I had uh, I had Usher set list, so I bet Usher, which uh, the first Usher first song. How much did you win? How much did you win? Uh, Somewhere around twelve grand. Oh, that's good. How much did you lose? Uh, I, I, uh, I'm up. Oh yeah, way up, dude. Did you see the other one I had? Yes. Did you see? I, I sent you the ticket. Yes. I saw it. Twenty four hundred bucks on Kyle Use check to catch the first pass. Oh wow! Nice. Look at you. Look at you, Jeff. Dunking on everybody. <laughs> you know? Oh, we love. We love Debo. Oh, we love Ayuk. My boy Juice said, "Get out of the way." Oh, yeah. Easily the most likable non giant in the league. I like looking at his wife. That's for sure. (laughs) His wife is very talented. Very talented. Did you see her? Did you see that she got the NFL to sign off on letting her use all the logos and stuff? Uh, Mm -hmm. Crazy. As she should. With those jackets? Dude, she just got. I I think the NFL just paid her, well, offered her what? A $300 million contract or some crazy amount? They they offered her. No. Yeah. I'm telling you, she something over the hundred millions. I'm telling you no, right now, she can. She has the potential to earn that much because they're going to have her design some clothes and stuff. But they didn't just hand her three hundred million. No, I that's think like he, that, no, that, that's like saying Patrick Mahomes. No, 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 no. I, I said I think they gave her a deal, like like with a contract of of her stuff. Uh, where it's worth it's worth about a hundred some my million. I, I don't know. I Speedy, look that up. I'm trying to look up. Look that up. It's but, her. It's uh, her name's Kristen Uzcheck. I know. I know that. I'm trying to find it and say in this article. Of course, she's that'll a, make that'll make 
That'll make the bees angry. A woman's making more money than him. <laughs> a lot more money than him. <laughs> yeah, everybody does. <laughs> Leave the beaver alone. Yeah, it doesn't say the exact amount, but it is a it is a deal that is, is official with the what NFL. What do you mean leave the beef alone? What did, what did I do? You're picking on him. He didn't do anything to you tonight. Uh, what well, are you going to say? Not he's... tonight. <laughs> I knew not he tonight. Is. Every other time you hear him, oh, he's stupid. And then he cries, oh, he said something about my family. And then what'd he do, Errol? <laughs> then what'd he do, Errol? I got it. I got it. He said something about your father. I know. Right. So I know. All, 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 all bets are off. Uh, Jeff, all I, bets are off. I have a I have a good question for you. Do you and I, I don't care what you say, you're a Knicks fan, but you're a Celtics fan. Do you trust that this team's gonna stay healthy enough where they can make a run? The Mets? No, I'm talking about the Celtics. The Celtics? Yeah. Uh I think they're managing it pretty well. Do you trust that you know, Porzingis is going to stay healthy for the next thirty some odd games and be ready for the playoffs? Yeah, because I think they're managing it pretty well. Like, they went out and traded for Xavier Tillman so they could run a three-man rotation like, the, like, they, like they do a point guard. Mm-hmm. Like, they've fig- like, they've figured out that that's, that's what works. That keeps everybody healthy, that you need, you know, like, you, you need more guys, mm-hmm. right? And they, ha- they have three point guards, right? Yep. Drew, Derek White, and Peyton Pritchard has played very well this year. Mm-hmm. Right, they they have a rotation of of I don't want to say like small guards or small or big guards or small forwards, but like Hauser is certainly working well with Jalen Brown and like some of those other guys. Like they've got a pretty decent bench that's been playing well. So yeah, I think he can stay healthy. That's well, the only thing. Win it? Who knows? Because they're terrible in the fourth quarter. It does. The Celtics could be up forty in the fourth quarter. They could still lose that game. They shoot a lot of threes. That's the problem in the NBA in the playoffs. That doesn't work in the NBA playoffs. It doesn't, and it becomes a half court game. Tell that to the Warriors. No, I, I understand. Well, they have Steph Curry, the greatest three point shooter of all time. I mean, but that's they also different. Clay Thompson. Yeah, but they also had other guys that could shoot the three as well. And not for nothing, I would argue that the Celtics, not that they're better, they have more three-point shooters. Because Drew can shoot it, Pritchard can shoot it, Tatum can shoot it, Brown can shoot it, Porzingis can shoot it, Horford can shoot it, Hauser can shoot it. Like, they have, like the, the amount is higher. So no matter who drives, somebody's open. No, and, and again, I, I'm not arguing with you, Jeff, but I, I the, to me right now, if, if I was a Celtic fan, I'd be worried about Porzingis. Now, Porzingis, if you listen if you listen to any of them, you listen to Jason Tatum, you listen to Jalen Brown, during the All-Star game, they said this, the, the most important piece of our success going into the second half of the season is Kristaps Porzingis and, and feeding right, the big if he men. goes down, they have no size. Right, if right. If he goes down, they have no size. Exactly. And, and they, they, feel, they keep... Right, but, that was the, but that was the same case they had last year with Robert Williams. Come on. If he goes down, they have no size. Robert like, Williams is not Kristaps Porzingis. He's not even close. No, be, no, be, no yeah. because he can't shoot. But I'll tell you, Robert Williams is a much better defender than Porzingis Oh, no is. question. And I don't even think Porzingis is that good of a defender. Okay? He fits the he fits the defense that they like to run. But the, the best defense, defensive player on that team is is Drew Holiday. That's the best defensive player on it. The second best yeah, is Jalen Brown. Know. And Jalen Brown. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. No, I, I, I could make a very strong case for Derek White. Derek White 
guards multiple positions, and he's been terrific on defense this year. Yes, but I... And before I, you go saying he's no good, just I remember, didn't say that. watch the games, dude. Uh, I, I understand that, but Drew Holiday has been an all-NBA defensive player for how many years? I mean, the guy's been as good as anybody at that no, point guard no position. No doubt. I would argue that this year, Derek White is playing better defense. Really? Yes. So you think Derek White is the starting point guard for the all-NBA defensive team? Uh... I don't know if that'll be the case. I, I think it's Drew Holiday. I, I, I've looked at the numbers with Drew Holiday. Okay. He's been fantastic. And I think he's the secret to their success in the playoffs because he's the yeah, one. No, that'll be, right. That'll be another thing because if you go back and you watch where they've failed, where they've failed is dribbling in the fourth quarter when games are close. Tatum and Brown because they can't dribble. And Marcus Smart was, he was there. Great defender. Dude can't dribble. You know, like it, in a perfect world, we would have been able to cut off Marcus Smart's hands. Like, that would be a perfect world. So he can't catch the ball or shoot the ball. Just defend. Just defend with your two nubs and wave them around. Right? <laughs> and, and, and because he can't dribble, he's terrible. So, yeah, that's a huge upgrade for the Celtics because now they have a rotation with guys that can dribble. Well, you you also have a guy that could defend your the other team's best point guard, the best guard. I mean, if you look at the Knicks, you have him t- defending Jalen Brunson. If you look at I don't know uh, Philadelphia, you, you probably have him defending Maxi. And and if you go up and down this roster, Damian Lillard, and you look at Cleveland, you look at I uh, Donovan Mitchell. The, all these you have a guy that can shut down the other team's best guard, and that's something that I don't care what anybody says. As good. As good as uh, Milwaukee was over the last couple of years, you ask anybody, you ask anybody on that Milwaukee Bucks team, including Giannis, he said the heart and soul of that team, the best player on that team throughout the playoffs was Drew Holiday. He, he, he came out, he claimed it. He was so upset. As good as Damian Lillard was, he said the biggest loss and the biggest mistake that he believes Milwaukee made was trading Drew Holiday. So right, yeah, no, no doubt. That's why Milwaukee had to go out and get a quality player like Pat Bev to fill that. <laughs> oh God, stop! Dude, dude, stop you, with you, that. First of all, you can laugh all you want, but Pat Bev can dribble, can defend, can do all that kind of stuff, and that's the stuff that doesn't show up on stat sheets that that Milwaukee was missing because you, they did trade Drew Holiday. You're so funny. When you love a player, no matter what, you would bring them up in a conversation. No matter what, Pat, 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 on, Patrick hold, hold Beverly on, is on. not a great player. He's a good player. Not a great player. Good. First of all, did I just did I sit here and just say, oh, well, they brought in Pat Bev to shoot the ball. I did not. Did I go, oh, they brought in Pat Bev. Dude, we know just, what he no, is. We know what kind of defensive play player he is. We know what he is. Dude, it's directly related to Drew Holiday, and you can't stand it because you want to say, Pat Bev's no good. He is good. Patrick Beverly is nowhere close to the player Drew Holiday is. No, because Drew Holiday can score, but they also don't need scoring on Milwaukee because Beasley can like six three pointers. Speedy, look at look at the Lillard. defensive percentages. Look look at Drew Holiday and look at and and look at Patrick oh, Beverly. Fish just commented, Pat Bev not on the list. He's not. Uh, He's not even Derek close. White seventh defensive win shares. Drew Holiday's thirtieth, and Pat Bev not on the list. There you okay, go. so Derek, so okay, all right, so Pat Bev not on the list, but to your point, Drew Holiday so much better. He's thirtieth. Derek White seventh. So All right. I say I would make the case to you. Derek White's a better defender, and then it turns out he is. Okay. You Who's number one? Who's number one? Who's number one? I am not trusting White in the playoffs 
I am trusting the guy that's done it year in and year out and won a, won a championship wow. in Milwaukee. So it's actually Donovan Mitchell number one in defensive win shares. Where we were criticizing his defense for the last couple of years. I didn't criticize nothing. Not you. No, not you. I know there were others that were. I never criticized him. New York food. Shut up, you. Is it the same? Is, the same New, it is. is it the same New York food? Is, is that the same equivalent of Shohei Otani's uh, Canadian sushi Jeff, that he was going to have? For years, I said that Donovan Mitchell was a better defensive player than everybody thought he was, and and, and I and I was right because now his what he is this year, he's the number one guy. And Ochi so, Ananobi's fourth. There you go. Oh, there's another one. Arguing, and I'm not arguing Pat Bev's better player than Drew Holiday. I never said that you did. The same, never said the that you same did. thing that you just said that it was a mistake for Milwaukee to trade Drew Holiday, and I would agree with that. But when they did, they lost all of the things that he brought to the court that that Damian Lillard can't replace. Damian Lillard is an offensive player. That's what he is. That's what he's good at. He's a three-point shooter. Right, so what did they have to so what did they have I think to it's a big to... mistake for Milwaukee. I think this was a big mistake. They're going to lose in the playoffs, and they're going to lose bad. I don't, I don't bringing Doc Rivers there. <laughs> I don't think they're going to lose because they brought in Pat Bev. I, I think they're going to lose because they're a fractured team. I don't think Giannis can coexist with Damian Lillard. I do. I just think they brought in the wrong coach. A guy that's a failure everywhere he's gone except the one year that he won a championship with your Celtics. That's it. And by the way, the guy that was coaching that team and the defense, that great defense, was the guy that's coaching the New York Knicks right now. So... I, I mean, honestly, I don't think Doc Rivers is any good. I think it was a big mistake. And, and I don't, by the way, did you hear? Did you hear? <laughs> I, I laughed. Did you watch the show yesterday? No, I was out. Uh, Speedy, go ahead. Tell, tell, tell the, the big story. Go ahead, Speedy. Oh, we have JJ, JJ Reddick mm-hmm. commenting about Doc Rivers saying he has no accountability. Oh, yeah. And guess who responded? Yeah, no, Your him. boy, Patrick Beverly. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, no, uh, first of all, right. And his son, by the way. Yes, there's right, great you know the story Rivers. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you don't know the story behind that, though. Well, what's the story? They were going back and forth and doing that to each other because they had their pod and they were doing it for the pod. He had Richard Jefferson on the pod and they were both texting each guy, Doc and um, uh, Richard Jefferson was texting Doc Rivers and Pat or, or Pat Bev was texting Doc Rivers and, and, and Richard Redick. Jefferson was texting JJ Reddick and they did the whole thing as a setup for the, the Pat Bev pod. Mm. Oh, is that the case? And if you don't believe me, go and watch the pod. No, I believe you, Jeff. I, it just... It just makes me laugh because and then because because at the end of it, Richard Jefferson took a selfie with Roan and Pat Bev, and they said we're all together on this and sent it to him. Yeah, well, I I'll be I don't even have to be on a show for, to tell anybody that Doc Rivers absolutely stinks as a head coach. He's not good. Oh, yeah, but I don't right look. I can agree with that to some degree, but also no matter what the outcome is on this year. You can't blame Doc Rivers. No, I'm not going to. No, the players play. The coaches call the plays. The but players not, have to play. But it's not even. But it's not even that. How how successful are teams when they change coaches in the middle of the year? It's extremely difficult for the coach. I want I want an explanation at the end of the season why they fi- fired Griffin. I, I want you're not going to get one. I, I know, and that's the big problem because you you decided to oh, go with Doc Rivers. Milwaukee won't explain it to Errol Marks. No, I don't. I'm, I'm not even speaking to me, you idiot. I'm talking about the press, people that want to know after they get eliminated in the first round by I don't know the Seventy Sixers or somebody of that magnitude. I, I don't. I don't or maybe Milwaukee Miami. Is, I don't think Milwaukee is as good a team as people think. 
Bobby Portis, not that good. Brooke Lopez, overrated. I'm going to tell you right, right now, where are they matched up against if, they, if, if the season were to end? Indianapolis? Yeah, they're three, Pacers six. Yeah, Pacers will beat them. The yeah. Pacers will beat them. No, the, no, they won't. No, they won't. I, they can out-rebound no, them. No, I think they, they can out-rebound no, them. No, they can't. No, no, they can't. The Pacers allow the most points in the league. Hands down. Go and look at Trust me on this one. All they do is shoot threes, and they allow the most points in the league, and anyone can score in the paint. That means Giannis Antetokounmpo is going to have three 60-point games in that series. Everybody Zero knows how. Chance. But here's the thing, Jeff. Everybody knows how to defend Giannis in the playoffs when it becomes a half-court game. Everybody knows. Keep them outside of the paint. Not going to happen. It'll happen. It'll definitely happen, though, if they play the 76ers or the Heat, though, because look at the two coaches that have done it the best, Nick Nurse and Eric Spolstra. Dude, dude, mark my words, Miles Turner is not going to stop Giannis Santos' couple. They will have the most points in the league. They will get the pace. And I love the Pacers. I love Tyrese Halliburton. I think he's one of the best players in the league. No one talks about him. Love Halliburton. Nobody talks about him. Everybody's talking about him. Everybody's talking know, about man. it. He almost won the All-Star MVP. Dude, he, he he was on the Pat McAfee show and all that other stuff. He's on every single show now. Okay, and by the way. team's got some players. Like, Neesmith can shoot it. No one talks about Aaron Neesmith and how well he can shoot it. Well, I don't, think, some... I don't think Indiana's going to be that sixth spot. I, I think it's going to be Miami. Miami doesn't have Jimmy Butler. When Jimmy Butler comes back, and he'll probably be back very, very soon, uh, they're only one game ahead of them, I, I, or half a game ahead of them. I think Miami's going to be the sixth spot. It's going to be Milwaukee and Miami, and I'm going to tell you this right now. They lose in the first round against Miami. You could book it and seal it. They're not beating Miami. They're Eric Spolstra could coach circles around the great Doc Rivers. They're not beating Miami if they play Miami in the first round. There's no way. Because <laughs> they stopped stars that are just like that, too. Yeah, right, a lot of right, playoff series. Right. I can agree with that. I think Miami could be a better team. I think that would be a series. Dude, Milwaukee will run right through Indiana. They will. Mm. It won't even be close. Like, I love Indiana, but they – dude, they play worse, the worst defense in the world, dude. Right. It's non-existent. Well, go and watch a – let's see. Hold on. I know the Pacers are playing tonight. Let's see what the score is. What are they ranked defensively? What are the Pacers ranked defensively right now? 129 to 115. That was the score tonight. And they played the Pistons, who are the worst team in the world. <laughs> they allowed 150 to the Pistons. <laughs> They're the worst team in the world. <laughs> N- name, a wor- name a worse team than the Detroit Pistons. They're bad. They're, they're, bad. they're in defensive rating, they're fifth worst in the NBA. That's I'm not trying good. to see points per game. Who? Detroit or no, 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 Indianapolis? The, the Pacers. Yeah. Are... yeah, Indiana. Yeah, yeah. the fifth worst team. They play no defense. Everyone's going to put a – dude, every game they play. Hold on. Let's let's go look at the box scores, like the history of the box scores for the Pacers. I would, I would be willing to bet you they've allowed 100 points in every game this year. Every game. Well, they're 30th in rebounds. They're first in points in the NBA. First in assists. Right, and they're third worst in points per game. 28th, 28th in defense in the league. 28th. Yeah, that's terrible, dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's terrible. No, it's that's not good. That's honestly abysmal. That's not good. I mean, I'll give you some of the scores. Um, Hold on, I got it. One, they, uh, 115 to the, the, to the Pistons. They allowed 125 to the Raptors. 102 to the Hornets, 111 for the Knicks, uh, 131 to the Warriors. I'm looking at uh, one, 129 to the Rockets. They gave up. I'm looking oh, at the scores. Game, they're under 100 against they, on 2-4 February 4th. They were under 100 points. They allowed 99 to the Hornets, who stink. <laughs> <laughs> they allowed uh, 133 to the Kings. That's the only games huh? that that's the only game this year they've given up less than 100. 
That's the only game. Yeah, officials have mentioned right. uh, Washington and Atlanta are the only two teams worse defensively than the Pacers. That's in bad. Per game. All right. right. They are. They allowed 110 to the Grizzlies. And it's, which, is, which is crazy because Rick Carlisle is a defensive-minded coach. Could you no, imagine? Dude, they're, they're just running down the court. And no, but I know. And they play no defense. I got it, but Rick Carlisle is a defensive-minded coach. Mm-hmm. It's what he coaches. Yeah. I mean, if for his years, when he was in, in, in Indiana, he was a defensive-minded coach. When he was in Dallas, when he won a, won a championship, even with Dirk Nowinski and the talent that he had, he preached defense. They were very good half-court defense. They're not that oh, anymore. Yeah? This year, all gas, no breaks. <laughs> oh, you're you're quoting the great Robert Sala. Is Rick Carlisle going to keep receipts too? He's probably giving dude, Robert I'm, Sala I'm, a piggyback ride dude, right I'm, now. I'm just, <laughs> dude, I'm just, I'm just telling you because they jack up so many threes and play no defense that like the oh. the Pacers will have to score 120 a night to win a game, oh. and they they can't do that. Milwaukee plays defense and will slow them down, and Milwaukee will still score. No, I, I understand. I understand what you're saying, Jeff. And and again, it's all it, with the NBA. It's all about matchups. That's all it is. And and in the playoffs, it's the way you match up against the team that you're playing against. Like right now, and I'm not saying this because I'm a Knicks fan. I, if the Knicks are healthy, are, are, do you want to play the Knicks in the first round? I mean, seriously, I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to play them because of the bench and what they have. On the bench, coming off, uh, you know, with with Bogdanovich and all the different players, OG and Anobi when he comes back, yeah. Mitchell Robinson coming back, you have Hartenstein coming off the bench. I mean, their bench is pretty good, so you do not want to play the Knicks. And right now, if the Knicks were going into the playoffs, right, it, the, right now, if the season were to end, the Knicks would be the fourth seed, and you know who they'd be playing in the first round? Philly. The Philadelphia 76ers, and I, I know they don't have Joel Embiid, but I'm sorry if and the, the Knicks... And the Knicks- the Knicks body bagged them tonight, I, too. I, yeah, but they didn't have Joel Embiid. But the Knicks don't have Randall. Which the is Knicks, exactly what I said. OG and Anobi. Which is exactly what I told you before. But and and again, just to prove my point about what I told you about my Knicks earlier, guess who was six for six for six from three pointers tonight? Bojan Bogdanovich. Yeah, listen, Bogdanovich is going to play a big part of the Knicks and their run in the playoffs, and they're going to have him next year for one more year. Right. So and and, they, and by the way, they don't even have to pay Bogdanovich next. Year. I think he, they owe him like two million dollars. Yeah, or they can get like out that. of that contract pretty easily. They're not going to get. No, there's no reason you, to. Why would you walk oh, away from one of the best three point shooters in the league? Right. It's only if you were to struggle really badly, but they have that club. They're there's not no, there's that. no reason. To. They're not doing that. They're going to have him on the bench next year, and he'll be in the rotation. There's no way they're moving away from Bogdanovich. He's just a nice, easy piece if they want to trade him to add some big pieces to it. So I, I, I think it was a good move by Leon Rose. But right now, if you look at the Knicks, it, I wouldn't want to play the Knicks because of the bench. And, and OG Ananobi's still not in this rotation. You don't see Mitchell Robinson. This is when they come back with, with the players that they have, they have coming back i mean the the team that i would be most scared about I, i'm i'm scared about boston because yeah, boss I, I i think their offense is their their top five is just as good as anybody in the league uh what it scares me the team that scares me is miami because of the way spolstra coaches and he knows how to out coach the best coaches in the league and he doesn't have to have the best players and that says a lot about who he is as coach Greg Popovich, go look at Greg Popovich. Everybody says Greg Popovich, greatest coach of all time. He had Tim Duncan. He had Manu Ginobili. He had Tony Parker, Kawhi Leonard, all those good players. Where are they now? Where are they now? And yeah, they have the retired. 
I mean, seriously. Kawhi Leonard, Kawhi Leonard is out of the Clippers. They're currently the number one seed in the Western Conference just to get outshot of the playoffs he by James Harden. He should retire. <laughs> he should retire. I mean, he shouldn't be there anymore. The only reason why he stayed there is because they have Wembyana. So that's it. That's the only reason why they, they he hasn't retired yet. Yep, now he'll coach he'll tell his 100 and still do nothing. But eventually he's going to have to call it quits because yeah. they're 11 and 44. The great, great Popovich. And this is not a bad team. San Antonio is not a bad team. They have some players they can build around. So, and this is another team that's going to, this is, the, again, another year that they're going to win. They're going to be up there in the lottery, and they're going to either win the one or two or three spot, and they're going to build like that. And, then you know, it, it, that, this is the way the NBA works. It doesn't work for the Knicks. Tell, tell it doesn't the, work for the Knicks. Tell them the, the Pelicans will always get the number one pick, and they keep losing all their players, too, besides Zion, who still might trade his way out anyway. The one year. But, Go ahead, go Buddy, ahead, there is no, there is no lottery anymore. No, I, I, get no, it. I got it. There's no lottery. There's no draft. The Oklahoma City Thunder own every pick for every <laughs> for like the next three years. They're they're going to be really really good. They're going to be, be scary. Good. They are. They're going to be scary good because they have the all the assets to trade up and get someone if they want, or use all those assets to trade for an established player. Like, dude, they're already scary with Chet and Shea Gilgis Alexander and the the Diddler. Uh, and yeah, I do, yeah. I do. They're like their worst player is like Isaiah Joe, and even Isaiah Joe is a really good player. No, they they're a good team, and and they have what I think it's eight <coughs> first round draft picks in the next four three years, or four yeah. years. They gave up one of them to Denver in the in the the playoffs last year. I think right. the Denver beating Lakers after they they eliminated Lakers. I think they got oh one of OKC's first round. I think draft it was one for this year. Yeah, yeah. I think it was it, it, it was a high pick too. <laughs> Right, but think about all the draft picks. They have their own eight others, and then how many second rounders do they have? Like all of them? A lot of them, yeah. Because they, they accumulate a lot. I think also from the Pacers, and in a separate deal, they got a bunch from the Clippers. That's why that yeah. Knicks trade with Detroit was a fantastic trade for Leon Rose, because he didn't have to give up any of his six first round draft picks for the next two years. So, and I think the Knicks should really ride with that. You, yes. I told you I love that trade. It's paying off. I do love Bogdanovich. My only gripe would, would be this: hmm. every Knicks fan, myself included, oh. have all been have all been going, "Oh, don't trade Grimes, don't trade Grimes," and then now you trade Grimes. Like, no, I agree they, with they you, Jeff. They could have they could have traded Grimes for for so much more earlier. Yeah, so much sure. more Donovan Mitchell, Donovan Mitchell. <clears throat> they could have gotten Donovan Mitchell for for uh, right, Grimes. Like, all like they that, had to do was that, add him. That, that's my only beef with it is like I don't Alec Burke is fine and Bogdanovich is fine and I like them and they're good players and I'm not shitting on the deal. However, they they lost a ton of value. Like they gave away a ton of value. Like if you like hold on for all this to lose his value, they should have traded. Like they should have traded. No question. And and again, going back to that trade, which is up right now, uh, as we have Fish posting it up, our executive producer is the the Knicks added. Uh, Bajan, uh, Bajan uh, Bogdanovich and Alec Burks for obviously Quinn Grimes, Evan Fournier, Malachi Flynn, uh, and and two you know a second round draft. But I I don't mention Ryan because nobody cares. He was dropped as soon as he Here's was traded. Here's another Villanova Detroit. guy. Yeah, <laughs> he, he was dropped right right when he was traded. He was dropped like within 24 hours. So that wasn't the big. He'll become an assistant coach picks. of the future. Yeah. Like they they traded four sacks of shit for a good play. Like you know like that like. Who cares about Malachi Flynn or uh, Fournier or any of those bums? They should have thrown the beef in the trade and gotten them out of New York too, right? Like if you're dumping all if you're dumping all the worthless people you know, throw the beef in, right? If you're, if you're, right? Like, if you're like, who cares? You got you got back good players 
for scrubs is what you did. If you're, you're, the, you're the only asset of value is the second round pick. Mm-hmm. If you claim that the Pistons are the worst team in NBA history, I don't then even the fit right in, according to your logic. I don't even think it was an asset. The Knicks have, like, I think it's like nine <clears throat> second-round draft picks for the next three or first four all, years. Right, that's great, but it's still an asset. Yeah, but again, the Knicks didn't have to give up any of their first round, which the Knicks have been known to do that. Trade away first-round well, draft no, picks for no, nothing. No, I get it. They got value for, for what they were doing, but that's the only asset of value that went away in the trade. It was a second-round pick. Sure. And I'm not saying it's like a huge thing. But name someone that you give a shit. Malachi Flynn, dude, see you later. You know, Grimes, you're a bum now. You know, <laughs> Fournier, you've been a bum. Yep. Fournier been a bum for like five years now, by the way. Making $16 million from the Knicks. <laughs> right, that, right, but that's what it is. He's been Thank a you bum. very much. So, right, so it is what it is. I wish I was back value. It was million. a good move. All I'm saying is, they, when all of those other teams wanted Grimes in the trade and they were willing to give away a star, like, you know, like no disrespect to Bogdanovich or Burks, they're not star players, right? Mm-hmm. And, and when you could have gotten, you know, a Donovan Mitchell or something like that and didn't because you were holding out hope for Quentin Grimes, that's, a, that's, that's no, an L. I, I don't care what you say, that's an L. I agree with you, but at, at the time, at the, at the time, the Knicks thought that Grimes, Quentin Grimes was going to be a pretty good player. Now, they, they maybe they know better. Anyone they draft sucks. That's not true. RJ Barrett was not a sucky player, dude. He doesn't suck. RJ did not stink. RJ, RJ is not what they thought he was. No, but no. again, there's a lot of players like that. There's a lot and of again, players. They got, and again, they traded him for a guy that's better. And OG Ananobi. Right now, he fits the what what they like to do. They, he fits what the Knicks like to do. They need a perimeter defender, a wing defender. They haven't had a wing defender as good. Or, be, I don't even remember the last wing the defender Knicks. they had that could do what he could do. That, that should be the Knicks' strategy going forward because you're so terrible at identifying guys that would fit into your system. They should just preemptively trade the pick when it's a no-name pick and trade it away when it's at its most valuable thing and get a guy that they want that's established that would be good. Like, that's what they should do. Well, they, they're so terrible at drafting. That's not true. They, they, they <laughs> the Knicks have also done that in reverse, too. They traded a first-round pick at the great Andrea Bargnani from the Raptors. Listen, the <laughs> Knicks haven't been good, but again, they haven't been good at drafting, but they how many how many top four, top five picks have the Knicks had over the years? Even Nobody, when... They, they haven't the had only, a lot of them. And by the way, Porzingis the only, is not that bad of a consolation prize, is he? I mean, seriously. The, yes, Fish, Eddie Curry guy, was forced. The only guy. That was, that was the Chicago roster, Bulls. The only guy on their roster they drafted is the center there. Um, Robinson. Robinson. That's the only guy on the roster they draft. Oh, we love Obi Toppin. Shipped him out. Oh, we love Kevin Knox. He's gone. Oh, we're holding on to Quentin Grimes because he's a star. See you later. R.J. Barrett's in a, this amazing player. Oh, pfft. You're on the first thing smoking out of town. <laughs> Maddie Caps' boy, Kevin Knox, that he loves so much. Right. There's nobody on the roster they dropped. He was traded again. Nobody. I know. He's not good. He went from Utah. I think he went back to the Pistons. No, but we <laughs> Jeff liked Kevin Knox in the first year, too. He thought... He, I liked Kevin yeah, No, I liked yeah, Kevin Knox did. coming out of college. Yeah, you did. Dude, because here's the, here's the problem. These guys are so young, you're just basically drafting off of, like, uh, jumping and running and... Height, yeah, and can you can you shoot a little bit, right? And then the problem is they have to fit into an offense, which and like which is clearly the problem in New York. Everyone they pick doesn't fit the offense, right? Not picking on any of the players. 
Look and how, a lot of guys' careers are made yep. just based on where you start your career. Look how many teams passed up on Donovan Mitchell. <coughs> Look how many teams. Every, 14 teams passed up. 13 teams passed up on Donovan Mitchell. Look how many dude, teams you, passed on Kawhi Leonard. I think he was 16. Right, Kawhi Leonard. I'll give you another one. Nikola Jokic. Jokic. Jokic, a second-round draft pick. How about um, – I'm trying to. I'm trying to think. Cause right, Giannis, Giannis. Right, but the, right, there's a bunch of dudes. Was the out 16th there. or 17th pick? Come on, yeah. Right, there's a bunch of dudes out there that got picked late. So it's just about where you start your career. And unfortunately, no one that starts their career in New York is any good. No, None I know. But again, and I understand what you're saying, Jeff. But the Knicks haven't back, had any back, luck. Go back. To, Go pull up the list of their last ten drafts. Go ahead, pick and find out who and find out how many people are they drafted that are on the team because it's only Mitchell Robinson. I would be willing to bet. And second round draft pick, Mitchell Robinson was his second round draft. And whoever they drafted this year, because I'm sure whoever they drafted, they didn't draft anybody. They didn't draft anyone this year. They didn't have a second round pick. No, the Knicks haven't had a first or second round draft pick for the last two years. (laughs) I'm not lying. The last first round pick they had was Obi Toppin and. uh, um, uh, it was twenty. Oh, no, it was a, yes. uh, a Spanish kid, uh, Leandro Bartolomarmo in that same draft, mm-hmm. who didn't play much of anything. R.J. Barrett was the year before, and then the year after was uh, was Kai Jones and Keon Johnson both got traded. Gone, to the, yeah, yeah, gone. They were they were traded to other teams, so they didn't even draft those guys. Second round pick was Jeremiah Sims and another Villanova guy, Jeremiah Robinson Earl. So. Gone. Yeah, and Mitchell Robinson, like Errol saying, is a second round pick with they Kevin Hart. Right, right, right. Which they is the one that I which is the one that I identified that's still there. So there's one. They drafted so McBride, I'll, didn't they? McBride was a second round second pick. Second round draft pick. Second they round did. pick, yeah. Well, so two guys. Two guys on the team. Yeah. Out of fifteen, two out of fifteen we got so far. We got the last guy at the bench and then a guy that's always hurt, even though he might be the greatest. McBride is not the last guy on the bench. Stop. He pretty much is now. No, he isn't. He's a starting point guard on the uh, the shooting guard, point guard or shooting guard on the second team. He's pretty good. First of all, you make no sense. You have no idea what you're talking about. He's the starting point guard on the second team. So he's not a starter. (laughs) He's not a starter. No. Right. So he's the last guy off the bench. Whatever, Jeff. He's not <laughs> right. the last guy. Who's coming in the game? Who's coming in the game first? McBride or Burks? Who's coming? I would take McBride. I think McBride's been coming Burks off the is bench. A better player. I'm telling you, McBride has been uh, one of uh, Thibodeau's favorite guys. He, he's a great defender, shut down defender, and he could shoot the three. He's actually. Oh, but that doesn't matter because that's not putting the. the I'm ball telling in you the net. right he now, McBride is, is the off the bench net. more. He's, he's off the bench before Alex Burks. I'll put. I'll, I'll make I'll make a bet on that. I'll make a bet on it. Yeah, He's... I mean, I'm sure it can vary from night to night. Hold on here, let's see. It probably does. They're the same type of player for the most part. McBride is <clears throat> a little... Yeah, McBride played... Right, right. McBride played 17 minutes tonight. Burks played 13. Bogdanovich played 24 minutes. Yeah, well, we Star expect that. Nothing. We expect that. Right. So, he's, so he, he plays a little bit. Because let's be honest... Four minutes is a lot, get... Jeff. <clears throat> That's a lot. Uh, 13 minutes is a lot? Okay, let's see. No, 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 no. Four minutes over. 35 minutes. Josh Hart, 44 minutes. Stop. Brunson, 39 minutes. They're their starters right now. Of course they're going to play. Thibodeau likes to run these guys down. And they still have the last month. Come on, Jeff. Do do you watch a lot of Knicks games? Honestly, do you watch? I love the Knicks. Oh, yeah, you love the Knicks. So you would know that Tom Thibodeau likes to run his starters into the ground. 
That's what who he does. And he's done gonna, that the last who, month, unfortunately, too. Who, who told you they were going to body bag the 76ers tonight? Could you? We knew they were going to beat the 76ers. No, you didn't. You said the 76ers. They're so good. They're good. They're, they're good. Bagged. I mean. No, they're not. They the got Knicks body bagged. Body bagged? Really that bad? Was it really that yeah. bad? The I, Sixers I don't know. were down like 20 to 25 the whole night. Yeah, well, at the end of this, what was the final score of the game? 110 to 96. Uh, yeah, it was body bagged, all right. 14 points oh, why, without why, Joel Embiid. Why? Because they made a run on the second team at the end of the game. They body bagged them, bro. <laughs> they made a, made a run against Miles McBride and Alec Burks. Is that what you're saying, yeah, Jeff? That, yeah, exactly. McBride's so good, that's who gave up the run. Could you stop? What What, what is it with you with Miles uh, McBride? I, I mean, I'm sorry, with M- McBride. What is it? He's not, he's not that good. He's a good player. He's, he is I'm a taking good player. Burks over him. I'm taking Burks over him. I'm not. Oh my god! I'm not, basically the same player. I'm not oh, saying really? who led the team in scoring tonight. Who led the Knicks in scoring tonight? I don't know who. Bogdanovich. <laughs> I didn't say Bogdanovich. I'm saying Burks and McBride, not Bogdanovich. I know Bogdanovich is a better player than both of them. <laughs> right. All right. So in th- so in 13 minutes tonight, Burks had seven points. In 17 minutes tonight, McBride had four. And McBride's a better defender than Alex Burks. Oh, but that doesn't matter because defending doesn't matter. Because if it didn't matter. Oh, here he goes. Go ahead. Go ahead. Don't do the Patrick Beverly. Go ahead. No, you don't like when your standard is. Stop, Jeff. Stop, Jeff. That's not true. That's not true, Jeff. That's not true. That's not. It is. No, it's not. I, you like flipping? Right? Wait, wait a second. No, I did not say it doesn't matter. You're you're telling me that Patrick Beverly is a fantastic player, six man of the year. You were saying that dude, when that went. Yes, dude, you did. You did they, say that. You Bucks, did say the, that. What do you want? Drugs? Tell you what the it was a mistake trading Drew Holiday for them, and what they lost, they needed to get back. And Patrick Beverly provides. what We'll they see lost. that. We'll see. We'll see what happens in he the does. first round. We'll he see does. what happens. He provides Coached the, by the great and because Pat Ben doesn't need to score on that team, dude. Like, uh, like really quietly, seriously. Like, and I know this is going to sound crazy, but go and look at it, dude. Malik Beasley, sharpshooter. He's good. He's been more. good for like they the last three years. He was on the three point they, contest. They, they don't oh, need we any know. more scoring. They got Lillard, Giannis, and Malik Beasley is knocking down every three he sees. They don't need more scoring. They need defense. Yeah, we'll see what so happens in the playoffs. We'll see what happens well, in the playoffs. Dude, first of all, I'm t- I'm the one that told you earlier. Like, dude, like, they're not going very far. I don't think the Milwaukee Bucks are, like, a complete team. I think Miami's better. I think the Knicks are better. I think the Celtics are better. Let's see. Who else? Damian Lillard will flee to Miami next year. Mark my words. Mark my words. Can he? I think he's still under contract. No, I think No, he's not. He's a free agent. It's the last year of oh, a sixty, the one, the two-year sixty million per year. A free agent, and that's where he's going, baby. That's where he wanted yeah, to go. That's where he's heading. That's where his agent said that's the only spot he would be traded. So, yeah. that's where he's going. You mark that's my words. Book it. That that, yeah, no, it, it probably is, but that's bad news for the rest of that team because they're going to have to figure out how to pay him. With like Tyler Hero's got to be the odd man yes, out, right? Yes, yeah. yes, because Robinson's not going to have much. They'll value move him on the offseason. They'll move him in the offseason. He wants to play without a bio, so they're not going to move him. So, yeah, Tyler Hero will be and I'm moved. Not, yep. And I'm not sure that works either. 
I don't think they're going to beat. I, I don't think they beat the Celtics. I don't think they, they beat the Knicks. I mean, the Knicks have a. The Knicks are going to have uh, two max spots next year if if Julius Randle decides to not take that option. If he takes the option, the Knicks still have a max spot sitting there if they want to add a player in the offseason, maybe a Maxi or somebody like that. They can they can add a player. I'm oh, not Maxie, saying I'm, I I know I I know. I'm just saying that if the Knicks want to trade for a big-name player to come and play over there with Randall and Brunson and all the talent that they have over there, they could do that. They can seal the deal and make that move. So I, that's why and – and the Knicks have six first-round draft picks for the and, – and, and I think it's like eight second-round draft picks in the next three years. I mean, the Knicks could – yeah, do that. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. That. I'm they just saying. Miami. Those so they can have an influx of cheap guys that like can still play. How many know? great years does Damian Lillard have? You know what I mean? I, I just I don't know. And he's not a defender. He doesn't. He's not a two way basketball know, player. But yeah, but right. But you know what's even funnier about that? Mm-hmm. I think the mil- like, and I realize it's a player leaving, so you got to just kind of like imagine it. Yep. But like, I think Damian Lillard's in a better spot with Milwaukee than Damian Lillard is on the Heat. I disagree. <clears throat> I disagree. I, mean, I, th- I, th- I think the Bucks are a better team. I'm not. Uh, uh, I think we... Chris. First of all, they already have the pieces there because I would. I would argue. I've got one for Giannis you. Is better than Bam. I've got one for you. I've got one for you. better than Bam. Oh, much better. But in the playoffs, I'm taking Bam out of bio. I'm taking yeah, I don't Bam. Know about that. In the playoffs, I'm taking Bam out of bio. I know. Over the guy that won, like, Giannis can't do anything. Teams have figured him out how to stop him. And by the way, when he plays Bam Adebayo, he shuts him down. He shuts him down. The only thing I hate about the Greek freak is that he's, like, forcing his brother to be on the same team. What a (laughs) wasted roster spot. You got the Greek Nick, freak. Nick Strafik, Thanasis, and Tundakupo. Yeah, dude, you got the Greek Wow, I, I'm, I'm the, very impressed how you pronounce that name. Thanasis, and Tundakupo. 2014, Nick's second-round draft yeah. pick. Yeah, you got the Greek freak and Greek cheeks, because Thanasis is ass. <laughs> Fish also mentions in the, the comment Greek section. Cheeks. Uh, Lillard is the 15th worst defensive player. I want to check out that documentary, by the way. Uh, that uh, The journey, I, I want to see that... Uh, uh, Giannis uh, documentary that I think Prime came out with. It's either Apple or Prime, but I heard it's really, really good. I, I definitely want to check out that documentary too. I'm, I'm like, uh, I. By the way, I haven't seen the Alexander Dag documentary like you wanted me to do. I'm, I'm waiting. I, I'm trying yeah, to get watch it. it. Oh, is it really that good? It's awesome. I got to check it out. I loved it. I'm a hockey nerd though. Yeah. I like hockey. So, so do I. It is so what I. it is. But yeah, I think Milwaukee, dude, like top to bottom. Like, think about this. They're going to lose Hero and Duncan, and they're going to lose some other things because they got to pay Lillard, right? Mm. Dude, top to bottom, I'm taking Portis. And, like, it's a deeper team because Middleton's still good. Portis, Lopez, Antetokounmpo, Lillard, Beasley can shoot. Like, that's a bunch of dudes that can really play. Like, if he goes to Miami and signs a big contract, it's, okay, it's Jimmy Butler. He's great. Jimmy Butler and Bam and Lillard and then nobody else. And, and you have a guy named... Spolstra, who is the coach. I'm not trusting Doc Rivers over Spolstra. Eric Spolstra. I, mean, I, think. I hear you, but players play the game, and I think top to bottom. Say, tell, tell, tell the Knicks that last year. Okay, please. Tell the Knicks, the Knicks that last year. ready last year. Come on, dude. The Knicks weren't ready The Knicks last year. were ready. Are you the Knicks shouldn't have lost to Miami. They, the, no way. The, 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 the G League play. They have four G League players on that roster. Four of them. And they were a part of that roster, the major part of their roster. That was embarrassing. That was embarrassing the way the Knicks got their butts whipped. Okay? They were the better team. 
They were. They were the better team. And the better coach beat the other coach. Okay? And, and I'm not taking shots at Tom Thibodeau. He could be coach of the year this year for what the Knicks have been. It he doesn't should. matter. He's done a great job. It, it doesn't matter. Eric Spolstra. The way he coached up McBride to four points tonight, I think, is unbelievable. <laughs> I don't know. The players have to play, Jeff. <laughs> You're such an ass. You really are such an ass. Why? You are. You. I. I swear, man. You are. You're like a like a tick. You know. You're. You're. You like to suck. You're like a vampire tick. That's. You ever. You ever heard of a vampire tick? That's Jeff. It, it, the, spe- uh, fish, I want a picture of, I'm going to send you a picture of Jeff And I want you to put it on a tick's You know, body, okay That is what he is That is what he is, I'm going to get a picture It'll be the smartest tick on the planet <laughs> <laughs> that, That'll be the second That'll be the second best graphic of somebody On an animal body Following the beeve, being on a beaver <laughs> Yeah, he should He should be the head on a donkey <laughs> uh, Don't insult donkey like that He's the best Shrek character <laughs> The beef is oh, dude. The beef deserves to be worthy of that. Poor beef, man. It's unbelievable how dumb that kid is. Poor beef, man. See, see Jeff, think of it this way. You, you think the CD Lamb take is bad and the Barry Sanders take is bad. He also wanted the Mets to send down or trade Edwin Diaz. <laughs> dude, that weasel. Caught, and first of all, Errol, Errol knows this. I'm not, I'm not saying anything that isn't true right here. Errol, you can stop me at any point and tell me when I'm lying. Mm-hmm. Right? That little weasel called me draft night. Complaining and crying and why? Oh, Stevie Lamb, he's so terrible. Why did we do that? Why did we draft him? He's the worst player in the draft. Errol, right or wrong? You're right about that. Yes. Right. Yes. Moron. (laughs) Stevie Lamb's one of the best receivers in football, and that Momo couldn't. Well, we both said that. We both said that about Stevie Lamb. Dude, we were trying to talk him off the ledge. He was trying to walk to the He wanted Xavier McKinney. That's who he wanted. I said, what are you, nuts? <clears throat> I said, this guy was on everybody's, like, definitely mine, my top three. I, I would have taken CeeDee C. Lamb in top. The fact that, I don't know, uh, 12, 13 teams passed up on him, shame on them after seeing what this guy put up this year and last year. The numbers he's putting up. It's ridiculous. To think the the Raiders also drafted Henry Ruggs ahead of him. Honestly, (laughs) he's probably the second or third best wide receiver in football. Hold on, though. Hold on, though, Speedy. Hold on with that comment. Hold on with that. I'm not going to let you get away with that one. Okay, Henry Ruggs doesn't play in. He did a dumb thing. He killed a girl. I'm not talking about that. He wasn't even that good on the field either. He was. No, he wasn't. He He had, like, three great games. CeeDee Lamb had three of that his rookie year or two. Did you just say Henry Ruggs is good? He He wasn't that good on the field either. He had drop problems. He wasn't a great route runner. And he wasn't overly productive. Yeah, Henry Ruggs was going to be good, dude. I'll stand by that. I don't care what you guys say. Like, dissing him for that. I'm I'm not dissing him for what happened. I'm saying he wasn't that good on the field either. It was the same thing with DeAndre Baker. Like, we know he was wrongfully convicted. He also wasn't that good on the field either. He was, he was pretty good, dude. He was pretty good. Mm. Come on, dude. He Not was pretty really. good. That's what, yeah, that's what it is. But, like, this is this is what I'm saying, though. This is why, like, I, me and Errol laughed about it because we mm-hmm. had to talk him off the ledge. And this is why he serves coleslaw in Delhi. Because if he had to be a job, <laughs> like, if his job had to be a scout, he wouldn't know talent if it hit him in the face. He's going to be texting me tomorrow. Tell that ass to shut the why? hell up. <laughs> why? Everything we're saying is true. Stevie Lamb's terrible. Oh, the, the next one, Tyron Smith, terrible. He's going to be so wide and we drive. He was the best offensive lineman the team had. If this, like, 
if this dude had to put food on his table by trying to find talent, he'd starve to death. I'm looking at Henry Ruggs' numbers. 20 games, uh, 50 receptions, 921 yards, and four touchdowns. That's not good. In a year and a half, that's not that good. <laughs> right. It's, it, dude, he had a rough go. He was c- coming into his own as a pretty good player, dude. It was coming around. I'm telling you, because he had a, a couple. He had a pulled hamstring there a little bit. That's not well, How long bad, was dude. he sentenced? How long was he sentenced? Oh, uh, he gets he. Oh, well, it, it depends, right? Because I think his sentence was like three to thirty years or something like that. Was right? it that I, long? Which I think I think you said, Jeff. There was something like it's likely to be something like eight total, like based on what he <laughs> well, could no, end up happening. No. His sentence is three to thirty, so he can apply for parole after three, dude. Yeah. Okay. Three years. I'm, I'm now. Oh, now hold on. Whether he gets granted parole, is three to a whole ten. Story. He, he was he was sentenced for three to ten years. Okay, so, which so he right, would be so entering true. year. The, this is the third year he's entering. I think at, at, in October. You November, give him another chance yeah. to play in the NFL. Uh, he'll, he'll he'll certainly be at the age where he still could if he stays in shape. He's twenty five. He's twenty four right now. Or twenty five. Right. Okay. Yeah. Right. All right. So twenty four, twenty five, and he's already is he a year or two in already. This, this he'll is be his third entering year. the third year. This I think it's year. three years in October or November, whenever he exactly got arrested. It was in the fall. It was... doesn't matter when he got arrested. It starts no. from when he got sentenced. When he got sentenced. Okay. Yeah. So that, yeah, oh, that'd actually, be later. You want to know what? No, no. You want to know what? I don't think that's true because I think he surrendered himself early and did some early time there. Okay. So there'd be some time that comes off for that. All right. But so it might it might be three years, maybe at this time next year, maybe. So I think we're no, at two he, right he, now. No, he he he's eligible for parole at the end of this year. Right, at the end of this year. So that would be, mm-hmm. what, 20? He could, again, He'll not that it's 26. Likely, right, he could come out and be 26. And even if he does a few more years and comes out when he's 28 or 29, he could still get another contract and play. He could, but is any team going to give him a chance? That's the question. Hey, man, 160 miles an hour, that's SEC speed. You know what I'm saying? Like... <laughs> Uh, Jeff, you always have to r- r- never rule out that the fact that the Dallas Cowboys love those players with off-field issues, so why not? Dude, they love it. Dallas might as well be the longest yard. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. The longest yard. You're such an Dude, idiot. Don't, don't, don't give the Beav any ideas. He'll replace, he'll replace Dak idiot. with Paul Crew, a quarterback. Dude, you think I'm an idiot, but like... Greg Hardy's like undefeated at fighting women, but they still kept him on the team until that lumped up photo of her face laying on the gun. Oh, it was horrible, right? man. Oh, yeah. what they did. If you, I don't know if anybody's checked out what that, that whole thing. Uh, I mean, it, it was the court, the court case and everything. And the stories that came out, go check it out. It's definitely on the internet on what Greg Hardy right, but, did to his girlfriend. Right, it is disgusting. Right, but, but think about this. Right, it's but disgusting. This. They already knew all of that. Yeah. And they were still okay with him being there, but it wasn't until the photo of the couch with all the guns that he threw her on yep. came out that they were like, oh, well, maybe that's a little too far. Dude, you already knew he lumped her up something terrible. Dude, he was drowning. They, they still didn't care. He was drowning her head in a toilet bowl, okay? He was trying yeah. to drown her. <laughs> yeah, and Dallas, and Dallas didn't care because they're all heathens. Josh Brent flipped a car and heathens. killed a dude, and they were like, you think he can be a sh- uh, training camp next year? <laughs> They're all heathens. There it is. There it is. (laughs) My name is Jeff, the president of what? The The Pat Pat Bev Bev Fan Club. Club. (laughs) And good running backs suck. (laughs) First of all, 
that's no hate to Saquon Barkley. It's just a different, oh, a good running back suck. Like, like my strategy <laughs> isn't a winning strategy that other teams are using. It's not hate against Saquon Bar- Barkley. It's not saying, <laughs> oh, Saquon Barkley's no good. I'm saying that money can be used for better purposes. And the fact that that's how you equate things, oh, guy, good, pay a lot of money. It's just a <laughs> retard's perspective. <laughs> Speedy doesn't like that word. Don't use it. He does not right, like that word. Pro- right, but this is the problem. Like, if every, every guy that was good just got paid automatically, no one would go anywhere. There has to be a line somewhere. And I think that the $14 million for a running back is ridiculous. <laughs> I love that word when you say it. Ridiculous. Right, Speedy? Do it, do it like, one time. Like, like, think about this. Like, dude, we, we talk about it all the time. But the, the Zeke Elliott thing. And again, not picking on the Beaver, the Cowboys, but it's just the most glaring example, right? It just is. When they gave him that contract, they couldn't afford backups. They couldn't do anything. So when Zeke got hurt, what did they have? Nothing. So I would rather pay three $5 million running backs than one $14 million running back. And somehow that's hating Saquon Barkley. It's not. He's a very good player. He's very talented. Also, if I'm building a team, it's not worth the money. I disagree. I, when you have a player, a game-changing player like that, I, I'm and I'm going to tell you this right now. If I were if I were Buffalo in the offseason, I know they have Cooks there, and he, he's he's a good player. Dude, they've tried to. They've tried, first of all, they've tried though. Like they're one-dimensional, but they've tried because they went and got Damian Harris. They drafted uh, Zach Moss. I think was it Zach Moss? Come on, well, Zach that, Moss was four years you ago. You put but yeah. Saquon Barkley on that team. You don't think they're a different team? Come on, Jeff. No, no they, they, yeah, they could be a lot better, but I don't think a lot that better. That's, Right, right. But here's the problem. I, I don't think the team is built that way because they run with Josh Allen. That's their running game. And I don't think that they're built to really run the football like that because they had James Cook, who, who did well, but most of his stuff was because he was catching passes on the backfield in Buffalo. They don't run the ball well there. They don't. The Giants. It doesn't matter who they had. Devin Singletary and Moss and Cook and Damian Harry and all these guys that they went and got. It doesn't work for them. It can't just be, oh, oh, all of those guys suck. Like, everyone they get sucks. No, it's the team and the way they run it, dude. No, I got it. I, it's all about the scheme and, and, and obviously the coach and, and the way they like to run their offense. But I'm going to tell you this right now. If you put Saquon Barkley on that Buffalo Bills team, watch out. I'm telling you right now, watch out. I don't think it's as automatic as you think. I disagree. I don't think they know how to run block. <sighs> You don't really need to do that with a player like that, man. I, I mean, you could do I mean, so many do. things. You could do I mean, so many do things with Zeke, him. Would you say it's hard to take down? Prime, would you say Prime Zeke Elliott was is the same as Saquon Barkley? No, or I, I love I loved Zeke coming out of Ohio State. He's he, I, Saquon Barkley. I think is just a better player, man. Right, 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 fine, but it's close, right? It's yeah, close. Okay, yeah, okay, okay, yeah. Right, right, right. That's all I'm saying. So, like, and so, like, oh, you're like, oh, they don't need to block for him. Zeke went from all world when they had a line, and then when they didn't have a line, he couldn't run nowhere. Yeah, I, I just think if you put and Saquon- the line in Buffalo is not good, right? It was good this year. No, it wasn't because they still couldn't run the football. They don't know how to run block it's because not they part of their. Well, offense. hold on, Cook had a pretty good season. He, he had over a thousand yards. he caught a ton of balls out of the backfield. And just imagine what you could do with Saquon doing that. <clears throat> but that could be anybody. They're running that with James Cook. It could be anyone. So why, if I could do it for a million dollars with James Cook, would I pay 14 to do it? Uh, because you're not going to win without it. I mean, did, did you see them against Kansas City? They, they didn't just find James Cook. They couldn't beat Kansas City. They need to get over the hump against Kansas City. They need another weapon. 
That's a weapon yeah. that could beat him. Right, right. So right now they need another guy that can get open and catch passes because I don't think Gabe Davis played in that game, did he? No, he no, didn't. he didn't. No. Right. So that's when you're like, oh, they need another weapon. They couldn't beat him. Yeah, their number two wide receiver was out. Yeah, but I, I just think he he creates so yeah, many but, mismatches. He creates so many mismatches for especially and, and, in, the, in the in the AFC East. He's going to create so many mismatches. So. And then look at the Jets when they played the Giants. Look at what he did. The Jets' defense and what they did this year, especially against guys that caught the ball in the backfield, they completely dominated. Against Saquon Barkley, over 100 yards. If if you look at every team that was good and made the playoffs this year, the only one that was a one-dimensional running game was San Francisco, and I realized that's all great. Mm. Every other team, multiple running backs. Multiple. And and that's, that's just what it is. You need more running backs than just one. Well, that's you not true. Uh, the Jets, the Jets, you, as soon as Brees Hall got They didn't make the playoffs. They didn't I, make the playoffs. All right, but it was Brees Hall. It was all Brees what Hall. What I said to you was, if you look oh. at all the teams that make the playoffs, okay. stop injecting the Jets into it. I'm, I'm just mentioning the teams team. that made the playoffs. No, no, no. If you, uh, right, which is craziness, because they were terrible with just the one running back. Yeah. So, like, bringing them up, like, oh, look at how good that was. Yeah, it was a disaster. Mm. Four wins. Okay. You know, so, but if you look at all the seven, teams that made the playoffs. Seven wins, by the way. Well, whatever. If you look at all the teams that made the playoffs, they were all multiple running back teams, except for the 49ers. That's the one exception. Mm-hmm. The Dolphins, uh, Moster in a chain. Did Pittsburgh make it? I think Pittsburgh make it. Yep. Yeah. Jalen War- yeah. J- Warren and Najee Harris. Yep. Uh, uh, the, the, the Ravens, the Browns. yeah. The, the right, the Ravens. They got like seventeen of them. Justice Hill and 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 Gus and Gus Bus. The Texans didn't. Others. They had Singletary. That's that's that was their main running right, back. And they that's were, right, and that's why they threw the ball a thousand times. I'm just saying that they were a team that made the playoffs right, and they but, ran with one guy. All right, so so two teams out of twelve. Okay, go ahead, name one. The, the Lions, the Lions, Jameer Gibbs and Montgomery. You want more running backs than just one. I'm not paying $14 million because it doesn't win games. Oh, unless you're with the Jets because seven wins is terrific. Right, Brees Hall. Round of applause. <laughs> what about the Rams? They were, they were pretty one-dimensional a, with Kyron Williams. They didn't really have anyone else. Yeah. Right, that's, right that's, that's the one they had. But they had some other guys behind them. They, they didn't use them, but they had other guys there. Right? <laughs> but they, but they, most of the teams... All of, dude, the Eagles. How many running backs the Eagles have? They had Swift and Gainwell and all these other dudes. <laughs> the, the Seahawks. How many running backs the Seahawks have? Like a dozen. Yeah. The Seahawks have more running backs than the Bears have tight ends, and I think they've <laughs> a tight end in the last five drafts. Fish got got a good opening uh, translation of who you are, man. They just said a guest now on Sports Loudmouth, professional enormous windbag, Jeff. <laughs> I mean, that's all well and good, but it also shows you how dumb he is because he's like, you got to pay this, but all the good teams, right? Like all the good teams have multiple running backs, right? Yeah. yeah. Right. So it would, so my philosophy would seem to be more successful than Jack Wagon with, oh, you got to give one guy a ton of money because Eric Henry makes the playoffs every year, right? Oh, and it works so well with Jonathan Williams and the Colts. Or, or you know, like, oh, we'll just pay these guys enormous money so they don't have to play in January. Good job, Fish. Retard. Hey, we don't use the R word. But, Jeff, CEH and McKinnon did nothing for the, for the uh, Chiefs late in the season. So what are you talking yeah, they about? They did. The C.E.H. Was, was the guy. He started a couple back. times when, when Pacheco was out. If you go back and look at the Patriots run, how many running backs the Patriots hunt? 
run with. Well, they had Vereen, they had Duke York smoke the blunt, the blunt smokes you. They had Dion Lewis. They had uh, every running back in the world was on that team. Now talk for Multiple running backs. Yeah, that's great. Except that was one team that you know did things differently than everyone else. And then everyone tried to copy them and they forget the fact that, hey, it's really, it's better to have like really good players on your team. Saquon Barkley, and you were talking about neighbors earlier, like, hey, we don't need Barkley. You get neighbors to open it up. You don't need them. You realize what would happen. I mean, I don't know if you understand this, but if you got a guy that takes the top off like that, now Saquon isn't running against eight-man boxes, seven-man boxes. It's going to be a completely different ball game Because no now. one's ever done it, right? Derrick Henry hasn't faced a single eight-man box his entire Who do they year. He had a great career. They just had a, a trap team this year, and how was he? Oh, I don't remember him wait, being great wait, this year. Right, right, he was good in the second half, not as much the first half. He always yeah, is like right. that anyways, by the way. Wait, he's, Barr, he's a great player, but they same situation as Saquon. Does that mean that they should have called him? No, wait, no, I, I will say this, and, and we have to go, but I, I will say this. You, you need multiple running backs because you need at least two of them, and, and that's a lot of these teams, they only have one, and some of them don't even have one. I mean, if you look at the Buffalo Bills, I, I mean, if you look at their rosters, this year, I mean, Cook looks like he's he, he looks yeah. like he's a pretty good player. Running game was not the main issue with their roster but this they, year. They, I mean, look at their running backs over the, the years. Like Singletary, I mean, he's okay for the Texans. He wasn't that any good. They've never, they really, since Josh Allen was drafted, they really never had a number one yeah. running back. Well, Sean McCoy was like 31 when yeah, he was right, drafted. So. Right, but they've tried, and they keep bringing – dude, Damian Harris was a good running back. Like, you even liked him in New England. Yeah, I did, but he's, he's washed up. They drafted he's washed Zach up. Moss. They got, got Singletary. They got Cook. They're trying with a bunch of guys. It doesn't work on that team because they're a terrible run-blocking team. I, I just think – I just think right now there are, there are teams out there that – could be looking for running backs. I mean, look at look at the the Vikings. I yes, mean, that's the, the best example of any of those teams. I, I yeah. mean, the Vikings don't have anything. They they have right, no, but, nothing. But even, right, so, right. So before, right, but before this year, and I know that you hate them or whatever, but Alexander Madison was a really good backup running back to to uh, Dalvin Cook. He was, which is fine, but they leave him in that role. There, but, but you know, right. five carries the, a game. The teams that just have one guy stink. Who's on the Raiders besides Josh Jacobs? Nobody, and they stink. <laughs> Go ahead, Fish. Look, man, it, it's the problem is Gettleman put the Giants in this situation years ago. Could have had Quentin Nelson and Chubb in that draft where they were drafting. Instead, went with Barkley. And I got to be honest, I don't even remember who the second round pick was. Will Hernandez. Mikey sees boy. Hernandez. <laughs> Wonderful. You know, the, the yeah, hog molly, right? Solder, I but think, but look, we have him on the team. Yep. You don't cut bait with someone that good just because – Oh, you know, other teams have won with crappier running backs. You have him. He's electrifying. In college, he was unbelievable. And on rookie season, again, he was unbelievable. Again, you're missing what I'm very saying, good. Fish. You're, you're missing what I'm saying. You're missing the entire thing. I'm not saying he's not great. He is great. Like, you win in that. He is great. I'm telling you, he is great. But what happens when he gets hurt? Because he does get hurt. He does have a, a very shaky injury history, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Yes, he does. Most running backs do. Right, and so when he gets hurt, then what happens? Or pick one up. You know, Brita was obviously a terrible choice, and the guy they drafted, Eric Gray, (sighs) didn't pan out. So, you know, they failed on that. This is what I'm saying. For a couple of million bucks, you can have Kareem Hunt 
and then for a, and a couple more, you can have Derrick Henry, and then for a, 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 a few more after a that, couple what, more? Eckler or something. there's a ton of running backs out there that can do it, and you can build something for the 14 million you want to hand one guy. Because if it goes wrong with that one guy, there goes your whole season. It's over. It's already over anyway. They're not going anywhere. Over, you know, they're one in 16 you know, without you know why the Dolphins think? were so good this year? Yes, they had great wide receivers, and that's something the Giants don't have. That, that's conceivable. No. But when, right, but when A-Chain got hurt, Mostert ran all the time. And then when Mostert got hurt, A-Chain ran all over the place. But again, and 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 running, and a, lot of, get hurt. a lot of Giant fans throw Gettleman under the bus, but it, it, Gettleman was not good at bringing in free agents, as we know, Galladay and all the other guys oh. that he brought in. They were horrible. Yeah. But he was very good at drafting. He, he actually drafted. He is a Joe Douglas. Joe Douglas is horrible at bringing in free agents, but he's good at drafting. I mean, and that's the problem. A lot of Giant fans want to throw Gettleman under the bus, that he was just a horrible GM. What has Joe Shane done for you? He's done nothing. His drafts suck. He, it I, I, sucks. I, Two I'd years be, of that be, crap. He, he stinks. I'd be willing to bet on this with Fish. He stinks. Just, Who's that? Mike Francesa. I, I, <laughs> I, I would be willing to bet on this with Fish. Okay, maybe you can't get, like, some of the top guys, whatever, but I would guarantee you, you can get J.K. Dobbins and DeAndre Swift and... You probably could, Leonard, yeah. For, I, Leonard why Fournette do you want a guy who just had a terrible injury? injury. Like, it would all be very after. good, and it would be a whole lot better than one guy. Mm. I don't just get a better backup in case he gets hurt. Yeah, He's great. He changes the game. They're right, terrible they're without just him. Still terrible trees, with right? him, but way more terrible. Uh, Jeff, thank you for being the co-host tonight. Oh, we Jeff. love you. We love you. Guest I mean, co-host. Just, we love you. It's just, it's just crazy. Like If you look at all the teams, dude, they all have multiple, like all the good teams have multiple dudes, and you're trying to pour money into one dude and have nothing else, which I just think is insane. It's not an indictment against Barkley. It's how you build a quality team. And I understand and what you're saying. If you're a Giants fan and you want to win, don't give all your money to one guy. Listen, and, and the Giants aren't giving all their money into one guy. The Giants have $45 million to spend in the offseason. And, and, and I, I agree in certain ways, but. When, and I, Jeff, I'm going to go back, and I don't want to really want to rehash this anymore because we already know this, we can argue about this all day long and go around in a circle, and we'd still come back to the same answer to everything because we all have disagreements, which is good. It's good to argue about this. But if you look at the Giants in the position that they're in going into this offseason, and this is the facts, no wide receiver, no free agent wide receiver wants to play there because – uh, they stink right now, and if they do, if they do bring in Malik Neighbors, which they probably will, I believe that I'm predicting that's where they go. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm on the, I'm on the same way yes. with that. I think Neighbors is. A- Oh, and only because I think Marvin Harrison Jr. is going earlier. Yes, absolutely. I believe Malik Neighbors at number five or six, six where the Giants are sitting, they're going to get him. But here's the thing. You, I, I am not trusting going into the season when Dable right now is on the hot seat. Half the coaching staff is gone because the guy doesn't get along with anybody on the sidelines. I, I, you need to go into the offseason with a veteran guy that you can trust. I know what you're saying. You could bring in three guys, Fournette, all these other guys. You could get you're, three for the price J- of one. Is J.K. Dobbins chopped liver? Like, no, J.K. Dobbins. J.K. Dobbins is not uh, Saquon Barkley. He's just not. And either is Fournette. Four no, no. I, no, I completely agree with that. But I will take three J.K. Dobbins over one Saquon Barkley. 
I don't know because he tears his ACL every single time. So I don't know if I take that. So <laughs> I'll, I'll take, I'll dude, I'll take five. Dude, what, what, what did Kareem Hunt sign for? Two million dollars. I'll take five Kareem Hunts over one Saquon. Do Hunt. you see Kareem Hunt getting along with Dable on the sidelines? Are you kidding me? Hey, could he, you... he, he made it. He, he made it work in Cleveland, and that's not an easy. Thing they have a very good coach over there, and, and that co- and the way they they like to play their game, it's run, 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 throw, run, 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 throw. That's the way they like to play. So hey, that makes him happy as long as he get he gets fed the ball. See, with Saquon, you can throw the ball to Saquon. You could use him in the backfield. And, and Kareem Hunt, what did they use him? What did the Browns use him on third downs? On you know in the red zone, that's what they that's used him. True, that's they not- did. True. They used he's, them a lot like that. Ford no, was the first and second that. down. No, they split. No, they split snaps. Yeah, they did. Trust, trust me, as a guy that's a better, there were plenty of Kareem Hunt. Getting, look, there was a lot of Jerome Ford games. Yes, true too. But they they split work more than evenly. There. I, I I bet you if you look up their touches, they were probably dead even. I I would agree with you, but it, it took a while. It took the last five to six games for it to tra- to, to change that way. When Nick Chubb yeah, got hurt, all their quarterbacks died. They started five different quarterbacks. I think. Go look at that. First, Speedy, go look that up quickly. How many touches did Jerome Ford have? How many touches did Kareem Hunt have last year? Because that, I mean, this past year, because that that's interesting to me. That's a that's a good statistic uh, to argue. But I don't want to argue this. We can argue it another day because we, we got to go. But, but I'm just telling you, I'm just telling you, I would rather have. I, if, Ford, if 204, me, oh, Hunt, 135. J.K. Dobbins and some of these other running backs, they're free. Yeah, give me two or three or four of them. That's, All right. That's great. What, what was it? One what was it, Fish? Ford, 204, Hunt, 135. And Dobbins has only ever played 23 games in the NFL because he's always hurt. Right. But, That's how many right, games but he's also, Why would you want that guy? keep in mind with those touches, uh, uh, Kareem Hunt wasn't there until week six or week five, I think. Yes, but it, it was Jerome Ford's, you know, touches. He he was touching the ball. Not not really, because if you if you take away six games off of Jerome Ford, I guarantee you they were. But Chubb got hurt in week two, so you're essentially taking four games yeah. away, not six. Ford, Ford really started. Well, what, whatever it was, it, at least a month of the season. I had Jerome Ford on both my fantasy teams, two out of the three fantasy teams, and uh, Jerome Ford was the number one back when Chubb went down. He was the number one back. He was touching the ball right, the first and right, second, because, right, because second it downs. Another, it took another month before yes. Kareem Hunt showed up. It, it took a couple of games. I think it was like three games before they brought Kareem Hunt because they lost another running back. They had Jerome Ford and somebody right, else. And, they traded, for, and yeah. they traded with the Patriots for um, Pierre. Pierre um, Strong, yeah. Pierre Strong. You act like that was like easy and representative of the league. That guy won coach of the year. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like that is the quarterback situation, obviously, but the losing Chubb, who was similar as far as volume. Top five running back in the league. Top five. You know, easy. Maybe top three going into the league. He was being drafted real high. Like that guy. Yes, in fantasy, he's he's in the top top three. Yeah, but top I'm so five. sick of you fantasy people because there's a difference between fantasy. No, and I said top five. I think he was five. I, I would have put him in that five. That's where I would have put him. Josh Jacobs was wrongly used. Josh Jacobs to me is a top three running back in the league. I'm going to tell you this right now. If if I were the Giants, if if you're moving away from Saquon Barkley, I go after that guy. That's who I want. If I'm I were the Giants, either. I'm just just saying. Just saying, that's what but, I would you know, do. Josh dude, Jacobs, dude. Like, like, what is fish driving? Nineteen eighty-six Dodge Neon or something like that, right? How many times <laughs> can you drive your Dodge Neon into a telephone pole before the thing breaks? These older running backs that have a million carries a game. Like I'm a Knicks fan. Henry I, and Saquon Barkley and and Josh Jacobs. 
Dude, they're in a car crash every week. They're going to start breaking. Fish, you just have to hang out with Jason Kidd. <laughs> I know man, Jeff would. Pulled up a couple of real abusive guys. I played golf today, with Jason. Man. We didn't even talk about the Hunt story at all either. We've been talking about him too. Ah, listen, I'm just trying. I'm just trying to be nice. I played golf with Jason Kidd. I know you did. Yeah, Manhattan Woods. What a day that was. Holy. I'm sure. I, I the wonder. The biggest fight I've ever seen. I, I'll tell you this right now. How big is Jason Kidd's head, man? Oh my God, that thing. Oh, is... he's got a big dome, but oh. he's the kindest. He's the kindest human being on the planet. I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, he's got to keep his hands we, to himself. You know. The day we played together, I'll tell you this about Jason Kidd because Amon Rashad's a scumbag, and I don't want to get into the Amon Rashad. I heard about that thing. too. I've heard about right. Amon Rashad. Yep. Right, he's a scumbag. He's a mm -hmm. piece of shit. Um, but Jason Kidd. I didn't say that, Amon. At, at, at Manhattan Woods, he had a caddy's number, and the, the kid was a high school kid. And he used that kid for two years as his caddy. He would tell, text him and say, hey, I'm showing up, and you got a caddy for me today. And the kid would show up and caddy for him. And he did that for two years. And so uh, in the, the middle of August, this kid was like, all right, like this is my last day. I'm going to, to college, whatever. Jason Kidd was like, go upstairs and, get, and wait in the bar. And so we were all sitting there, and the kid came in, and we were like, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm waiting for Jason. And Jason Kidd came in and gave the kid 30 grand in cash and said, pay for all your books and the rest is beer money. <laughs> Jason Kidd's one of the kindest people on the planet. I'm not saying that he isn't. He just needs to keep his hands to himself. That's all I'm saying. I mean, yeah, that's fine. But he's a generous dude that cares about I, other people. I'm, li listen, and I'm never going to hate on him. I, dude, I, I, I love Jason. Jason Kidd was one of my favorite players. Uh, growing up, when he was drafted and, and when he played for Phoenix and then when he went to the Nets, I couldn't stand the Nets, but I loved him. I loved watching him and Kenyon Martin, who, by the way, was the biggest bust, biggest number one bust pick in NBA history. That guy sucks, all right? You know who the best, you know who the best shooter on that team was, right? Jason Williams, I tremendous think, shooter. Yes, but I also like Kerry Kittles, man. We, we did mention that. Uh, He's early. not even close to the shooter. No, 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 Jason but I like And who did Kerry Kittles play for, Speedy? The Nets. No, but who do you play for in college? Villanova. 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 How do you not know that? I didn't, I didn't remember that. Oh, my God. Too young, that wasn't even the best player on that team. I think Keith Van Horn was a better player. Where did yeah. he go to college? <laughs> um, hold on, hold on. Uh, Utah, Utah, yes. Utah. Was it? Yeah, Utah, yeah. correct. Yeah, and by the by the way, I loved Keith Van Horn on the Knicks and on the Nets. I I loved him. So I I loved was, Keith. Was Van Horn the one that lost reach out to that, Keith. Uh, championship game to Speedy? To, reach uh, out to Keith. UCLA team. I'm sorry. What was the question? Was Van Horn in that champion college championship game? They lost to that famous uh, fast break uh, to UCLA, the Tyus Edney thing years ago or the Ed O'Bannon team Could've or something been. like that. Yeah. I, I don't I think, think it, it I don't think it was a championship game. I think he was in the final it was, it was, final four. It was a final four game. Final maybe, four. Yeah. It was in the final four. Like they lost in the final in four. The game. Yeah, they lost in the yeah. final four. But that's how you said me bucket i don't think was in the final four i think that was a sweet 16 game yeah but he i think it was utah utah went to the final four and i remember that by the way i had utah going to i had utah as my surprise team going to the the, the finals and they lost in the final four i remember that I, I i'll never forget the bracket when I, I i think if i'm not mistaken it was kentucky and 
Arizona, and I had Arizona. I had Kentucky and Arizona, and, and nobody thought Arizona was going to the national championship. And Arizona knocked off Kentucky. It was my prediction. I won so much money when I was a kid, man. I, was, I think I was like 13 or 12 years old. I remember that game. Miles, was it Miles? I think it was Miles on that team, right? I think it was Miles, uh, the point guard on the team. Yeah, yeah, Miles and Bibby. Yeah, Simon, Miles. No, it was Miles Simon and Mike Bibby. Yes, and yes. Some other joke. You know, I got to be honest with you, Errol. I thought I was going to get a better laugh when I said Jason Williams was a terrific shooter. That poor limo driver, huh? Yeah, well, he, he he's another one. I don't know if you guys know about Jason Williams. You guys know about Jason some Williams? dark stories going on. Wasn't he like playing around with the shotgun or something? This story. No, goes what and... happened was uh, he he his limo driver. He was downstairs in the basement. They were playing pool, and uh, you know they were drinking, getting messed up, probably doing drugs, and uh, his limo driver kind of took crossfire, and they, they, they it's. It was bad. Terrible. It was bad. See, but fish knew. But fish knew the story. He's on it. Yeah, it was. It was bad. I remember that. It was horrible. You he guys, were too, you weren't even born. Fish. I don't think. I don't think. I, I don't think Scoops that, was born. Yeah. And I think Speedy, you were probably like three years old or two years old when that happened. That was horrible. Long time ago. Yeah, I remember that stuff. I'm almost Jason 40, Williams. So like, I, I know. Happened with the Nets. It was their power That's forward. A, yeah. Yeah, fish is smarter than I think I gave him credit for. I can't believe he knew all that stuff. I get a lot. I get that a lot, man. Mm. <laughs> you know, he he actually wipes his ass by himself. That's good. Speedy, do you? Well, that make that makes one person on this show that can do that. <laughs> <laughs> I wipe my own ass. I wipe you know my bees, own ass. <laughs> you know the bees? He just he just wipes with his hand and licks it clean. Big daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Poor, he's going. He's going to call me. His ears are probably ringing while he's sleeping right now. He's going to call me. Tell that fat, you know what, to stop talking about me. Oh, I know. I'm so fat. Oh, <laughs> so fat. Oh, Moron. I'm not. That kid thinks I'm fat. That that shows you how dumb that kid is. <laughs> I'm so fat. Jeff, thank you for calling, bud. Thank you for joining us tonight. It's always a pleasure so I can be here to tell the beef he's a fucking moron. Well, there it is. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. He loves to end the show with a bang. Did he ever? He was actually... Listen, I love when Jeff comes on and he's actually a normal person because he he has some good takes. He, he actually gives you some good takes. He When he's a... And I'm not saying he's a homer on anything that he said, but when he believes himself to be right... Like Patrick Beverly, a couple of couple of weeks ago, he told me he's sixth man of the year. I said, what are you, on drugs? And he said, he said, oh, look at his numbers. He's having one of his best seasons. I was like, dude, his numbers aren't good. All right? He's a good defensive player. He's a good player. He's not a great player. So, but Jeff, he has some good takes. And uh, college, as far as college basketball and college football... The man knows what he's talking about. He 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 bets a lot. He follows these guys. College football. Now he's been right on a lot of guys, and he's been wrong on a lot of guys. Like Tony being one of them. Oh, the human joystick. This guy's gonna be a star. Did you watch him in Florida? Yeah, I watched him. And look at him. He's playing. He's playing on two teams. He's he's attacking both fans on both sides of the ball. I mean, the guy doesn't get along with anybody. And by the way, Jason Kidd's son. I forget his name, but man, he had a big head too, man. 
Jesus, man. <laughs> I remember that. Oh, man. He had, a he had a, like a big head, a, a, like a, a like a man's head on a little boy's body, man. That thing was huge. I mean, serious. I'm not lying to you, man. I mean, it, it's bigger than a basketball. So just speaking the truth. But Jason had a big head. So I actually, I actually met Jason Kidd at a golf tournament. I, I wasn't playing golf, okay? I'm not... Trying to pretend like Sean Smith that I'm a pretty good golfer, okay? Because I don't play. I should because I'm competitive. But I, I was at a golf tournament. I was doing interviews, and Jason Kidd was playing. And Jason Kidd's actually a pretty good golfer, actually. He's a pretty good golfer. He can actually drive a golf ball and a pretty good putt game and everything like that. Uh, but uh, that was the first time I met him. He is a nice guy. He really, really is. He, he just needs to you know, keep his hands to himself. And, and when he does, stop drinking. I, I, don't, I think he's... I think he said he was clean for the last couple of years, so I don't know. Anyways, uh, great show. Thank you, Fish. Thank you for joining us, as always. The only thing you need to do when Jeff calls is you got to let Jeff talk, and then don't like layer with him because he's not gonna he's not gonna let you talk unless uh, he knows you. So uh, you build a good relationship with Jeff, and then he'll I let think you speak. we just went a long way to get to know each other a little bit there, me and uh, yeah. old Jeff. Well, I I think it was a great show. As far as content is concerned, it was a great show. It really was. We had really good content tonight. Um, no crazy Sean Smith, you know, telling us how flexible he is and he does hot yoga, <laughs> and uh, you know, man, you know, doing what Sean. That, that was an image does. the other day. Boy, yesterday. was it ever! I mean, if he wants to flex, <laughs> if he wants to flex, or and then he tries to take shots at me during the show, telling me. That uh, you're the weak, you're the weak one out of all story. I was like, weak one. I was like, I'm benching 225, 30 to 35 times. I do more than the guys at the combine. You, you old men could do that. I mean, by the way, Tyrone um, Crawford. Crawford is younger than I am. Crawford. Yeah, he, he's younger than I am. He's 36, 37 years old. And Sean, who says I'm a little bit older than him, Sean Smith is only a year older than me. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I am benching probably more than Sean was benching when he was an NFL football player. Just so you know that I'm not some weak. I'm, I might not be as tall as these guys. These guys are giants. I mean, I mean, you look at Sean. Sean, when he stands next to me, he's probably like six inches bigger than me. I mean, or th- four inches, five inches. But let me tell you something. Stronger? Not a chance. So, uh, no offense, Sean. We love you, and I love you, man. But... Uh, I when you could do about uh, you know three thousand push ups in a week, we can talk. But uh, until then, that's not gonna. I, I know Tyrone's not doing that anymore. So, but whatever. I love those guys. They were great. Yes, fantastic as always. And absolutely. Uh, um, and yeah, and we'll have Sean on next Wednesday. We'll have our meetings on Sunday, getting and going over some of the stuff. But uh, great show. Thank you, Scoops, for giving us your takes, uh, your sports minute. Uh, Fish, thank you for being the executive craziest uh, producer out there. Speedy, <laughs> um, keep wiping your ass, man. <laughs> keep wiping your ass. Sure. Any, any streaks? Sure. Any skid marks? I mean, sure. Now, that was my nickname in high school when I was a kid, I man. It was Skid Marks, yeah. It was my last name. They called me Skids. They called me Skids, man. It was either that or, you know, everybody tried to find a way to, to, to make jokes and stuff like that. So it was Skids Mar- or, or Marks because it was Skids Marks. Skid Marks or my name's Errol, so they would call me Egg Roll. And I, I, I never understood it. I'm like, 
egg roll. I mean, uh, listen, listen, I like egg rolls. I mean, but an egg roll, I mean, I think you should be a little bit better than that. I mean, a little smarter than that. But anyways, uh, yeah, that, those were the two crazy nicknames. I had nicknames for everybody, so it didn't really bother me. I had worse nicknames to give to people. So I definitely knew how to dish it out, too, so. Just so everybody knows. Anyways, uh, great show. Thank you to all the fans. Thank you to all the downloads on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Uh, 73,000 for all the fans out there. Thank you. Keep downloading. Keep being the crazy fans that you are and keep uh, checking us out. Um, YouTube, uh, we have a a new way of uh, putting up our our stories, our shorts. We're going to be on top of that, right, boys? Speedy, uh, Aaron, Mr. Fish. So, um. Uh, we're going to start building uh, for all the fans out there that are following us and listening and downloading us. If you listen to the show all the way through, guys, subscribe to us. Subscribe to us on YouTube uh, at Sports Loud Mouth Show. Okay? At the at sign Sports Loud Mouth Show. Okay? That's all I'm asking you guys to do. Subscribe to us. Don't be lazy, okay? It takes five seconds to do it. I mean, seriously. Speedy, you're really hurting my feelings. You're hurting my feelings, man. Do you want me to wipe your ass? It's like a genie in a, you know, in a bottle. Your, your, your ass is like a genie, you know? If I wipe it, maybe uh, something will pop out of it. I, I test that know. theory on someone else. I don't want to. <laughs> Listen, I'm just trying to help you out. <laughs> I'm just trying to help you out, man. Are you okay? You could test that theory on Are you okay? Are you okay tonight? It doesn't correlate. Are you breathing? It doesn't. Yes, I'm bre- I'm talking, so I'm clearly breathing. <laughs> Elementary school science, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, you could be a vampire. Okay, if I was a vampire, I wouldn't be here. Uh, that's not true. Why wouldn't you be here? Name a vampire that does a sports show. <laughs> there is none, but... Exactly. But you could be the first. I don't care. <laughs> I don't give a rat's ass. Do me, give me one of those. I don't give a rat's ass. <laughs> no, you don't do it. You get angry when you do it. It's a little bit better. Yeah, I mean, give, give me another one. But calm it down. Let it go. Let it let it go. I don't give a rat's ass. No, that, you see, you're you're not doing it the way you are. You get all like, you know, tur- it becomes turbulence, and you go, I don't give a rat's ass. <laughs> All right, you're trying to blow my eardrums now. You man. wanted turbulence. You got turbulence. Well, that's turbulence, man. What do you want me to crash? Well, I opposites mean, attract. Uh, oh, now you're my opposite. Yeah, I went too. I was too low the Wait second. Wait a second. Well, I was too, too low the second oh, time, on. so I, I counted out. On. It evens oh. out. Law of averages. Hold on one second. You, you law of averages. Law, your averages. That's not my average. You just told if, me. If I say something quietly, yeah, then I said something loud. It cancels out, right? I always tell you what's good for me is good for you. We're a team, and now all of a sudden, law you're of averages. Opposite. You are a little piece of you know what. Law of averages. You know that you're like a little turd that comes out of my ass when I'm trying to squeeze it through these jigs. Hope you can. Hopefully, you can wipe it without a genie i don't know do you have enough toilet paper it's i that's your own issue if you're trying to use someone else's toilet paper listen i go through a roll a day baby well that's your own issue a roll a day man you know that means i'm taking dumps maybe four or five times a day okay how many times you dump a day usually two maybe two times maybe are they the smelliest ones i don't know i don't compare you don't smell them i don't compare other people's dumps (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I do. Good for you. <laughs> good for you or good for me? You! <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen. I hope everybody enjoyed the show. 
Oh man, what a what a show, man! Uh, you. <laughs> All right, uh, we'll be back next week uh, on Wednesday. Good night. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.